Hello and welcome one and all to the podcast that Twitter hates, but I kind of like but not enough to say I don't hate it myself but would never recommend to anyone, because they would think less of me. Oh yay, spoilers ahead and enjoy. Mossman. Mossman is green, so I can't be seen. Ha ha ha. He-Man, Mossman, Skeletor and Triclops figures each soul separately. Welcome back to the smooth, sexy sounds of America's sweetheart, Eric Shea, and the Quaker Town Wombat, Jim Werner. Say hello, Jim. Hello, Jim. This is I'm episode... The, I'm the Quaker Town Wombat. The Quaker Town Wombat, baby. Great. This is episode number 38 of Weird Out Loud, so I ask you to turn down the lights and get ready to get a little moist. I hate that word. <laughs> Everybody hates that word. That's why uh, I want to use it. You know what, Eric? We are the official and official podcast of Weird Science DC Comics Blog. Did you? I know remember that? when they used to be big. What moist? <laughs> no. <laughs> you mean that Weird site? Science, baby? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I heard that at one point they were on top of the world, Eric. On top of the world. Top Screaming of the world. Uh, yeah. If you want to get a hold of us, you know us lonely guys there on the web. We're at Weird Science DC Comics at gmail.com we're also a proud member of the comics podcast network proud singing loud proud and saying it loud and you know what eric it's been a couple days since i've had nyquil really so i'm i'm ready to go i'm probably i probably sound a little down a little bit get back on your drugs junkie drunk on nyquil uh but i do have an energy drink and soon i'll be having a five-hour energy all right hi eric we take what we can get here at weird yes uh happy batman day it was Batman yeah, dude, Day. Dude, I had no idea until you messaged me this morning. I'm like, oh shit, that was today, right? Yep, it was. It kind of snuck up on us. Actually, like anything with DC, they announce it ahead of time and then it kind of just happens. Yeah, it was like announced um, two months ago and then maybe nothing uh, since. Well, it seemed like a lot of people were trying to get involved. I know that Pistol even messaged me on Twitter, said he went to three comic book shops. I don't know how many shops he has in his town. Yeah. It's pretty good good three there at least. He didn't get anything. None of them were doing any Batman Day stuff. Really? Mm-hmm. Guess what, was what? Going, what was going on at ours? At ours. They were doing it, Eric. They were having Batman Day. And you know what? Walked in. They have a sign up. Uh purchase required for Batman Day freebies, it said. Okay. And the guy from what I heard is that you had to purchase fifteen dollars <laughs> worth of products to get this free stuff. Ridiculous. And I heard the guy talking, and he was mentioning to another guy there. I don't even know if it was a guy who worked there. I didn't recognize the guy, but I only go there three or twice a a year. year. Twice. Anytime there's free stuff. That's why I had to put the sign up for people like me. Ever since my buddy Tony's shop went down all digital for me, because I went to that place one time, as most people on this podcast have heard already, assholes. Well, the guy was talking to this other guy and said, yeah. I have this Batman Endgame special. I'm probably going to keep those and sell them on eBay. Like, Douchebag. Really? And I guess the big draw of that was it had a eight-page preview to Batman Robin Eternal. Yeah, I did hear that. That that was the big thing about it. So I guess, I, I don't know. First off, Batman Robin Eternal comes up in a couple weeks. It starts yeah, next off, week. I think, next week. Once that happens, I don't know. Is that, Are people going to be buying this thing on eBay? I guess some people like these things and they, they keep them, but this guy's just a jerk. I, I wish that he would lose his store. Is it the great big fatso? No, that guy isn't there anymore. 
Oh, it's, it's just the George Lucas motherfucker? Yeah, George Lucas guy. Hate George guy. Lucas looking guy there, and he's just miserable. And I know for a fact that he hates DC Comics. He said yep. that many a time. I've only been in there a couple of times, heard it every time. So when stuff like this happens, he doesn't <laughs> care. He just, every time I, you tell the story, though, I had a bad experience with the great big fat guy. So yeah. every time you tell a story that's negative, which is every time, I imagine it's that big great big no, fat guy. No, I haven't seen him in a while. Like I said, I say this in a while as if I go there a lot. I've been there probably three times this year. And Last I'm talking there, 365 days. I'm not even saying this calendar year. I'm saying so I went there on a free comic book day, yes. grabbed some stuff, got the hell out. I sent my girlfriend there. Yeah, and you got you got Nightfall. Yes, I did. Uh, the most read comic at our cardboard box factory. <laughs> <laughs> when there's free time or if there isn't you're there with your night well i'm done with today i'm reading dark night i'm yeah. in freaking nightfall so uh yeah you didn't really celebrate uh, batman day did you? no i went to a housewarming party oh housewarming and, huh and it was nice and all i haven't seen my friends that, that much over this past year but uh i've realized since i quit drinking I have no social skills at all. I, I do not know how to act. You realized that your friends were all assholes. No, no. I still love my friends. It's just that I have no idea how to act around them without drinking. Yeah. You should have taken some NyQuil. No, absolutely not. I don't know that I know how to do a podcast without NyQuil. Now. <laughs> I have no idea. And you know what? We're going to move on to our first segment, which is a newer segment. Um, it's the Haters Gonna Hate segment, Eric. Haters Gonna Hate, huh? And uh, since I've had this segment, this one I'm trying to force in. I know it's you It's not are. really hate, but... Uh, I wanted to mention that Juan Ferreira, you know Good Juan guy. Ferreira, yeah. the guy, uh, the artist, and actually the full art team at scene. The triple on, threat, yeah, he Juan is, Ferreira. The, uh, penciler, art, or inker, and colorist yes. on Gotham by Midnight. Boy, that guy's been talking it up about this issue we're going <laughs> to talk about tonight. It Was it um, issue number nine? Uh, today, this, nine? This was issue number nine. Okay, it seems like that book has been around a lot longer, doesn't it? It's just been like, you know, doing its thing for a little uh, while. No one's been really paying yeah, attention. Well, so it seems no. like it's been going on for a while. So about a month ago when you put the last uh, number eight, obviously, the yes. review for that, uh, Juan Ferreira got on Twitter and mentioned to you, hey, just wait till the next issue. Boy, it's going to blow your mind. Oh, my goodness, Eric Shea, America's sweetheart. You're not going to know what to do. You're going to get moist. And yeah. we kind of forgot about that. And then we put up a preview. Uh, earlier this week for that, and then Juan Ferreira actually came to the site and commented on our site, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Said, hey, just wait until Wednesday. You're going to love this issue. I can't wait. Then... Because I said in the thing, it's going to... Uh, hopefully the series ends with a bang. It's like, series ain't going to end. It's going to start right now with a yeah, bang. it's going to start with a bang. Boom, yeah. baby. So then uh, Wednesday came and went, and you did not review it yet. I had and read so it. got late, man. Damn, it's got them by midnight. It's not Batman. again... And asks, where the hell is your review? I want your review, Eric. This guy's going on and on. So then you put that review out and just a little preview, a little uh, spoiler. You gave it a 9 out of 10. Oh, yeah. And uh, said, well, what did you hear from Juan Ferreira? He has not talked to us since. I think he hates you now. <laughs> he got what he wanted and he bailed yep. on me. You're on his list now, though. I think he wanted 10s. He wanted a 10 out of 10. You didn't He's give it to him. He's the wrong realize, tree then, yeah, man. Well, does he realize that you're the guy who ruined our site by giving Batman a 4 out of 10? <laughs> I think Christ. the entire internet knows about Boy, that. you gave that Batman a 4 out of 10 and all hell is broken loose, Eric. Or actually, all hell has done nothing. Yeah, done nothing you, at all. I, I write my reviews for you now. <laughs> Just for you. Uh, and I don't read and, them. And in uh, further news, we're still banned from Twitter. 
All right. Yeah, I get, is going to hate. I also get the idea that we might have a problem with the EU crowd. The European crowd might not be able to get to our site either because of some cookie law. I don't even know what that means. I thought that I we had don't to send know them either, chips man. ahoy. I sent you the Freaking. message when it first showed up on our site, like yeah. on the insides, and I've read it like five times. Oh, I, I read no it a, idea I what read I'm it reading. a bunch of times, and I, my brain started hurting, and then it looked like I had to do some work. I don't even know. It looked like almost that we just have to put a little message on the site. Hey, uh, you know, cookies ahead. Nope. And then a picture of like Oreos or something. That's what no, every that's time soft, I read soft it. Soft chips ahoy, man. No, no. Every time I read it, I get hungry and want double stuffed Oreos because to me, there's no reason for single stuffed anymore. Obviously. Uh, are you with me? No, I do. I, t- I get the double stuffed. I take the freaking one cookie off. I take another one, take the cookie off, put them together, quadruple stuffed. Yeah, I'm telling you, um, normal should be double stuffed now. It's yeah. like when you go into Five Guys and you order a burger and they give you the double. The double uh, burger is the normal one. That's how it should be. I don't know. That and then you shit your brains about. out for the rest of the yeah. week. Oh, I have, I get the worst crap. Everybody that. knows, Usually man. I'm on the Everybody with diarrhea. Knows. Diarrhea, Eric. I have the Hershey squirts going. I have to make up for it. You told me last week I didn't talk any toilet. It's as far even, as I remember. It's not even toilet humor. It's just toilet no. talk. It's like when I go to the bathroom, I'm like, Jesus uh, Christ, I don't remember eating corn. I don't know what's going on, Eric. It's like something nine? happens. It's like a vortex. <laughs> I like to say moist. You want to talk about your butthole? Moist. Speaking of moist, I just went. No, I want to. Oh God! Because we're going to move on. We're going to get right to it. We're going to move at a steady pace tonight. We are going to do every book released this week except one because I didn't review it. And that would be uh, if you came here to listen and hear our review on Harley Power Girl. Stop. Right talk now, to right. Reggie. Stop right now. Because I'm not talking it because Jimmy Palmiotti told me never to review it. So I am going to go with his wishes, and it's over. Uh, let's get on with the news, Eric. All right. First news is, did you read any of these? Did you read the outline that I sent I you? did about five minutes ago. Mm, great. Uh, number one, James Gordon and Leslie Tompkins are having a baby, Eric. Oh, shit. Having a baby. This is real-life problems. And believe me, having kids is a problem. Gotham actors Ben McKenzie and Marina Baccaran. Baccarat. Baccarat? Uh, Baccarat, yeah. <laughs> have announced... And Nora via, from Firefly. Yeah, have announced via Us Weekly that they are expecting a baby. Mackenzie and Baccarat's characters, James Gordon and Leslie Tompkins, became romantically involved in the show's first season, continuing on to the new season. No word on whether producers would incorporate the pregnancy into the show? Because I haven't watched Gotham. Uh, have you watched it enough to know is Gordon has not had uh, Barbara yet, correct? No. So this actually does this timeline with this fit? How old is um, Batman? How old's Bruce Wayne in this? About thirteen, fourteen? I'd say about that age. About I think 13. he should be around nine, ten, but I, he looks a bit older than this. It's okay. funny because I stopped watching Gotham after probably like the fourth or fifth episode. Yes. And then I'm like, the new season started this week, and I didn't. Well, I saw it was on when it premiered. I'm like, nah, I'm not gonna watch this because I, I haven't watched the rest. And then halfway through the week. Fuck it, I'm going to watch it on the man. Let's see what happens. Yeah. And I watched it. I'm like, I saw uh, Jim Gordon, Ben McKenzie, with you know Leslie Tompkins, Marina uh, Baccarin, whatever her name is. I'm like, know. hey, look at that girl. That's a gnar from Firefly. Yep. All right, she's working again. I like seeing that. Had no idea until I just read this now that that was Leslie Tompkins on the screen. Yeah, yeah. And uh, any, DC website, baby. <laughs> any uh, any words to the the lovely couple? You congratulate them. Uh, yeah, it was actually not maybe bad. you'll go I, to their goddamn housewarming party. Well, it's funny. I actually got my buddy and his uh, fiance a cake, and I said, "It's a house." Uh-huh. You know, everybody always says a cake. It's a boy. It's a girl. Whatever. It's a house. 
That's the only reason I went, because I had that idea I'm, in the I'm shower even, this morning, I'm and I bought a cake. I'm not even commenting. I'm not Fuck even commenting you. on that. That's an awful joke. Right. That is hilarious. It's, Everybody laughed who read it, and then they put the cake in the fridge, and nobody ate it by the time I left. <laughs> really? Yeah, they're really? like, thanks a lot. All right, next news, Eric, because I'm moving <laughs> on from that. I threw that in. I don't have anything to say. I was trying Excellent. to make it so that possibly they could make it Barbara Gordon, but I don't think that would make well, it. Well, I'm saying it's weird because his last girlfriend is crazy now is Barbara, and I can't. I don't know her last name. Yeah. Um, but So that's Barbara there, so I don't know what the deal is. She's in Arkham. She's insane. Now he's banging Inara. Have a baby name it Barbara. That's kind of weird since your ex-girlfriend wants to kill both of you and, is named Barbara. And, you know, you would you would think that she would have uh, red hair, and neither of them really have any red hair going there. And maybe it's a genetics thing. Maybe uh, Nara's grandmother had some. Maybe. Well, next up is a news story that is another Gotham news story, that Flamingo's coming to Gotham, Eric. Ooh, the Flamingo. Flamingo. I like the Flamingo. Variety reports that looking, looking actor, looking. I don't know any of these shows. <laughs> looking. Variety oh, I just thought that looking was a typo actor, in no, your notes here. Looking <laughs> actor Raul Castillo has been cast as the assassin Eduardo Flamingo. In I, would, I actually thought it was Variety was looking at this guy. No, that's what it is. That's <laughs> I have no idea what looking, looking is. Uh, he will be Sounds playing Flamingo in Gotham Season 2. It's just a bunch of people looking at each other. Look, or they're looking, over there. No, over I there. like them just looking at the screen at, at the viewer. Stop staring at me, TV. Flamingo is a flamboyant hitman. Flamboyant, Eric. Oh. Who wields a spike chain who eats the faces of victims. <laughs> Variety's report states All that right. Castillo will debut as Flamingo in Episode 9 of Gotham Season 2 and describes him as one of Gordon's trickiest foes. There better be some goddamn face-eating yeah, in this no. show. Flamingo is one of the more recent creations that is being brought into the prequel series Gotham. The character was created by Grant Morrison and Frank Quietly in 2009 for Batman and Robin number 6. Yeah, he. I, I like Flamingo. He was in uh, Batman Eternal. Yeah, uh, for a little, and he 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 cracks me up. You think Gotham's trying to get on that zombie craze? We need a character that eats people's faces. Yeah, I guess, but Flamingo, he's he's crazy. He's, he's <laughs> flamboyant. That's look. Sure. I'm not gonna be happy till we get crazy quilt. Oh, uh, we might. But the next one is something that both of us like. Oh yeah, I lied. I'm the already. Court of the Owls coming to Gotham. The only characters that make sense to be in this show. Court of the Owls. I'm it's all It's funny. Aboard. This actually makes me laugh because you tell me at the end if this is actually news. Because you'll see. According to showrunner Bruno Heller, one new addition to DC lore will be coming to roost in the show, The Court of the Owls. Yeah, absolutely, Heller told Comic Book (laughs) when asked. I won't say that it's part of. I don't even want to say that because I don't want to spoil part of the story. The Court of the Owls is deep, deep, deep Gotham mythology. He continues, we're absolutely going to explore that world down the line, the showrunner added. Looking at the longevity of the show, we have to hold some cards back. We can't just throw all the elements, all the story at once. The long arc of the show is Bruce Wayne's journey of discovery down to the depths of the physical and metaphysical world of Gotham, said Heller. I don't like Heller. The Court of Owls is a brilliant conceit that will absolutely be part of our storytelling. I just don't, t- I won't tell you when. <laughs> that's how we, I actually okay so, up I, so when talks. I told you before the court of the hours is going to be in Gotham because I read a headline yeah pretty there's much there's no story there's nothing somebody okay. asked him hey is court of the hours going to be in there oh that'd be course. a good idea yeah. makes sense you know oh, Gotham has a oh, deep God. deep history I mean, deep history court of the hours fucking jerk off just tell me no or yes or maybe Bruno Heller get out of here with this put that in the mothballs that's another one of my great voices god damn it's the only one that made sense for me to be in Gotham great sense of all these you're like wait every time we hear something now again you have 
uh, Flamingo. Yes. And I'm sure that we can look into the history and it won't make sense. It won't uh-huh. make sense that he's there that early. Um, Court of the Owls makes complete sense. It's awesome. It should have already been in there. Should have been really a cliffhanger. Should've. Like there's commission. There's uh, Gordon there. He he's in a big dinner party. All of a sudden, shit goes black. The lights come back on. Dude in a suit and one of those little white owl masks comes out. Awesome. Yeah. That's and all then, I need. I don't even need a goddamn town. I just need that. Say, I told you, the mythology, Eric. The mythology. <laughs> The next one is another character. See, we thought all this crap was going to be over. Seriously, the show's starting next week. Come on. DC's Legends of Tomorrow adds Checkmate. 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 TV Line is reporting that Mr. Robot Actress... Mr. Robot Actress... You watch that show? No. People love that show. I don't like it at all. My girlfriend adores it. Well, Stephanie Corneliuson... I saw that name. Like, Neil I can't wait for him to read has that. been cast in CW's DC's Legends of Tomorrow as, as one-time Doom Patrol and Checkmate agent Valentine Vostok. You Cornelius know Vostok. Said, yeah, I do. Will reportedly appear in several episodes as a gifted and beautiful Russian physicist. Yeah, the Vostok, it's funny because they'll, I'll go on and say what they talk about Vostok. The Vostok I know was from that freaking Aquaman and the others. <laughs> and boy, I hated that book. Vostok will reportedly debut in one of the Legends of Tomorrow team's Time jumps, courtesy of Rip Hunter, appearing as a Cold War area operative for the USSR, suspected of being working as a secret agent with Vandal Savage, played by Casper Crump. Great Wentworth name. Miller's Captain Cold and Brandon Routh's The Atom will reportedly vie for some romantic time with the Russian stalwart, with TV line teasing a change of alliance, allegiance for Vostok. I'm having problems tonight. Comic books, Vostok Go was get introduced. some NyQuil. Comic books, Vostok was introduced as a Soviet Air Force lieutenant who attempts to defect to the United States aboard a stolen experimental fighter. Plane crashes, however, on the site where the original Doom Patrol perished, including Negative Man, giving her his powers and eventually the moniker of Negative Woman. That's like every woman, Negative Woman. I do recall that. That's like you. Get out of here. Negative Woman. You're a Negative Woman. She later became involved with Checkmate, eventually assuming Amanda Waller's position as White Queen. White Queen, Eric. White Queen. I don't even know what they're talking about. Yeah, you uh, do. You watch Smallville. Remember when friggin' uh, Martha Kent became the Red Queen in that one episode? No. Take I, out Amanda I, Waller? I probably didn't see that episode. You I watched it. No, after. I didn't watch every episode. Uh, my son Ethan, or my son Rafe, Rafe. watched every one. You don't I, even know. I watched like three episodes. <laughs> I watched a bunch, but it was more near the end. You sat there with him holding his head in your arms no. like, it's Superman. He, he watched it during the summer I was working. I didn't see uh, that I much of anything. I was working, too. I watched I would, the entire season yeah, again as well. I would come in, and, and he would be halfway through an episode, and I'd just walk away. It looked good, but, yeah, I, I don't have the time. <laughs> Going to get a that. pack of smokes, son. Uh, yeah. yeah. See, see you, you when you're grown see up. See you in 20 years. Call me when you got a job. Uh, here we go. We're going to continue, Eric, because DC is rushing a Supergirl comic to the store shelves ahead of the TV show debut. I was trying to trick you with it. I know. Uh, it just uh, CBS's uh, Supergirl series debuts October 26th, and DC Comics is rushing to get a Supergirl, ugh, Supergirl comic book on stands. Take advantage of the extra attention and potential for increased popularity. They you should know, have thought about this back in yeah, March. You know, the, you know what book they're doing? The uh, Supergirl number one from the New 52. They're making yeah. a DC Essential. Bullshit. It's a reprint of that, and it's going to be priced at a dollar. And it says DC has no announced plans for new Supergirl stories with her latest series canceled. In the and nobody wants that because a lot of people had a problem with that New 52 Supergirl for the majority of the run. They yeah, only I like just the end. St- I know they only just started getting her right and they canceled the goddamn book. Uh, yeah, uh, they really didn't think this through. 
God damn ass. And I like this whoever All right, fuck it, we're a Marvel blog. I, I like podcast it too. Now. I like how they like they're really saying like somebody told them like hey, we're, they're rushing. It is a rush solicit. It, it wasn't in there before. So they just like holy shit. It's almost October. Oh, isn't that what what shows Supergirl? We got a oh Supergirl show coming uh, up, fuck. Yeah, uh, what's and they're up there in their rickshaw uh apartment or penthouse and like, you know what's good? People start buying that Supergirl book we have out on the shelves now. What? What? There's no Supergirl book? Um, um, Mr. Shit. DC, sir, uh, we canceled the uh, Supergirl. Well, at least she's in Red Lanterns. Um, what? Um, no, sir, we canceled Red <laughs> Lanterns, too. Who the hell? Get me freaking... What's his name? Get me Jim Lee. I knew it was his fault. Get me Dan DeDio. What the hell's with this Batgirling? Get Palmiotti on it. He's doing everything actually, else anyway. I actually was going to yell Palmiotti at first. Get me that Palmiotti. He's Harleying this whole goddamn company. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. There's yeah, no we're plan. past bad girl, folks. No, we're on no, Harleying now. Yeah, no plans for a Supergirl book, Eric. We actually thought that they were going to debut. It one made perfect this. sense. How about a, After how about convergence, they get on work. Yeah. yeah, that'd be good too. Get it digital out there. But uh, I don't know. Supergirls. Get Alyssa Quintney on it. She's still under contract for some shit, isn't she? popular, I guess, but not as popular as the up- upcoming Metamorpho title, right? Jesus Christ. I mean, yeah. who, who. I know all the be- people out there clamming for Metamorpho. Who could beat the you know, Metamorpho? I can't wait, but normal I people. Come I on. mean, and, uh, you know, people are yelling and screaming they bring back a Mega Man, but who likes Supergirl? Fucking she's like she's like F list. I like that girl. book so much. You pieces of shit. Oh uh, yes. And now the next bit of uh, news and the last one for the night, Eric, is a question: Does DC own the Batmobile? Do they own it? Eric? Yes, well, they do. I read this. A lawsuit involving a California <laughs> man selling replicas of the 1960s TV and 1989 movie Batmobile has been settled in DC's favor, with the judge ruling that DC is entitled to copyright protection of the automotive character of the Batmobile. <laughs> Oh, yes. I just imagine it's got the voice of Mr. Feeney from Knight Rider. Yeah, DC I was actually, is my I was master. Say, now the guys just switched to making Knight Riders and Ecto <laughs> and Gen- fucking And General Lee's. Gen- nobody likes well, the General But he has Lee to anymore. paint him just orange because he can't yeah, do the Confederate flag. He can't do the one. Confederate flag, so he's going to do the Ecto-1, the DeLorean, and uh, what other uh, kit? What uh, the freaking A-Team van? The A-Team van, that'd be good. And the Partridge Family van, Eric. And nobody maybe, wants uh, maybe, yeah. uh the bandits freaking Trans Am. All right. Okay. You you in with that? Doesn't that have a Confederate and flag maybe, somewhere on no, it? No, no. Maybe on the. Sally, no, you're right. Has Sally Field's wet spot on the uh, <laughs> oh, side seat. And also, uh, he's also gonna go Starsky and Hutch, and maybe even the uh, the truck from uh, uh, Sanford and Son. How about that? He's <laughs> really digging that. I want to know who this guy is. I want to buy. You know what I want? I want the goddamn speedboat from Thunder in Paradise with Hulk Hogan. Oh, you want the speedboat from Thunder in Paradise, <laughs> do you? <laughs> I wonder if anybody even remembers that piece no, of garbage. No. According to the Hollywood Reporter, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled that the Batmobile is a distinct element of the classic TV show and movie, rather than a useful article <laughs> or a util- <laughs> utilitarian, rather than artistic object. Oh, this Jesus means that DC Christ. retains the copyright of the unique likeness of the Batmobile, barring its unauthorized replication. Look, it's a Batmobile use. created by DC Comics. It is theirs. Yes. It's uh, like selling T-shirts it's of gonna Batman. It's going to be great. I, I get the idea they're going to have some guy who uses the Batmobile. Because there was a story last year, a guy who used the Batmobile to go and make yeah. the kids happy. They're just going to show up. He's dead now, away. Jim. He's done. So are the kids. They're all terminally. Oh, my God. All right, Eric. And that has my 
son and you told me that guy's dead <laughs> how would i know what was he doing because Changing it was all a tire? over the news you fuck i would have thought that i thought christian bale was dead what what was the guy changing a tire i don't know he got out of the car because there's something wrong with his batmobile bam hit by a car dead and as you pointingly put out all those cancer kids are probably dead as well yep, they were waiting for batman he never showed her they're still waiting actually they're not they're all dead there's a new round that flash goes and visits them the, you know, what, somebody took up the cause i think somebody got all like batman up and went and took care of all the kids but now they're gonna take his car away it's like when Dick Grayson became Batman, took over the Yeah, when he, so Batman didn't die on the freeway. He's lost in time. Yeah, he'll come back eventually after he has a stupid story arc. Yes. Oh, let's. You want to move on to listener mail? Let's get the listener mail. Uh, let's get to something a little happier, hopefully. Uh, yeah, and if you want to get <laughs> on listener mail, the listener mail, I don't know. He might. You want to <laughs> join in again, Zach? We're doing listener mail. What do you think of listener mail? I agree. He agrees. Uh, I, don't I don't know what, what that means, means, but all right. All right, uh, and if you want to, if you want to have a listener mail read on the podcast, I don't know why you'd want to have anything on this piece of crap. Uh, email us to weirdsciencedccomics at gmail and we'll certainly read everything. And I think after this mail, Eric, I'm going to go and buy some Nyquil. All right, because I'm definitely off. I think I was on last week, drunk as hell on Nyquil. <laughs> All right, listener mail. We're going to start with Paul. All right, Paul. Paul is from San Antonio, Eric. Mm. That is Paul from San Antonio, and he says, After hearing the past two shows, I can see how you guys would be pissed. It pisses me off to think that someone has nothing better to do than to try to ruin the show and site that the two of you created. After hearing what we're doing tonight, I think the two of <laughs> us, we're trying to ruin everything. 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 Instead of canceling this podcast, maybe you can do some movie and comic reviews in one show and make it over five hours. That would just be the craziest damn podcast. Hey, if you like DC Comics and movies from the 80s, this is the show for you. Here it is. It's DC Comics, movies, 80s. (laughs) Strike back. The 80s movie, strike back. And then we do some comics of Batman and Return of the Jedi. As I always mention, it gets me through the workday. I work with a lot of annoying people, and I'd rather listen to Jim on NyQuil doing voice impressions and Eric's new passion for yoga. This is pretty much what we do all day with the annoying people around us. Yes, we do. If you make the movie podcast, please talk about the adventures of Buckaroo Banzai across the 8th dimension and Remo Williams, The Adventure Begins. Oh, God, I Remo? because we were talking and <laughs> I was actually going to watch The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai uh, last week. Yeah, and, and I'm saying I own that flick and I never gave it to you. Yeah. yeah. Well, you still haven't watched Gods and Monsters. I gave that to you like no, a month ago. I have not, but I did watch Big today. Watch Big, right before the podcast. Still like it? Uh, yeah, I loved it. Um, I was at, when I was at that home, uh, housewarming party, I was talking about the 80s strike back and like yeah. everybody's top five 80s and shit like that. I said big and I got like a grimace from like two people. I was like, what are you talking about? It's a goddamn classic. Yeah, that's great. It's a little weird at the end now that, that you, you realize they were getting busy and he's 13. Oh, oh yeah. It's it really didn't bother weird. me before then. But today it kind of did because all my kids went, oh, no. I told you, I bought they that on Blu-ray out. like last year and yeah. I watched it and I'm like, this is a little dark now. Actually, I don't mind how they do it, though. I don't. What? With the I lights don't... on? No, no, I, no, not them. I mean, in the movie. And I really, like, at the end when uh, she goes to kiss him goodbye yeah. and kisses him on the, the head. Once she knows, you know, it's like you when you used to go to the bar and there'd be 12 year olds. Hey, their ID said. That doesn't make any in. sense. Come uh, on. I will say that uh, Paul is good with the double features because the adventures of Buckaroo Banzai. When oh, yeah. I got this email, I said to you, hey, if we were doing a double feature, what would go with the adventures of Buckaroo Banzai? You got it. Remo Williams. Yeah, immediately. All right. He also said, I really got a kick out of all the blood sport references. 
<laughs> oh, no you'll, back. you'll be happy to know that Bloodsport is my buddy Feldman's number four. Is it? Yes. Yeah, it moved up. My, it's only my number five. I had a lot of people at work wondering why I was quoting lines from the movie all day. <laughs> hey, like, like, put up your dukes. Do, do you think he said that? <laughs> On a down note, the, Rick, Eagles, don't hit the, back. the Eagles are pissing me off, and it's only week two. I'm with Pissing you. you off. We should have just kept Sproles as the starting running back and used the money spent on Murray to build an offensive line. That would be The offensive line is awful. If they couldn't block for a scrambler like Vic, then there's no way in hell they can protect Bradford all season. Uh, The thing is, the the line was better, Paul. That Ryan Reynolds-looking motherfucker. I'm telling you, because Nick Foles was no uh, freaking sprinter. No. And he did keep the ball a little too long. I like Nick Foles. I know a lot of people. I I can't say I had full confidence that he would go to the Super Bowl, but I'm telling you, if you let me pick right now, I think I'd take Foles back. Foles hangs on the ball longer than Romo, and that's crazy. Uh, 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 Yeah, Foles doesn't like to get rid of the ball, but still, he was good. And if I, I still, have to watch uh, Bradford lick his goddamn oh God. fingers you all season, like I'm going to vomit. Oh, my I, God, it gets on my nerves. Now, Paul's still, uh, he's got some hope because he says, I still think they will turn it around and win the division and the Super Bowl. Wow, Paul, you are very I'm optimistic, go and I have no idea what you're doing with this podcast. I'm saying he might be uh, t- drinking some NyQuil because, holy crap, no, I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl, and I do have hope they'll win the division, but I'm not going to hold out for that either. Uh, that's Paul from San Antonio. and uh, Thank you, Paul. The only Eagles fan in San Antonio, and <laughs> uh, uh, he's very hopeful. Next email is from Matt D. Matty D. Matty D says, hello, gents. Just wanted to say I just started listening to your podcast. I think you guys have a great podcast. I really enjoy listening to your reviews and banter. Please Oof. keep up the great work. Stay frosty and F Twitter users. Oh, I'm Damn a Twitter right, user. Matty D. <laughs> yeah, F you. F oh, Twitter. The hell my feelings. Them. Uh, gotta route those goddamn Thank tweets you, Matty through, D. through freaking Tumblr. I'm freaking routing shit all over the place. But yeah, Jumping thanks, through hoops man. on Twitter. It's crazy. And like I say to every first time uh, writer of listener mail, you gotta write back next week. Keep writing. Get 800 mail. Mail section's gonna be a 500 mails. All right, the next one's from Chris, Pistol, Obsidian, Blackbird, McKnight. Boosh. Hey, Jim and Eric, I'm saddened but unsurprised to hear that Twitter has flagged your site as <laughs> malicious. Did he say delicious? <laughs> they have finally cottoned on to your game of trying to fleece people out of their retirement money and the guys are giving out straight-up honest and free reviews of DC comic books. i got to pay for them in my Imaginex somehow. It's only a matter of time before they find out Jim is creeping around, harassing everyone, and ban you all together. That's Honestly, true. that is how it works, though, but only with emails. Yeah, I'm having the email. He creeper. needs a pen pal fast. That's right. I used to always want a pen pal, and then we'd get them in school because, boy, I'm old. And yeah, me I would, too. I would never write to them. Did you I ever would write? Want, I would I write. Well, once. there's the one, the one it you won. have to do for school. Yes. They would make you. After that, the person would write back, "Hey, Jim, how are you?" Mm, Bonjour. I'm out. <laughs> Guten Tag. <laughs> I'm like, okay, good night. See you later, Gunther. All kidding aside, I wish there was something we listeners could do to help reverse this Twitter nonsense. Just like how Van Alcry bought back a Mega Men for more issues, because I am a fan of Jim and Eric, and I am crying out. Yeah, well, and he did put fan outcry in quotes because I, <laughs> like I said, I think that's a bunch of hooey. Yeah, I know. There was not enough time for this fan outcry. <laughs> There's like three people were pissed and then they change everything. Well, I'm there was only three people that were pissed about that freaking, uh, what was uh, the Albuquerque Batgirl cover? Yeah, Raphael. Yeah, the three people, Babs Tar, freaking Brendan Fletcher and Cameron Stewart. There's your three. And outcry. the Poison Ivy League, possibly. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. The Poison Ivy League seems to have died out, don't you think? I don't know. I haven't I'm heard anything the hell from of them. them. 
what's the controversy this week? Who's pissed off now? Everybody I don't know. But us. Is there, yeah. On another note, having listened to the podcast for the past few months, I've noticed that both of you have the smallest vocabulary of adjectives I've ever heard. You know what, <laughs> Eric? That is odd, weird, strange, and a little off. For it's a little to say off. That. Wait, yeah. Let me go. Everything is odd, off, weird, or strange. Huh. He is got a point. Where, where are the about, positive adjectives? Uh, the, yeah, really. I was thinking, where's the like, great, awesome. Actually, we say badass a lot. I have Stellar. To, I have to stop myself. I, two reviews I did today, I think I used badass seven times. <laughs> I've been thinking about setting up a Kickstarter for this. Maybe a few other listeners could kick in some money to get you a dictionary thesaurus. I'm thinking about two, uh, $3.50 should do it. The problem is we, you don't need to do that because that's why we're stealing people's identities to yes, try to save up. Obviously. Uh, keep up the good work. Don't let the hate get you down. Keep your chins up. Insert your favorite patronizing dad word in here, i.e. champ, sport, pal, little chum. <laughs> That's what my dad would do. Yep. My poor dad. Love Chris of City Your poor great big fatso daddy. P.S. Can't wait for this week's recklessness from Reggie. Me either. Reggie says he's going to stir the pot again. He's going to get people really pissed off this week. Oh, Jesus. All right, next one's Manship. Thank Manship. you, Pistol. Manship says, consider me Green Lantern fan number two right behind D-Ron. Yes, I am still making my way through all the Lantern history. Thanks, Shay. So I don't know Stop everything. Stop spelling my Lantern, name wrong. S-H-E-A. keeps it like that. But my Lantern enthusiasm and passion cannot be matched. And another football question. Who will finish the season with the worst record this season, Eagles or Lions? I'm going to say they're going to be exactly the same 7-9. and and he signs it off, Robot Manship. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, well, none of, neither of us said Robot Manship. i got to come up with something else. I, I, did I come up with another one? I don't think we I did. We did. We did this week, and I can't remember either of our I picks. I can't either. It wasn't, uh, I, oh, yeah. I, I remember I said Robot mine. Manship. No, you did not. Yes, I did. Next one, Tim. Tim Thank says, you, Manship. Hey, America's Sweetheart and the Quakertown comic. Wombat. Well, Thanks, Manship. I have been a longtime fan of the site, and I've been on board the podcast since episode three. Ooh. I have found myself reading less of the reviews on the site, so I can go into the podcast not knowing what you guys think of a book. It was not the plan, Eric. <laughs> I wonder if anyone else is doing this as well. Was the podcast supposed to help the site? <laughs> yes, it was. I told you I was going to send it through the stratosphere. So if you stop doing one or the other, keep doing the podcast because I can get reviews anywhere, but no other podcast is quite like yours. I know oh. I'm supposed to be mean in the mail, but I love everything you guys do. Also, you've been teasing us with the 80 strike back since the beginning, so get off your lazy asses and do it because it'll be great. I guess that was kind of negative. That is signed Canada's sweetheart, Tim. All right, Tim. That is Canada's sweetheart. I think we have to have a Rocky-style boxing fight now, Canada versus U.S. Really? I, I think you that's and what Tim. we have to do. Me and Tim. I, Please, I, I Tim, be a very say, puny Tim, small man yeah, and do not hit matter. me in the face. Yeah, it doesn't face anything. You are a... Uh, Fragile man, yes, I know. I, I was going to call you a bad word. I know. Uh, twice this week, I think you uh, like banged your foot the one time in your knee, and you almost go down every time. <laughs> you're like, and you have to stop it. <sighs> it's like childbirth every it time. Every, I got like two blood blisters on my hands. Time. It's terrible. Yeah. Cry a little bit. Really? Pee. Let's cut my finger off. Yeah. Nobody cares. No. All right. Next one's from Reggie. I'm gonna take a big sip of this uh, Gridlock Energy up. Drink here. Uh, I gotta get into this. I'm. I don't know. We gotta get into some sponsors from Gridlock. Actually, we've been um, we've been starting the podcast an hour later, so you can watch Doctor Who. I love it. And because <laughs> of that, I actually take a nap before the podcast. And getting you up old at fucking getting man. up at ten 
at night after a nap to do that. It's why I'm down at the beginning. I, I really have to rev the engines, Eric. Rev those engines. Here we go, gridlock. Here we go. I know you and hate you that. Blew That's my ear to that. Yeah. All right. That is awful. <laughs> it's, the worst thing. it's the worst thing to drink, too, to, to, right before. I don't know why you just don't like brew a pot of coffee. Brew a pot of coffee. I usually have a coffee while we're doing this. I didn't get one because I fell asleep. <laughs> Reggie says, Dear Jim, the Quaker Town Commissary. Nice. Tough break having your links barred from Twitter due to claims that your site contains harf- harmful malware. Are you sure they aren't using the term malware to broadly describe how your website is malicious to the intellectual integrity of its readers? Quite I don't possible. know what it is. It could be anything. I don't get any answers anymore. Everything's <laughs> gone dark. I don't know that weirdsciencedccomicsblog.blogspot.com has ever <laughs> infected my computer, but has certainly infected my soul with despair for humanity and the future. Excellent. Hundreds of thousands of people thrilled at the tales and adventures contained within our four-color funny books. Except for you two sad sacks from Pennsylvania that continually complain about not getting enough story in their stories. Haven't you ever heard that the journey is a thing? No. And if that journey cost you 30 bucks before you attain a semblance of satisfaction, so be it? I think it's likely that Twitter barred your links from their site because weirdsciencedccomics.blogspot.com.com promotes misery and suicide, not to mention it comes across decidedly anti-capitalist. Thought we had a business plan. Yeah, Red I certainly Sun. hope that the lame asses who attack your reviews in the comments and have your see this is funny. Reggie started. I think he's even getting mad. He's going to defend yeah. us now. What's up, Reggie? I certainly hope that the lame asses who attack your reviews in the comments and have your website blacklisted by Twitter don't inspire the two of you to quit your comics podcast. I mean, these people are lamer than you guys, so they must be the absolute dregs of society since you and Eric are in- inhumanely bad. Oh, I shit, he's s- coming out swinging. I assume that anyone who would deign to attack or deride weirdsciencedccomicsblog.blogspot.com <laughs> probably pushes drugs to grade school children and has sexual relations with petrified corpses, as there isn't much well, further monster, down to go from Jim and Eric. Perhaps these people are actually Satan, the embodiment of pure evil. So to kowtow to these folks would essentially be to slap a, to, a slap to God's unknowable face. If you ever do decide to quit your comic book podcast, however, maybe you'd get more traction speaking on something about which you are infinitely knowledgeable instead of your infantile ruminations on Harley Quinn or whatever. Consider these <laughs> podcast titles as potential candidates for you to pursue if you want to sound like something other than complete dumbasses. Wait Number on, one. On cardboard corrugation, what gauge makes the best play for it? Well, you like I'm good at my job. Get out of here. Um, probably about uh, five eighths. Uh, parenting <laughs> tips are uh, second. Parenting tips 100%. are only important until age seven. Then you're on their own. They're on their own. That's good. Three. <laughs> fucking off at my job is my job. Yes. <laughs> Number four. The Eagles, the Phillies, the Flyers, the 76ers, and other lost causes. I don't watch basketball. And number five, 80s movies, the last bastion of stereotyping Asians and homosexuals there. Oh, hello, sexy lady. I was thinking of that while when I read it. Oh, oh, we're having quiche. How you spell it? You don't spell it, son. You eat it. Or we go to Mannequin. My name's Hollywood, bitch. Actually, one of the best things about Long Duck Dong and 16 Candles is at the beginning when they keep saying his name and the gong goes off. (laughs) That is the worst. I don't care. Later, he's getting laid, and he's funny. When they first... What's his name? Long Duck Dong. Chang! I'm like, oh, my God. Well, then we have freaking uh, Takashi in Revenge of the Nerds dresses an Indian banging a gong. <laughs> that is true. And uh, they, you also have to mention Lamar Luttrell uh, wins the 
javelin contest because of his limp wristed throwing <laughs> style. <laughs> uh, oh, the 80s. Oh, it's great. You were so, so politically yes. incorrect and, and terrible. Uh, and, and just speaking, did we mention the Cheers last week that we both watched? Oh, my God. Well, no, we, we did not. We Actually, you ended up watching Cheers and told me about this one episode. So I had a marathon on, I think, Esquire or some it shit. It is an episode where Sam's catcher, his old playing days catcher, has come out as being gay. It, if you, It's on Netflix, and it's yeah. in the first season. If you want to watch the worst. Things like episode eight. It's the worst of the worst. And, uh, oh, my God. Everybody is awful. Norm Peterson Norm, is the worst motherfucker Norm's, alive. I think Carla's worse. She's just as bad. Of course, Diane supports everything and comes off as the greatest person in this. Yes. Uh, when I believe when this came out, she was just supposed to look like a bitch. Yeah. Which was kind of her character anyway. Boy, Norm is, is bad. Oh, my God. I love Norm so much. And then I, I've never seen this episode. It was on. They basically I... are banning gays from Cheers or if not, they're leaving. Yeah, they're leaving they're, they're the bar. Boycotting the bar. Yep. Sam doesn't kick the gays out. If they don't kick what those the gays fuck? out. What the fuck? And uh, I laugh because Norm in the episode equates having gays in a bar to ferns. It's like, next thing love, ferns. And laugh track ensues. Yes, oh my god. Here's hoping that last week brought you fewer headaches, or at least fewer headaches caused by comic books, because the general idea of you being in discomfort pleases me. Remember, you can always follow the lead of those ass-kissing podcasts and websites and gush about the comics like they're your first girlfriend. And no, that doesn't mean you should say they live in Canada and you totally lost the one picture you had of them, <laughs> or else you'd be glad to show them. She lives in Canada. You wouldn't know her. Thanks for the podcast. Love, Reggie the Reckless. All right, I'm going to take a little bit You know what more. we should do? We should have like an off episode where we are so positive about everything and so phony. That might be like an April Fool's. Thing. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe it'll be tonight. I love every book tonight, Eric. Everything. Even mine? I love it all. Everyone. Every single one. And there is one that you're going to be mad that I kind of did like. Dear Eric, America's Sweetheart, I often use this space to crack wise and make jokes, but I think it's time we got serious and addressed the elephant in the room. Is he talking about Jess? Ooh, I'm telling. (laughs) That was so mean. When are we going to have a group intervention for Jim's rampant drug abuse? Seriously. Last week, he was hopped up on NyQuil, Alka-Seltzer, cold and flu, five-hour energy drink, and so much coffee that there was half a cup he even forgot about. I did. (laughs) I haven't heard a list of controlled substances like that since I was Motley Crue's road manager. I'm positive (laughs) Jim would have had a heart attack on air if he weren't taking NyQuil or legal quaaludes, as they're known in some sectors. So, you know, when we were kids and we wanted to get a quick high, you go and buy Robitussin, and then, you know what, maybe I shouldn't actually be talking about this on air. You're not allowed to do that anymore. You go and you have to show your ID. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, so I told you. Shoot. Remember, I went that day when actually during the week when I actually got sick that Wednesday. I left work early. I went to get Robitussin. Or actually, I think it was Robitussin or Nyquil. Anything like that. You have to show an ID. And the guy asked me, I am not a young looking fella. No, now, I get you. If shit. they said to me, hey, um, we have to scan your ID. I showed him my ID. I thought it was ridiculous. And then he did not know how to override this thing. And, <laughs> and it took forever. And, I, and the problem is... Is me leaving work early meant that I left at quarter of five in the morning. Yeah. And nobody else was working, really. He had to go find somebody who took me forever to got, get goddamn legal quaaludes. Anyway, you chug Robitussin and you, like, you hallucinate. So I actually, yeah. I never did it. All my friends would do it. I'm like, that sounds disgusting and gross. I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be sitting over here in the corner and smoking my pot. Yeah, well. Oh, gee. You're a good guy. I was Man. a kid. Fuck oh, off. you're so cool. You and your Mary Jane. 
maybe we drink anymore. Maybe Fuck where off. you're from, it's all fun and games to glorify drug abuse. But here in New York City, we take it very seriously. For Oops. instance, we are unified <laughs> in the belief that methamphetamine should not be taken by anyone under the age of four. Agreed. If you need people to come to the intervention, since I'm sure Jim's family won't care, just give me a holler. I'll bring a 12-pack of beer in case it gets too boring. See, I now he wants me to get off my sobriety. What I the know. fuck is this? I thought it was interesting that you said the podcast and website were aimed at 10-year-old Eric Shea, depicting what would what he would want to see and hear, which is namely to have all the comics spoiled and the reviews peppered with curse words. I yep. assume, is there anything else you would like to tell 10-year-old Eric since you've got the platform? Don't take candy from Uncle Jethro, for example? Or maybe <laughs> you would tell him to put down the fucking comics and learn about something useful that might benefit society in some way? No. No. I think I would tell I would like to tell ten year old Eric to stop polluting his mind with those awful horror movies and read a goddamn book or something. I don't want to hear about your attention deficit disorder. We've all got disorder of some kind. You don't hear everyone else crying. Look at me. When I'm talking to you, do you want to do you want to be a loser for the rest of your life? Working in some cardboard box factory <laughs> with a coworker whose midlife crisis consisted of eating a double whopper and claiming it's some kind of victory? Stand up straight, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> When are you going to cut your hair? Military school would be the best thing for you. I pray that your father in heaven can't see the mess you've made of the family name. You're a disgrace to shays everywhere, even the drunken pig-fucking ones that came over from Ireland in the 19th century. You have worked my last nerve, boy. Go, go watch your stupid noisy cartoons and leave me with my Reader's Digest. You know my stories are the only thing that can calm me down. Whew. <laughs> the weird thing is it's, he, he's talking to you in the voice of my father. That's like what my dad would yell at me. Uh, <laughs> How about you? Talking to me in the voice of my stepfather. Yes. He actually always threatened when I when him and my mom first got married. Uh, I guess I would I was nine when that happened, but around eleven probably. Okay. He would always threaten military school because his father knew like uh, the guy who ran one of the big military schools there, like Valley Forge or some shit. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was so terrified of that though. I'm like, come on, I could not survive. I'm a doughy fucking kid who can't see. You probably would have went and gotten real good shape. Probably. No. Probably would have been the best. Reggie's right. It probably would have been the best thing for me. My dad but, always uh, wanted me to go in the Air Force, and I think I should have. As for the freaking comic stuff, this is what Shays do. Honestly, if I'm not drinking, I'm already one of the best Shays. Yeah. And we yeah. and we only came over like 1930. Yeah. You you Shays are a, a sorry lot. Let's play a new game called Eric's Friend or Comic Book Sound Effect. I'm gonna <laughs> list off some words, and people have to guess whether one of them is sound effect or one of your friends. Of course, I like this game. Of course, the trick is that you don't actually have any friends, just oh. people trying to get in your girlfriend's pants. But the purpose of gameplay, let's just forget that a bit. Okay, number one, Knuckles. Do I, do I have to answer? Yeah. Oh, that's a friend. Okay. You answer in a little bit so that people can think. Okay, number two, Bloffo. <laughs> <laughs> that is a sound effect. Guy. <laughs> number three, Capwing. That is a sound effect. <laughs> number four, Sully. Friend. Friend. Number five. Well, acquaintance. He's a friend of a friend. Number five, Grappla. <laughs> that is who a is, friend. I who think. I still swear is Spacker yeah. Dave from uh, Garth Ennis' uh, run on Punisher. Just number, in a mask. Number six, VJJ. That was never a friend of yours. Honestly, that's what my mother would call my best friend, Jay. Oh, really? So yes, she friend. is a very disturbing woman yes, sometimes. that is disturbing. Uh, number seven, Foom Sizzle. Wasn't that one of your rap partners back in the day, Foom Zizzle? I think my buddy Bruno has called himself that before, if not today. Okay. Number eight, Dorf. Me and Dorf, I was actually on a Dorf on Golf before. Yeah, Dorf on Golf. Uh, my one friend, Herb, used to get his dad uh, all the Dorf videos every year for his birthday. Uh, number nine, Schmegma. 
that's a word that my uh, stepfather would use all the time yes. regarding me. But no, that is a that is not a friend of yours. No, that always reminds me of Fermunda, which brings yeah. up the story of the time when my wife, when we were married just a little bit, and she was going to going to the supermarket, and she yelled like, "Hey, do you need anything? Do you want me to get some lunch meat?" And I yelled out, "Yeah, get me get me some Fermunda cheese." She didn't know what that meant, Eric, and she actually asked the guy and was so mad when she came home. She's like, you were a freaking jerk. And I was like, I can't believe you didn't know what that Seriously. was. She, she gets mad. I'm glad she's asleep. When I worked at Pizza Hut as a kid, we always used that. Yeah. Uh, number 10, Lewis. L- Lewis was a kid that uh, we had on a rap song once in my rap group, The Dark Ones, and mm-hmm. his name was Slink. Oh, Slink. <laughs> I-, I got a lot of your rap songs this week. I've had enough of them. What's your nickname anyway? Headband? What is your nickname? I don't have one. Shea. Thanks Andrew for the Shea. podcast. You have to be interesting to get a, a nickname like the Quick Town Comic. Well, as yeah, I found out today, apparently Bruno's family all growing up called me Sasquatch, and I had Sasquatch. no idea until his youngest sister, who I haven't seen in years, she's married now and all grown up and shit. Mm-hmm. She said that to me. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, me and my mom used to say that to you all the time. So you're just talking about how my back yep, for all these years. Behind your back. Uh, so it's not headband. You don't wear that headband anymore. Uh, no, no, it makes no. Makes me sad. Makes Does me it? very, very sad. Because you can't laugh at me anymore. Yep. I just like the the reactions people at work. Why is Eric wearing that headband? Hey, I, hey, you I want def- you to ask about it. No, I don't. Yes, you do. He says thanks for the podcast. Love Reggie. There was that. Reckless. There was that guy at uh, Wawa where you were gonna freaking fight him because he was making yeah, fun was. of me. The guy was making fun of you. The guy. Had, I'm telling you, that, that guy was a loser. Freaking. Kind of like me. Remember, I told you, it's like oh, drink of water, of guys a that had that uh, the hairline that was like way past halfway back. Yeah, the nine head. I got oh, you. It was it was more than that. Oh, <laughs> I still can I can picture that guy. I'll kill him. Uh, Thank speaking you, baby. of killing, next up is Reggie's recklessness that everybody seems to love more than our podcast. Freaking Reggie. He's making us all look bad. You I know, know what? We, I'm okay we, with we it. It's about time we got it's, some class. It's not very hard to make us look bad. Uh, but while Reggie does his recklessness i'm gonna go and i'm gonna take some nyquil and a five-hour energy i'm gonna come back swinging eric swinging yeah we should really sit down and talk about your addiction yes, problem we should i have an addiction eric but you know what that's how a lot of times uh people's addiction it's a crutch for me uh <laughs> that's the only way i can be on eric that's when i was in a band in college the only way i could be in the band and actually sing was to get loaded so much i'd get so drunk and i haven't drank since so there, Eric, I am clean. Except for that first well podcast we did for Blanche. Yeah, yeah. We were on a guy's podcast, uh, an Origins podcast, where we talk about uh, how we got into comics. And, boy, I was a little toasted then. I was I was nervous. <laughs> I was nervous, Eric, and I'm nervous right now. So I got to go get some NyQuil. But we're going to give it off to Reggie and see what he's going to talk about. He says he's going to piss people off, Eric. Do it, Reggie. Here we go. Enthusiasts and welcome to Reggie's Recklessness. I'm your host, Reggie Premiani. Entertainment and comic book rumor website BleedingCool.com reported this week that DC Comics executives advise its editorial staff to begin sourcing more talent from a non-white, non-male pool 
and to make its usual roster of white male creators less prominent. The article was originally titled, DC Comics Editors Strongly Urged to Use Positive Discrimination When Hiring Writers and Artists, but the phrase positive discrimination was changed to its American counterpart, affirmative action, later on. Site owner Rich Johnson surely knew what he was doing when he made this change, perhaps sensing that the initial version did not have the desired effect. Here in America, the idea of affirmative action is pretty controversial, despite these employment measures having been in effect for several decades. Those that would benefit from the action feel it is a necessary measure if our society is going to approach parity, and others feel it is unfair, believing it bases hiring and acquisition decisions on things other than merit. Let's look at affirmative action and see what it really is, and what its effects are. The phrase affirmative action as applied to hiring practices was first coined by President Franklin D. Roosevelt in the wording of the National Labor Relations Act of 1935. Better known as the Wagner Act, this law provided security for workers attempting to unionize and made blacklisting and terrorizing employees illegal. The term was first applied by President John F. Kennedy in Executive Order 10925, issued in March 1961, which merely recommended that federal employers and contractors take steps to ensure that they were procuring labor without discriminating based on gender and race. It was Kennedy's successor, Lyndon B. Johnson, who created the laws that we know today as affirmative action when he penned the Civil Rights Act. It made illegal the practice of hiring and awarding jobs based on race, and a little later, gender, not only by federal agencies but by private companies that sold goods and services to the public as well. This is the controversial set of rules, amended and expanded over the years by successive presidents and challenges through the Supreme Court. I'm reminded of that bit by comedian Chris Rock about minimum wage. It's the minimum. If we could pay you less, we would. It would be nice to think that employers would willingly and spontaneously hire without discrimination, somehow foregoing our entrenched and instinctual prejudices, yet history has proven that this doesn't happen. Our nation champions capitalism, but if left entirely unchecked, private enterprise has been known to put employees in unsafe conditions, beat up workers demanding fairness, produce products that are bad for our health, and essentially do whatever they can get away with. Look at the situation today, where the vast majority of our planet's wealth is held by a sliver of its population, where employment has been steadily on the rise for many months and yet there is no appreciable change in the quality of life for most Americans. If we don't force companies and agencies to be fair, they will not be. And this is not necessarily because they are evil, but because we all carry our own knee-jerk prejudices, instilled by our personal experiences and societal conditioning. That little pang you might feel when seeing a stranger walking towards you on the street, that guttural reaction that is easy enough to suppress in order to get through your day, that's the thing that might make you hire one person over another, and you'd never really even know why. Imagine the job of a comic book editor who is in charge of scheduling and hiring freelancers for several books at a time, making sure all of the components of comic book making are moving along and getting to the appropriate people for revisions, inking, coloring, etc. This person works with a dozen or more people on a regular basis for months, sometimes years at a time. Eventually, they are able to categorize and assign their talent pool. This person writes great stories but is slow on revisions. So I will pair that story with a faster artist and more detailed inker to balance it out. Indubitably, some creators become friendly with their editors, 
and so they are afforded more opportunities to pitch long-form story arcs. And let's say a new penciler is assigned to one of these arcs. Being untried, the editor doesn't know how that creator will perform under pressure. So to hedge their bets, the editor might hire more known persons for other titles, from the existing talent pool that is largely white and male. I suggest this not to forgive or condemn comic book editorial departments for unfair hiring practices, but to show how easy it is to commit the oversight when under the gun of a publishing schedule. The goal of comic book companies is not primarily to promote diversity, but to put out new four-color magazines every single month. Even seasoned pros have their difficulties making deadlines, so it is understandable that editors might be recalcitrant to try new talent. That's why they need to be told to do so, and why we need affirmative action, because if left unchecked, things will continue along the path of least resistance forever, and this forgiving scenario doesn't even take into account the actual bigoted pricks who do assign work based on race or gender. These people are breaking the law, and should be punished accordingly. Or, they should get in step and start widening their available talent pool. Whether benignly or maliciously, if someone doesn't step in and steer our collective ship towards equality, we're simply not going to get there. I don't think people know how offensive cries that publishers should hire based on ability, not on race or gender, really are. They imply that we are currently operating under a merit-based system, and the dominance of white males in the landscape of mainstream comics creators is a matter of happenstance because white males have traditionally been comics fans, or because women don't want to draw comic books, or some other such totally contrived nonsense. This, my fellow comics enthusiasts, is white privilege, not the fact that executive white people give more opportunities to other white folks, but that they don't even perceive the problem. To many, the fact that all of their work goes to white men just happens to be the case. I hired Bob based on his technical skill. He just happened to be white and his whiteness just happened to be the reason he grew up in a better neighborhood, and so his schools just happened to be better than the ones on the other sides of the tracks. That just happened to be the reason Bob was able to go to a better college, and it just so happened to be how he got his foot in the door to begin with. All of these wild coincidences that just happened to be. If I were a betting man, I'd put money on that being bullshit. We don't know for sure that an executive order was handed down to DC Editorial last week, BleedingCool.com is a rumor website, after all. But we do know that such measures are necessary for the sake of the industry's growth and to promote diversity and equality where it really counts, at the paycheck level. Based on much of the negative internet reactions to this rumor, I can see that we need affirmative action now more than ever, because it has been in effect for over 50 years, and people still don't understand why it is necessary. For Weird Science DC Comics blog.blogspot.com podcast, I'm Reggie Premiani, and this has been Reggie's Recklessness. You can reach me on Twitter at Reggie Reggie or in care of this podcast. Good night and have a pleasant All right, we're back there. All right. We are back. Zach, have anything you want to add to Reggie's Recklessness? Nope. He's staying quiet now. He's over here playing his game. The professor is playing his game. I um, took a little bit of NyQuil. We didn't have a lot left. You seriously did? Yeah. We only, yeah. I only had a little bit left. I just, nah, fuck it. I decided I'm going to, I got to get up for the party. What a goddamn addict. And I did take a five-hour energy, slug that down, and I had my gridlock. And the funny thing is, is we, you know, I don't want to say 
I don't want to lift the veil on everything, Eric, but these breaks we take are about a minute. So yes. I did all that really quick. I ran downstairs, <laughs> came back. We're starting it up, and we're going to do the books. And if you want to read our full reviews of the books, you can always go to our website, along with the three other people a day, uh, at weirdsciencedccomicsblog.blogspot.com. Just don't try to get there from Twitter, Eric. Absolutely not. And if you're lucky, from Twitter, you'll go to Tumblr, off to the Five and Dime, and then you'll get to our site. Make sure you pick up a malt while you're there. Pick up a malt, and uh, you'll get there. And what you'll see probably is a review like this one. We're going to have the first book, and I have the first book for the first time probably in 30 podcasts. And that, that, you feel good about yourself? I do. Yeah, and it's it's a combo. It's a big book, but it's also there weren't any other bigger books. It's not no. like this uh, beat out like a Justice League or a Batman. Uh, it is Grayson, Grayson number twelve or number fourteen. Who was it who put the review up? As I think it was Newsarama. What are they thinking? Putting up as fourteen. They're trying to get their own little review there, which <laughs> happened with. Ju- Did you see Justice League three thousand and one this week? No. Um, Ange put it up as bullet. Justice League 3001. Bullet. It's still there. It's still on Comic Book Roundup as Bullet Justice League 3001. All right. Grayson. Did you send him a message? No, he can do what he wants. Grayson right. number 12, Eric. Written by Tom King and Tim Seeley. Art by Michael or Mikel Yannon, Michael Yannon, Hugo Petrus, Juan Castro, Jeremy Cox, and Carlos M. Manguel. This issue is one that Dick Grayson fans have been waiting for since the ending of Forever Evil. Dick heads back to Gotham for a Bat Family reunion, and I really couldn't have asked for more. Seeing him interact with Bruce, Jason, Tim, Barbara, and Damien was emotional and so satisfying. Best part was that Tom King isn't so or wasn't satisfied with mailing it in. He also used the book to change up the game as Dick heads back to Spiral, a little more wiser and with a lot more help. This is my favorite book right now, and this issue did nothing to change that. Yeah, I really liked it. You said as we started that you didn't like it as much as I did. No, I don't know if it was just because, like, we've been talking. You've been telling me all about this book all mm-hmm. week, and I only read it today. And I just don't know if maybe it was just spoiled for me. It was like, you know, I had something bigger pictured in my head than what it was given. Well, that happened to me last week. I forget what book it was. People might remember when we were talking that there was a book. It might have been even been a couple weeks ago that there was a big reveal Right. And I knew it ahead of time because you had told me. And then when Probably I read that it, Batman Beyond Batsuit. Yeah, it was. It was the Batsuit and Batman Beyond. So it was almost a month ago, actually. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that kind of that was the big reveal. And it kind of blew it for me. Right. Um, though I, I loved it. Uh, this issue, first off, to make to have this book go forward. And especially with everything that's going to happen with possibly uh, Batman Eternal. Uh, or Batman and Robin Eternal, and We Are Robin, and all these other things, you have to have this issue. You have to have Dick go back to Gotham and have him interact with these characters, or else it doesn't make sense. The prologue. Yeah, so you you had to do this to just get him back in in the mix to be able to interact with him, and I thought this was a great way to do it. Uh, There were uh, things that weren't the... Not... They were... I think the whole issue was great. Right. I'm telling you... The little bit with Bruce was a little off. Um, Very weird, right? Only because I expected more, but I get that this is how it has to be, either because Bruce has no idea what's going on because of that Dionysium and all that, or 
he does know what's going on and is kind of giving hints. And I think it's the latter. I think I that know. I haven't heard much about this from anybody else or read anything, but I really think there is a bunch of things in this issue with Bruce and Bob that kind of tells me that Bruce knows more than he's letting on. And I think uh, Alfred's in on it. And it adds in. See, I don't, I don't think Alfred's in on it. Well, the only reason I say because they, it starts with a speech from Alfred where Alfred's telling about how some people have to lie, some people have to play a little game, and it's to make the world a better place. Yes. And I'm telling you, it almost seems to me. Now, he does say, he's like, oh, you deceived your family. He's going on. He, he even says about Bruce after he lost his memory. I told that Bruce Wayne. But I have a feeling that he's also saying that to Dick to kind of prep him about what's happening with Bruce as well. I, I may be reading into it so much, um, but I didn't, do get Didn't you that. go back to see if Alfred was using that Clue Master bit as well? Uh, yeah. Oh, I did. Uh, in fact, I went back to see if you Bruce was using it. I went through all of this. I'm like, there's <laughs> something going on. So yeah, I thought that maybe he was using that. Maybe he's using another little technique. But he says it at the beginning. He says, we're not liars, Master Richard. Liars bend the world to ease their efforts and walking astride it. And it's, to me, right there is saying... Okay, Bruce is not doing this because he's a liar. Because he that they eat this whole thing of liars bend the world to ease their efforts in walking astride. It, it seems to me that he's not saying that to Dick, because that it just I'm no, telling no, you, no, he is not. It's the fact that Dick has had to lie to everyone, and oh, he's yeah. using his his uh his discomfort in the idea of lying to his family like oh, Bruce I know. did during. I uh, actually think he's telling him about Bruce. I really do. I think that he's meaning all of them, that him and Bruce have been doing this. I'm telling you. I, I think I he really means do. everybody all the time, like the stuff that everybody does, Alfred, all of them, like Batgirl, they are performers. They put on a costume, they oh, go out, and they put on the persona of this person that is larger than themselves. I'm telling you, just and then what happens is, and I said to you, he meets Bruce. Yes. He goes in, there's Bruce. Bruce greets him, and in when everybody in this issue, when Dick goes to see them, there's word balloons from their history together. And I'm sorry, do you you like that, right? Yeah, I did. I just it, it was just a black background like character right there, and just a bunch of little word well, balloons. I like. And it. I don't know. I was reading them like for a while, and then by the end, I'm like, no, I'm just gonna skip. Yeah, it. I was reading, and I liked it because to me that is a great way to show that whoever it is or both or whatnot. Their history is there that all these emotions are coming back like this is what they remember and all this. But the thing that I think is weird in this is that there's Bruce when he meets Bruce and Bruce is by himself. It's just Bruce there with these words. Every other person he meets, it's everybody. When he goes to meet uh, Jason and Tim. Uh, yep. A little later in the thing, it's the three of them on the and panel Barbara, together. Barbara's on, on the there with them, and so is Damien. With yes. Bruce, it's just Bruce, and I'm telling you, it just—it was odd to me that it was that, and it almost seemed to me that it's Bruce who's thinking back at this yeah. stuff. He, as he's looking he at meets. his boy and having all these that's, memories. It just seemed to me more that that's Bruce thinking back of all the things he said, and even some of these are aren't the most. Um, complimentary things you know right. what i mean it's like you're right it's none of your damn business and and stuff like i'm that. the goddamn batman and that's I, not yeah, on there I, I actually said to you i wish it was um <laughs> but yeah then there's i'm not escaping back up you might as well make yourself useful and i'm getting the idea that maybe this is um some things that bruce is thinking back and he knows more than he's letting on he's yeah. thinking back of some of the things he screwed up now again you could say to me well 
Why would they get him disguised like this and all? But why would they get him disguised anyway? He's not going to remember him. No. So they're they're disguised. It's a weird thing. That's very odd. It, it, and I think all of this is they know Spiral's watching, which they obviously are, and all this. But I like the moment where, uh, or the whole thing, where Dick is talking to Bruce, and basically it's a great thing he just asks, are you happy? Yeah. That's all he wants to know. I and, really like and that. And maybe if Bruce said, you know what, I'm not, he'd... he'd Go to Alfred later, and you know what? We got to do something about this. To me, it's like, okay, if he's happy, I'm just gonna let it go. Um, but it's also weird. I'm telling you, it's weird. You get Dick going back to Gotham, and he's tried to get a hold of Bruce, and then he finds this out, and he it, it seems like there would be a discussion with Alfred about this, and there right. isn't in the issue because I really think there's something else going on. And also, he asked him if he's happy. Uh-huh. I really like the reaction because Bruce, how can you tell if you're happy if you don't? You know what I mean? Yeah, he, yeah. He, it's not. He's not all himself. So he's like, let me think. I, I really, that's a hard question. And he's like, you know what? At night, when I hear the birds and the wind, yes, I'm happy. Uh, what birds are out at night, Eric? Uh, I don't know. You want to see bats or the robins? <laughs> Well, that's what I'm saying. It's an odd thing for him to say. I can hear birds and wind. And then it says the tapping of something on the window, maybe. And when it's quiet like that, and I can feel joy. I suppose it's joy, maybe. I don't know. It's hard to explain, he says. And to me, again, it's like him saying, listen, I'm happy because I remember you guys. Or I'm you happy knowing. You I'm I happy, know which game you're playing. And he's like, I'm happy <laughs> knowing that you you guys are out there continuing the fight. Yeah. Whatever he's saying, it's it's odd. It's very uh, well, odd, and this, you told me about. We've been talking about this all goddamn yeah. week. So when I came in there, I didn't have any other thoughts. I'm like, okay, I got to read this because Jim has this great idea, and I have to agree with you. You, you, you said that a break, and you freaking read out the whole goddamn thing to me. Yeah, I'm like, yes, this is actually something that's really cool. Yeah. I like the idea that you put out there where Bruce is only on that panel by himself with all the work, like you know, memory mm-hmm. balloons, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, I could, you know. I might not go with that as much. Yeah, but it's, definitely it's, him. But, it's a little bit of a stretch. Yeah. as thin rigs, pretty it's thin. It's weird though that that's the only one where he's just by it is himself. Very uh, but him saying this to Dick about hearing the birds and the wind and night, I'm like, yeah, that's that's kind of a fucked up thing to say to a guy just out of nowhere. Yeah, and then he and then Dick says it, and again, just their discussion is. I think it's made to be a little off on purpose. It actually, to me, if you read it out loud and kind of think of it, it almost seems like it's scripted. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it's just, it doesn't sound right. Well, they're all performers. Well, that's what I'm saying. Us. Yes. And um, then he says, um, uh, what does he say? He's like, oh, and I guess it, it's, I, I'm happy as long as the window holds. Yeah, and man. That, a weird, that's a fucked up line. It's like, a weird line. And again, is that does he mean it? Of course, then in the comic, uh, Agent Zero crashes through the window. I don't think it. You know, no, you absolutely say, not. Has nothing to do with that. But it's almost like it's like, hey, I'm happy as long as these birds tapping at the window don't break through. And does that mean that he wants to? Like he's telling them, listen, I like how I am right now. I like where I'm at. Don't don't ruin it. Or like, is it it's, like, it's, or it's is the, the window breaking like somebody getting harmed? Like he's like it, it'll be fine, but it, if the window breaks, it's it's a weird line. The thing is, I, I get the, the first part where you're talking about where I hear the robins tapping at the window at night, 
as long as the window holds, I'll be happy. Like, don't come back for me. I'm happy right now. That's, do what yeah, you've got to yeah. do. I agree with all that. I think that that's exactly what he's trying to say. It also alludes to a part that's not even in continuity no more where the bat who broke through the window and gave him the image yeah, that yeah. he was going to – but that, yeah. that's not in continuity no more thanks to Scott Snyder. Yeah. It was all holographic bat stupidness. But – I really like that line. I'm telling yeah. you, I don't like this issue as much as you do. Yeah. I still really like the yeah, issue. I like that. It's and lines like this that really make it poignant to the fact, or in our minds at least, that Bruce is still Bruce and yeah. he's doing. Yeah. What's he weird, likes the idea of being happy, even if it like he originally didn't have his memory, and it's all coming it's back. Starting to slowly. come back. Like even if he's even if this thing is he's saying like. Yeah, you know what? I have dreams, and I'm starting to remember some stuff, but I don't really want to let it on right now. I don't know. The weird thing about it is, is we're saying all this, and you would expect this sort of big thing to be coming out of the Batman book and not the Grayson book. Right. So that's why I think a lot of the things I'm thinking really aren't what I'm thinking. I'm tr- I'm stretching things a bit, but maybe that's not the case. Maybe maybe it is this. Well, uh, Scott uh, Scott Snyder is like you know show running, if you want to call it that. Yes. Uh, Batman and Robin Eternal, right? Uh, yeah, it's his story, well, this, and then other is, people exactly. are writing. This is the prelude to that. So yeah. who's to say he didn't have a, like a hand in saying, yeah, "All right, this have. is where we're gonna go. Write what you need to get us here." Well, and then what happens is, as they're talking, then um, Agent Zero from Spiral crashes through, and we haven't seen her yet. This is her first appearance, but she crashes through. Well, we saw Tra- her in uh, issue eight. Uh, I didn't. She, oh she, yeah, she yeah, but she, you didn't see her like yeah, this though. Yeah, her, you, she was kind of the, the deal. Um, you're right. Um, tranquilizes Bruce. Poor Bruce <laughs> just goes down and then starts fighting Dick. And it's, it, this, is, this is like the most Grayson-like page when they're fighting. There's yeah. a lot of things. And the, the whole thing you get from it is that basically she says, you're coming back to Spiral and if you don't, we're telling the world that uh, Bruce Wayne's Batman. And it, I don't know. That kind of felt weird to me as well only because the way they see him now, it really isn't that big of a reveal now. You know what I mean? At this moment, it's with, with, not. But it would still that would ruin would. his new I life. I know it would. So obviously, and actually, then she, you know what? It's probably more like uh, poignant now than ever because of how he's not maybe. actually Batman anymore, and he has these happy yeah, with maybe the life then he has. People would be pissed. Exactly. Saying, like, why aren't you helping? That's oh true. my god, you are leading a double yeah. life just like that awful alien Superman. Oh, that alien stealing our jobs and our ladies. But yeah, <laughs> she gives him twenty four hours to uh, say goodbye to people, which yeah. which is a little odd. But I think that that was a setup. I think that they, she wants to see, and Spiral wants to see what he knows and what he's going to tell them. Uh, I don't think that they're just being nice. Um, but they want him to get his affairs in order. And then... I don't know. I kind of think they are being nice to a degree because they have uh, like put a lot of time and effort into well, Agent 37. She explains Dick. it that they, she doesn't want – they don't want him running off all the time to go see these people. And it makes sense to me. Yeah. I, I thought it was weird. I think that she would have scooped him his ass up and, and took him out. But uh, so – he he's going to escape over and over again if he has I know. to. Well, he says to uh, – then Alfred comes in. He's like, oh, we're going to go perform. And that's when he goes and visits everyone else. And I won't get fully into the full-out details. But basically, he goes and sees Tim and, and Jason. Jason <laughs> punches him right in the face. He's pissed. <laughs> it's right on. And he's pissed. And basically, his th- thing is, I went to your goddamn funeral. You know, goddamn it. Well, then you have the big pull of the issue where uh, Dick keeps giving everyone um, gifts. And then he uses this Clue Master's code. And I'd, I had no idea what was going on. And it's funny because as you read it again, they yeah. even call him out on it as it goes. And I really like the Jason that, and Tim. That's a part of it, too. Like, you told me all about this before I ever read it. So I knew exactly what was happening as I was reading it. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I didn't know what was going yeah. on with this Clue Master's Code. And then afterwards, I can't even say that me not knowing made me like it better. But then you look, and he's basically giving the code that says break it. Yes. So each each time he gives a gift, he's telling him this, and he's saying break it. And it's so funny because after he says it to Jason and Tim, I said to you, oh, it's so good because Jason's like, hey, aren't you're using that code. <laughs> Tim's already figured it out and tells him to shut up. Uh, so At least Tim's he, smart in this yeah, book. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. And then he goes and sees Barbara. Did you like Barbara's, uh, the look of her? I really liked her. Yeah, I liked the look of that. I um, liked the look of everybody. I think Red Robin looked the best here than he has in so long. Yeah, I, I thought the, well, uh, Michael Yannon is awesome. He's really I would like good. to see how Michael Yannon would have put the helmet on uh, Jason because yeah, I yeah. hate this new costume that Jason has, his Red Hood. Yeah. But I would have liked to see what Michael Yannon did with it, with the yeah. full-out mask and everything. That would be cool. Um... I'll tell you, the part with Barbara was my least favorite. It just happened. She just kind yeah. of... Yeah. And again, it's it's funny because you have this, and, and you would think she'd have any reaction. She really doesn't say much at all. No. She's like, I'm not doing this, just jumps off. Not even when, you know, he goes down and tells her, I think about you every day, and that she never even says anything. She just no. says, I'm not ready. And again, maybe that's, that's uh, accurate. She's like, no, I'm done. She kind of calls him out then, actually, she does talk, because then she calls him out that I saw your ass a while back yeah. in the annual. Backgirl um, annual. Which was good. Uh, but then he goes and visits uh, Damien, and I thought that was awesome. And you have all their things. And even um, some of the things, even the word bubbles, those hit me a little more because there's a couple from when he died, Damien. Yeah. And I love it because you get them both together, and they both are like, you're alive, and then you have to turn the page to see the reaction, you don't know what Damien's going to do, and he, him. <laughs> he loves him. Uh, Hop skips and jumps yeah. over to oh a great God, big hug. So it was good. a great moment. Like, oh, and choked, tell everybody that you welled up, you choked me up. Little I, I did. Girl, you. So then uh, it all comes down to he said to break open these gifts. He gives, uh, and Dick gives Damien uh, the hilt of the sword that Batman used to fight Rajah Ghul. And Damien was an asshole then. Yeah, he's like, oh, I, I got my grandfather, so I guess this completes the collection. He was I an mean, asshole, but he kind of wasn't. Nah, you I know? know, I'm saying he was back to being Damien then. I yeah. think it shook him up once he saw Dick, and then he uh, he got back. But yeah, It was then... all kind of fast. It was a little too fast for me. This really feels like a big emotional moment where people want to know, like, oh, I'm not, you know, we know what happened, but... I know. I don't think you can. You can't take the time to show everybody. Say, how, why did you fake your death? How did you get away from the I death know. machine? Blah blah. I kind of want to see that though. I kind of uh, want this to take like three issues to tell. Well, remember, at, at that point, Damien was dead. I know. So and he, even, I don't even, even that, know what he knows. There's a there's a scene here where he says, "You're alive. You're alive." Yeah, yeah. Like well, I want to have them sit down and tell their stories I to know, one another. Again, well, that's again, boring no. as shit, but he I want to see because I, I love all the bad right, family together. He goes right into this code, and I get they get the idea like something else is up. Like, yeah. oh, now they realize he's not just there to just visit. Uh, they break up into things. It's basically how to hack into the hypnos of Spiral under the guise of being Checkmate, which I thought was cool, which yeah, it was call cool. out to the last couple issues. Uh, and they do that, and it hacks into Dick's hypnos. He sees that Agent Zero is actually Luca Nets. Luca Everybody Nets. thought it was Kathy Kane. Probably still is. I don't know. Doesn't look <laughs> no. like Kathy Kane, like we it's said. Not at all. Uh, but basically, everybody's still saying that they've been hinting at it for all this time, and that you'll find out something else. But yeah, the book ends with uh, 
Dick being able to kind of control the hypnos himself, that was his big issue with Spiral, and now he's kind of in control, and I really love the way it pushes the it forward, that now we want us to deal with these hypnos and stuff like this. He's going to go and do his mission and try to stop them, whatever they're doing, on the up and up, and it's just him against Spiral now. And, and I like it, though- and I hope that uh, all these characters, I hope that as side characters, they're there most of the time, even if it's a panel or so. That's what I'm hoping as well. Of them, uh, then I'll be really good. And I told you, one of the big things I really liked about this was that when they showed Damien, nobody was with him. Yeah. And I thought I that was I don't know, but awesome. they said Mia there, even though her name's Maya. Do you uh, think it was a typo, or they're trying to pull I a nickname? It, uh, no, it might have been a typo it, with the cross deal. But I did like, I did like her there, though. Uh, so did I. Because it just ties into what's going on now. And again, even Batgirl. I like the way Batgirl looked. It, it's a pseudo-realistic version of the cartoony version of Batgirl. Yeah. I really like them. Like you said, I agree with Tim Drake looking great because he's not... He looks like the appropriate size and, and yeah. age, and he, he looks badass. I'll use badass. And he comes off smart. I'm not, this is the yeah. Red Robin that I want to see. Yeah. And uh, Jason... Complete overhaul. Teen Titans right and now. And actually, on, if you look uh, at the one panel... Uh, Jason is there holding up Red Robin, and he has the mask on there. Yeah. Oh, does he? Yeah, he has a hood over it. And it's oh, you're right. View. You're right. When he's hanging so upside down, you can't really tell. It. And it actually looks like it's a little bit of a realistic version of the new one because there's the lines and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I loved it. I know you didn't like it as much as me. No, I actually, I you still can't. Like... I gave it a ten out of ten. I know you can't exactly. Like it more than me. I liked it enough. It's just that. It... I just wanted more. It's a shitty thing to say. I really dig Dick with the rest of the Bat. I love the whole mm-hmm. Bat family together. I'm telling you, I would just want a Robin's yeah. book where all of them just get together and fucking, you know, fight crime. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just want them all together as well. Yeah, I'm oh, it'd you, be awesome. I would read a three-part story where they just sit down and tell each other stories about what's been going I on mean, with the, them. Yeah, this would be a great uh, – like say Grayson was going to turn into a Robin's book like that. Yeah. Uh, or even not even that. Just say this issue ended Grayson, and now it was going to be uh, Rob. That family, bam. And that'd be so good, because I love them all together. They're great. And in fact, again, it, it kind of leads into this whole concept, like we said about Bruce at the beginning, saying like, "You guys are taking care of things," you, and then they do, and it's it's really good. Uh, what would you have given it? Well, the whole reason though was before I give that. Okay. The whole reason in my mind that Jason Todd punched Dick. It's because at the funeral afterwards, they went back to the mansion and he saw that he wasn't in that painting. <laughs> He's like, God damn it, I'm not in that painting. Why are you showing up? I'm not your brother. I'm not in the goddamn painting like all these other fucks around me. Hey, Dick thinks he's a brother. Yeah, that, that painting is so weird. Bothers me every to, time I think about it. I hope that whoever takes over Batman or if they have a new Robin's title like we said or whatever, that gets rectified. <laughs> You they put have to Jason put him in that in goddamn there. painting. It'd be funny if it's just Jason's there. He's drawing himself in a stick figure. <laughs> F you guys. Yeah, I, it seemed very off. I Especially in the New 52 where he's more, you know, he's prominent. involved. Yeah. Yeah, that does get me mad. All right, I'm saying 8.5 out of 10. 8.5. I love the art. I love the story. You know, Again, you, I'm a huge fan of the story. You know, fuck it, really, it's a 9. Well, I li- what I like about it as well, like I said in my little intro... Uh, being a fan of Grayson itself, this actually, it was starting to get a little stale. And right. this actually ups it again. I thought that he was going to be gone from uh, Spiral and just leave, and they were going to leave him or maybe be uh, the big villain or whatever. I like this better. I like him going back and being the one who now is in control. Because, <laughs> like I said, since he met Lex Luthor in uh, the 
couple issues ago in Grayson. Yeah. He's been very angry because he now realizes <laughs> they can do whatever. They can just say stop, and he'll stop. Have a time. Now he'll just be pretending. He'll be pretending, Eric, and I, I really like it. But uh, is, it, next, is that what that show, The Pretender, was about? The Pretender and the band, The Pretenders. Ay, ay, ay. What's the next book? Next, we have We Are Robin, number four, Ooh. written by Lee Bermejo, with art by James Harvey, Diana. Egia? I don't know. I don't Alex Jaffe and Jared K. Fletcher. I'm loading the book up now, Eric, <laughs> as you talk. After the death of their partner, Troy Walker, the Robins are having a hard time. And for this issue, we'll be dealing specifically with the Robin Ryko, who's a bit of a daydreamer. She is, Jim. Yes, she is. Throughout this issue, we see how she fantasized about Batgirl and how she thinks the hero wouldn't approve of what she's doing. That is, until she actually meets Batgirl in the flesh later on. And Barbara tells her that she thinks what Robin, what the Robins are doing is all right as long as they take it seriously. That or it was all in Ryko's head because she's a little nut job. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I do not like James Harvey. I know I don't, don't. I don't like saying that. I don't like people's shit because that's, that's what they do. I miss Jorge Corona so much in this issue. Do you? I do, Jim. I do. I like this issue more than you and everybody on the site because I yes. saw everybody hated it. I didn't read it until today. And I actually liked it a little more than you guys. It's funny because we were actually talking off podcast like at the break or whenever it was. And you started convincing me of some stuff, but I still don't like the art. I don't I like the book, but you were making some really good points. Well, Talk I'm, about the art. To I'm looking though. at it now. And when I read it, what I was getting from this art style, because, boy, it starts off crazy. And at a, point, at a point, it looks almost like you have to get the 3D glasses on. Yes. And the problem is I'm even looking at it now, and I really get the idea that the art style is supposed to be almost like a point of view uh, of her brain when yeah. she and it starts off she is off uh shoulder pads oh troy. shoulder pads on it's the troy right shoulder, yes, shoulder troy pads Walker. troy is dead the whole thing and i think in her mind like you said in her mind she is basically everything she does i think with this robbins is in her mind thinking would batgirl like this she's she's obsessed with batgirl obviously and we even is, saw in other issues where she was talking to herself and like, what she said? Don't mind her. She's talking to her imaginary friend. And I like the fact that we see what's actually Batgirl here the whole time and other issues we've been seeing this. Yes. And she's going a little schizo. 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 Schizoid. I was going to say it first. But say what schizoid. happens? Fuck it. She's there. She's in class. And they're talking. They're doing a look. They're learning about Lord of the Flies. Mm-hmm. And she's there, and she thinks that Batgirl's sitting next to her. And she's basically pleading with her, like, oh, come on, you know, you know I'm trying to do the good thing and whatever. It's like and, me at work with Charles Band. Come yes. on, you know what you got to do on, a Charles, nice Puppet you, Master yeah, movie. Please follow me on Twitter. <laughs> and I'm telling you, where the art goes the worst is after she gets called out on the teacher, and then they show, like, all these texts about how, oh, that crazy girl was talking again, and shit goes wrong with that art, and it's it's off. I'm telling you, it gets 3D. Yeah, when she gets home, when yeah. she gets the most upset, this is what's happening, and I really think that it's part of her brain going nuts, and she's thinking of crazy things, including Prince's Bat Dance. Did you see that? <laughs> I did. That's actually, I mean, she's going nuts though, and she has Lord of the Fly out, but. As the issue goes on, the art starts getting better. And I'm telling you, I said that once she became Robin, it got better. It's not. It's when she sees Batgirl again. Yeah. When she meets Batgirl again, everything. Because even when she's in, dressed as Robin and these kids are, are causing problems on the rooftop, which makes no sense. 
to me. Come on, do you remember the rooftop bonfires? Yeah, yeah. That, that, but she's going nuts. She shit's wrong with her. She's not right there. <laughs> but being Robin and getting the approval of Batgirl, I think, is what makes her world better. And it's like day and night. She's fighting these guys, and this art's off. And then the minute that she looks over and there's Batgirl, it's a little hazy. It's like yeah, splotchy. Yeah. Then the next, boom, clear. And See, she's I really, talking. I really like that uh, that explanation you gave there. And you actually like you know changed my opinion. I think it's still a mess. I don't like yeah, the look I don't at like it. It hurt my eyes either. reading this goddamn book. And it's funny because I was talking to a commenter on the site. Uh, I think his name is uh, Say Boucher. I apologize yeah. if I said that wrong. Um how he wasn't sure if the Batgirl was actually in the book. And I realized at that point, you know what? It is pretty ambiguous. Yeah. This whole time we know Ryko is not right in the head. She yeah. talks to Batgirl all the time. What's to say that Troy's wa- Troy Walker's death did not put her over the edge, the and now she, she is just kicking the shit out of people and thinking that Batgirl is doing it? Uh, the only thing that I would agree with that is because, well, she Batgirl shows up. These guys are, have a bonfire on the, the house. Yes. I don't even Building. know how Ryko even know. Like, Ryko shows up and it's odd. If you told me that none of this happens, that she's still in her room. No, no, imagine oh, yeah, okay, this. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm yeah. saying I, I I'd you. agree with that because her just showing up and jumping from rooftop to rooftop is off. It, it really is that off because she did twist her ankle. Yeah, on she the did. Arm. But even and to me, you could say that that's her thinking that she's doing this and she knows she's not good enough. She knows her limitations. Yeah, I mean, she's reading That's a the terrible Lord. fantasy. She's reading The Lord of the Flies and the next thing, she's jumping from uh, rooftop to rooftop. And... <laughs> it reminds me, uh, my one of my worst dreams I had, I think I was in the sixth grade. Mm-hmm. I dreamt I was on the, uh, like the corner of Park Avenue by the cemetery there. Yeah. And I dreamt I had Spider-Man's powers. Oh, nice. And so I shot a web to the freaking uh, stoplight and I couldn't climb it because I was a fat kid. Yeah, nice. The worst, I knew my limitations. Worst dream ever. My hope, my worst dreams are always <laughs> that I, I, somebody's robbing the house or I'm getting attacked and I have a gun and I'm not strong enough to pull the trigger. <laughs> I don't even know how guns work. I hate guns, Eric. So do I. But uh, yeah, actually, I, I, I usually think this stuff is nonsense, but I kind of like the idea that Batgirl explains too that there's these kids in Gotham who just want to get pictures of themselves, selfies with yeah. superheroes. So they do these things to get their, to attract their thing. And these guys, when Ryko shows up, they're kind of pissed that it's just her. Right. They're like, oh, you, you Robins, there's supposed to be a lot of you. And again, it, it feels off that she's by herself. It really does. It feels does. off that the other Robins aren't with her. So if you actually, if uh, uh, they told me, Lee Barhamo said, Hey, this is all in her mind. This is all. Ju- I say okay. I'm okay. But again, I also will say that yes, I think Batgirl would show up if something like this was really happening. I think that Batgirl would. Especially that would they show had to up. point out it's Burnside. Yeah, it says Burnside, and also uh, I do like they have her or the guy, the big, and he is a douchebag. Oh yeah, the main guy. He's a jerk. Uh, with the police tape around him, and then the thing I wasted Batgirl's time. I thought was pretty <laughs> funny, and then you even see the uh, fire company had shown up and put it out. And uh, the only thing that I find off, if that is the case with this is that I really think Batgirl would have called him out a little more of Troy dying. There, there's, there's, And she even says, like, yeah, you had some losses, and you, you'll have that. It's almost, this, it's so nonchalant about Batgirl? it. Didn't you think that? that I thought it was very odd. There's so no way. She Especially, should have showed up and said, you stay at home. You get your work done. 
Well, say we'll talk about it in a little bit, but like, what's going on in Bako right now with her problems with Frankie? Yeah. There's no way she is telling a teenage girl to go out there who's untrained with a bunch of other untrained kids to go yeah. take on fucking super criminals. And then, uh, like she says, that symbol has a legacy that you and your friends will be part of if you earn it. Those are big shoes to fill. But then she says the choice is yours. You have to write the story you want to be told. And again, that almost seems to me like it's like, okay, this isn't really taken. I don't yeah. know. I I'm don't know. You, we'll ever so know. It's so ambiguous because then, like. Well, uh, why, there's no way in my mind that Batgirl, especially after having a loss like this, mm-hmm. would tell her this is okay. But well, this is what Riko wants to hear in her head because she loves being a Robin. And the other thing, and I'm sure that this is what people will point out the most, it, it probably – I keep saying it was Batgirl, but maybe – it's maybe what you're supposed to get. If Batgirl isn't there, she does poker though and says, oh, "I'm just making sure." Yeah. Um, maybe you're supposed to think that this is more of like Batgirl inspired her to do this because if you look, she's sitting with Batgirl. They're looking at the city, and the yeah. very last panel, she's by herself. She's yeah. just sitting in that same spot. Nobody's there with her, and it says, "You're never alone." And maybe that's what we're supposed to say: is as long as she's inspired by Batgirl. That's the worst. She's part nuts. Of, she's that's crazy. the worst part about this issue is that how much I hated it when I first read it. Yeah. Us talking about it is putting it on a whole other yeah, level. I actually like it. I liked it more than you. I, yes. I said that right away. Um, again, oh. it's funny when I first read it, I didn't even notice that very last bit where she's sitting alone. Right. And it's like, you're never alone. But again, that could be just her staying there after that girl leaves. But yeah, I think it's supposed to be very ambiguous anyway. But I'll tell you, I know another Robin's name. I know Troy now, even because yes. of this. Even after Troy died, I keep forgetting Shoulder his pads. name's Troy. Then this kind of put that in, and now I know Reiko. That so. is my favorite part of that, though. At the end of the book, we finally get a goddamn spreadsheet where we see each Robin's name, what they look like, and a little bit of bio about yep. them. I yeah. love this. I think every book with a large group should do this. Yeah, and again, Ryko looks like she's pretty smart there. And she's a marching band freshman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then, yeah, quit because of performance anxiety. Uh, drama student but perf- uh, refuses to perform. She's crazy. Batgirl yes. fanatic. She is crazy. Um, but I liked her. But hold on. Before we go any further, though, we're actually talking this book up a lot. Yeah. I gave this such a crappy yeah. score. Yeah, you didn't like it. I want to get into some points about that because... Okay. You don't want to uh, seem like you were faking the funk? No, absolutely not. And I still stand by my score. I think maybe I was a little harsh on it from because of original impressions. And like you know, talking to you has really upped it in my mind a bit. I want to go back and reread it just because of all these things we've talked yeah. about tonight. But... Re- I think Lieber Mayho deciding just to focus on Ryko for this issue yeah. after that big – like it's a big thing. Like I was really upset when Troy died. Fucking shoulder pads died. He was my favorite. I know. I like shoulder pads. And we've been dealing with an entire group up until this issue. And she comes off so unemotional this yeah. entire time. It doesn't really feel like Troy's death has affected her at all. And Especially again, since she goes right out. Yeah. There's no other Robins. I if we had the chance to t- deal with Duke, even though Duke is a new member of this group, mm-hmm. any of the other people like Dax, I know Dax now. Um, there should be some emotion. There should be yeah. some goddamn teenage goddamn emotion and, going. And on again, part. if you want to convince me that this is her shutting down because of the whole thing with Troy, and that this is all in her mind about how to make things better because somebody did die, yeah. then I'm like, okay. And even when like she's in class. And that's real. She's in class, but because Batgirl's there, and that's who she's talking to because she doesn't think she can talk to anybody. Or maybe they're like typical teenagers. They don't want to talk about their feelings, so she has nobody to talk to amongst the Robins. I don't know. 
if every issue this is what's weird about this issue we've had like you said every issue has been the group and then all of a sudden boom you have a single character yeah, we've been and, focusing on duke thomas joining this group and we've been having a yes. group dynamic since the, like you know for, like the end of the first issue yeah and now it's just Riko yeah. on her own with this weird art style that yeah. may or may not be bigger than it actually is. I yeah. don't know because like the stuff we've been talking about, I really like the idea of, but it's just so far like out there compared to what we've gotten so far. Yeah. It's and, hard to digest. And you maybe we're gonna find out like maybe next issue and the issue after that are group group group, and then they have another one of these issues with a single guy. They have that crazy Joker's looking guy. Yeah. So in the the thing about his character bio, they won't tell you who his parents are, Eric. Did you see that? No, I don't. His I don't remember parents that are, and they're blocked out. Daxton, Dax. Chill. Okay, Dax. Like I so just said, yeah. He, is it Joe Chill? Is his dad? I doubt it. His last name's Chill, and they won't tell you his parents. It says father's whereabouts unknown. Mother's... Oh shit! Is his, is his last name actually Chill? Yeah. Then yes. It's yes, Daxton, I don't think there's many Dax chills Chill. in Gotham. Mother Holy suffers shit. from frequent migraines due to alcohol abuse. Then you have Isabella Ortiz. Um, you have Troy Walker, who's dead. Poor Troy. And they uh, crossed him out. I do I like it, but I'm like, yeah. show the pads, no. You have your man, uh, Dre. Yes. He might be my next favorite one. Dre B. Robin? Dre B. Robin. Dre <laughs> B. Robin. And uh, wasn't Dre B. Robin who texted her and uh, her mother, uh, Ryko's mother's like, isn't that that cute guy? I don't recall off the top of my head. I think there's some MILF action going on. There's She's a cougar, Eric. She's I like Isabella, though. Robin. Yeah, I, actually, I like Rico, or Rico now. I so like far, them all. I, I I'm starting really to like the whole team. I really like the way you talked about how you leave that, that uh, leather jacket behind. Yeah, uh, yeah. When Duke Thomas got the leather jacket, like, that looks badass on him. <laughs> he, he looks great in the you screen. You like that yeah. leather jacket. I do. I, I would, I would I wear said, that now. I said I'd be afraid, but yeah, there he is. Yeah, he looks pretty kick-ass. Actually, Dax is my least favorite Robin at this point. Is Dax? Yeah. Uh, I, he's so crazy looking. Yeah, he is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, did you actually say what score you gave it? Not yet. What no. else did you hate? I, that's about it. It's just that, I don't know. It was just such an odd switch up out of nowhere, especially because we have the, the different artists a different whole dynamic to the story than we've had so far. It just seemed too much too fast. Yeah. Uh, like I said, if, if we get a couple issues like this where it's a single person, I think that we'll kind of uh, realize what's going on. But this was out of the blue, especially when you didn't know the different things. Uh, and again, I'm expecting a lot of Duke Thomas in this book. And we're not yeah, getting a I lot. Did. And again, maybe it's because we know Duke enough he was and, our stepping stone yeah, into the and, book and now we don't we're gonna go away from him well a little bit. i guess you know we were complaining we want to know the team yeah so we're getting to know him i don't know it's a little like a, it's a weird ambiguous way to, to show us but yes yeah it's odd and yeah the the art style hits you hard right away you're like what the fuck is this yeah i don't know i i will not apologize for anything i gave batman 44 no. but this one i might have to look at again but i gave this a three out of ten no, just because I, of the shock value that it did to me yeah, i actually like six five seven yeah i actually liked it i liked it a lot more and again like you said about grayson i went in thinking i was gonna hate it so much yeah that i was looking for reasons to like it and i'm telling you everybody on the site that the comments on the site hates it too I, there was not one person. There wasn't an outcry like that Batman. You know why? Why? Because everybody bailed on you. Because they didn't have a Jim <laughs> Warner to talk to about it. That's right. No, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I might like have to Batman go back better. and look, though. Yeah, well, 
Yeah, I would have given it probably a 6.5 or a 7. I just do there. not want to see this art ever again. It hurt my well, goddamn and eyes here's to the look other at thing. it. Because I'm not reviewing the whole series, this was the weakest issue of the series, I think. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, I, I liked it more than you. And this is, it's a shame. I do not want to give this a guess. This is my favorite new title besides Martian Man. Yeah, Martian Manhunter. And that. I love this series. Oh. And doing that really killed me this week. Well, we're going to move on to the next book here. All right. And we're going to continue uh, Gotham uh, books and Bat books with Batgirl number 44. Ooh, I didn't even write uh, any of the artist or the thing. And Batgirl, <laughs> I, say, I know it's written by... Uh, actually, I'm just going to go... I'm not going to go full in-depth because I know that it's written by Brendan Fletcher and Cameron Stewart, and the art is guest artist Bengal. And I apologize to everyone else. I believe that Serge Lapointe is on colors. And that's correct. And that's all I know. Do you have the book there? Do you yes. have it up? Who else? Well, who's the anchor there? The anchor is... There is no inker. It's okay. just Bengal. Okay. And Sergio uh, points on colors and yep. Steve Wands is a letter. Oh, Steve Wands. But yeah, I was pretty good remembering yeah, those. That was All really good. Right. The Velvet Tiger arc comes to a close, and while it felt Thank like God. another villain of the month story, I like what came from it. Velvet Tiger herself was a pretty forgettable villain, and the story had too many out of left field moments. But I like Bengal's art, thought the action was pretty good, and loved where the issue leaves the main characters. Barbara and Luke Fox are starting a romance, steamy romance here. They're still, a wedding, they're still a wedding to plan for, and Frankie steps up her game big time. But I'm not sure she's on the up and up, Eric. She seems a little evil at the end. This was not the best issue of Batgirl I've reviewed, but I didn't hate it either. Really? Yeah, I didn't hate it. Um, I had some problems with this issue. Well, I, and I, I want to start off right okay, away. Okay, you go. You go with your problems. I'm looking at something right now that I, I just shook my head immediately when reading it. It's right away when... Um, Barbara goes to find uh, Elisa's freaking uh, fiance. God, I can't remember names anymore. Joe. She's going to find Joe. Joe, yes. Thank you. From Facts of Life. Yes. Joe from the Facts of Life. Natalie is at home, and uh, Blair, is, Blair. Off with her, is off with her cousin, uh, Jerry. Anyway, uh, Batgirl spots something with her flashlight. She reaches down to go grab it, and Velvet Tiger steps on her hand, and then she says... And now you know not to underestimate the Velvet Tiger. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You stepped on her hand. Yes. You know what I like is that when you're out and you're like, Velvet Tiger's a pretty, like, does a little kung fu wear. That outfit is not very well functional. No. for. She's got a mini skirt and high heels on. That is not a real good fighting outfit. The best part about this outfit throughout the issue, yeah. she keeps pulling things, and yeah. I don't know where oh, she's pulling have items that. from. I actually, in my review, <laughs> I said um, she pulls the device that she uses. What happens is they're fighting. Out of the I shoulder said, pads, I said I she think. pulls it out of nowhere, yeah. and I mean nowhere because there's nowhere that thing is fitting. I'm looking at it right now. It's in her shoulder pads. Somehow she hides yeah. shit in there. I don't yeah. know. Those puffy shoulder pads. Also, Somewhere she's got like cleavers, too. I'll tell you, um, I'm not an anime fan. No, neither There am I. is an anime with a, a, a um, character that is exactly the look of Velvet Tiger, except that she has, like, sharp teeth in right. the anime. And I couldn't f- – I looked desperately to find what it was. Somebody will know it. Um, but, yeah, Velvet Tiger is, like, doing karate kicks and stuff like that. First off, you're going to get a lot of uh, upskirt shots with yeah. this Velvet Tiger. And I just – it's she's ridiculous. God, is that a short skirt? Yeah. Two hairdos, Eric. Two hairdos. I think I think they realized that they didn't have an opportunity to show Batgirl in their in her panties this one, so they had to give you the fucking yeah. redhead with the yeah, short skirt. Yeah, you get the redhead. Then it's crazy. Out of nowhere, like you said, out of the shoulder pads, she pulls out a device that sets off Batgirl's um, 
devices in yeah. her, on her thing, and I'm like, wait a second. Didn't we just see this? It's not just see this, but th- didn't that happen to Red Hood and Batman Eternal? Yes, it did. And we didn't like it then, because no. shit's going off, and yet n- no real effect. You know what I mean? These things, there's bombs exploding on her, and she's just like, oh, it's more of an inconvenience. And then uh, it's like I, I expected Velvet Tiger to do this and just go toodaloo and walk off. And also, I love the fact she has this device. I just have to read this because it's nonsense. <laughs> she says, she she's explaining what it does. And she says, slip between the picoseconds and those internal chronometers. I shook my head again. They're I'm like, like what, what are you trying to do to us? What are you doing? And then it gets worse like later when she goes. And then she goes to Kadar. I'll say Quadir, uh, I think. Quadir. Um, you could be right, honestly. I, I have don't no know. idea. It's probably Quadir. I can't pronounce shit. That sounds less racist than what but, I just uh, said. But freaking, the, you do not need to have the freaking, what is it, the picoseconds? Pico the. I'm like, you just really? say, hey, look, this device will make all your electronics blow yeah. up. Yeah. That's yeah. all I need. Calm yeah, down. That's all. Fucking She's like, nonsense. oh, you know what? I have this, and it makes everything go haywire. Ba boom, <sighs> boom. She's yelling I hate stuff. Velvet Tiger. So Velvet Tiger goes off, and then Barbara's like, "I gotta figure things out," and heads <laughs> off to Fox Tech. Now, here's the thing, Kadar, Kadir. Let's say Kadir? Kadir. Kadir. I'm gonna say Kadir's there. Now, Kadir. All right. I'm it's fine. That. Kadir's there, and he has found out that he has things that can free him. Also, if you look. Do you look at the screen right I'm where, looking at it right gone? now. I stared it's, at it when I was reading this is, book. It is the device that ends up on Frankie's back of her neck. Yep. Right there. But So he's doing some crazy shit. And he's helping her out because she has basically uh, freed him, cleared his name, correct? Correct. So he's there doing some underhanded shit. And, I don't uh, – I'm telling you, I'm looking at it. It was such a weird th- uh, thing for me to read because – we have him looking at the screen. Yep. We have him this, and then this, he like turns that. it off. If you realize, he, he turns it I, off. I when do. She I think, but I had no idea what I was looking at with I that know. click. I know. Well, I know. But you end up figuring out later that it's he turned it off because he's up to no good. And the other thing is, Luke comes in, and Luke's like, "Oh, what's going on?" She, even Beckles like, "Why are you here?" And he's like, "Oh no." turns it off oh i get my name's clear he's still not allowed on the premises he should still be arrested in my mind because i don't care what evidence he says he has he's not supposed to be there and And, honestly that thing he's holding in his hand right now that batgirl gives him yeah it looks a lot like the thing that's on frankie's neck yeah it does and the weird thing is is it's funny because the first time i read he's like oh velvet tiger used some device and made everything go haywire here and hands her the thing, and I thought that they were trying to say that was the device. It was actually just something on yeah. her. And he does have a kind of a joke where he's like, oh, this is a sophisticated device designed by a genius, no doubt, because he made it. <sighs> so I'm like, okay. So then he runs this day. And again, here we go. We get the thing, and it's like, ooh, it was causing it to suffer a kernel panic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a freaking reading panic. Jesus Christ. Then you go from there to such a rushed and hurried. I'm telling you, Velvet Tiger has so little to do with how this book is moving forward. That I don't again, even understand her motivation well, still. Again, just like when we had um, Livewire. Yeah. I love Livewire. That could have lasted Livewire, four issues for me. And they just kind of like, okay, we've had it. Everything is just to give you a little extra with these other characters because really – Velvet Tiger has nothing really to do with this book. No. And, and you'll forget about her by next issue because they're just like, okay, here's who Velvet Tiger is. Oh my God, that ties in with freaking, what's his name? Freaking, um, uh, you know, Jeremy. 
Jeremy, oh, student that's teacher Jeremy's, guy. Oh, now I realize that that's Jeremy's old girlfriend. Let's go see Jeremy. Oh, Jeremy, you tell me exactly where she is. Okay, I'm going to go there. And by the way, turn yourself in because you're an awful man. <laughs> Everything goes, I'm telling you're you. You get a little faster, you, man. Well, damn. I'm saying you have this whole arc. And I'm telling you, all this stuff with Velvet Tiger is three pages. It's yeah. all resolved. Just go and find her. So then she's like, okay. She heads over. And in the meantime, Alicia shows up as well. And instead of Barbara, it's like, no, get away. She's like, yeah, gives her the thumbs up. (laughs) So stupid. Because Joe is hanging there. And you like this issue. Again, I don't mind it because I'll tell you at the end why I like it. But yeah, Barbara starts fighting tigers. And again, I know (laughs) that Reggie called you on it before, but it is nonsense. She knocks them out. So then Velvet Tiger decides, hey. I could have done this all along, but I'm going to knock you out now. And sends like a, a paralyzing thing from her claws. She starts falling asleep. Next thing you know, her fucking, uh, her fucking motorcycle starts talking to her. Uh, you realized it was Frankie right away, right? Yes. Yeah, I, I would hope well, actually, that. I didn't realize it was Frankie. I realized it was somebody. I didn't think yeah. that her motorcycle would no. come to life and I, save I, her. I figured it was Frankie. And uh, the motorcycle saves her. Off they go. But in the meantime... Uh, the Velvet Tiger just, it's so wrapped up. It's like, yep, the police are waiting. So all, all Velvet Tiger's arrested, never to be seen again, Eric. So ridiculous. Like I'm saying, I said, what was the motivation behind killing these folk in the friggin' first I, issue of this? I think she was mad. Uh, what? She was mad because her, remember they said her company was going down? Yeah, her company was going down. And then she was trying down. to get revenge on people, and she didn't like people. But it had something to do with them they, freelancing. Like, they yeah. did stuff for her, and then they went back to her their regular job. Is that what it yeah, was? And she I, sent tigers? I don't know. That she had sent in Again. as computer parts? Like, I, I, I don't know. Again, it was so odd. I'm like, all right. There. Look at her. Does she need much motivation? She's I just kept around. waiting for her to she's, give some like, you know, just, explanation as they were fighting like they normally she, do. She's the CEO of a company, and somehow she decides that she's going to call herself the Velvet Tiger, and then she's got to get tigers. It's ridiculous enough. I call myself King Snake. It happens. That that happens. You don't want to wake the snake. <laughs> Where did uh, she pull those cleavers from, Jim? I don't know. Yeah, really. There, there's a lot of crazy things. Why, why does Batgirl let Alicia go all uh, Mission Impossible and kind of hover down and grab Joe? And I, I don't know. I don't uh, know anything. I do uh, not like this book. I know thankfully, that, it seems on the reviews that other people are starting yeah, to agree with us. Yeah, I um, I like the motorcycle, Eric. I think that is a great... And in fact, I'm about to make a replica, but, and then I got a cease and desist order from DC because it's intellectual property <laughs> DC. I can't make a talking motorcycle. You just want a freaking night Rider fucking uh, That's right. That's motorcycle, all don't you? So, and then uh, basically Barbara and Luke are hanging out at the... Uh, at the coffee shop. Bullshit. And next thing you know, they're talking and they start making out. I don't mind it. Uh, you know you why I don't mind, mind it? This? Why? Because I like Luke Fox, and if that keeps him in the book, I'm in. If it wasn't for this, I think he would be out of the book. I don't even care about that. I want there to be some sort of progression where they go, because before no, besides they, for this, the there's issue no before, real. They had a weird thing, even when, um, I forget who it was. I think it was Kadar said, oh, are you guys an item? And they kind of got embarrassed. The last issue or the issue Yeah, but before. what do we have before that where they even know they each were, other, really? They, well, they, they, they've been like, doing you know, bad things. They've been doing bad things. I have never seen them to the point where they can just start making out the next time they ha- hang out with one they another. They just kissed. They looked at each other. The moment seemed right. They kissed. And they wanted to go and make out some more. Yep. And they're going to go to the wedding. She needs a date for the wedding. No. <sighs> and as we've seen in this book, remember the first issue when they took over, Cameron Stewart and Brendan Fletcher, she was taking guys home and oh, passing no. out. She's a little She's looser got the herpes here. now. She's a little looser here. She's, and why, you know, does, why does Luke Fox look like an old man in this book? He does. 
<laughs> he has the gray in the sides. Ah, it's just shaved. That's bullshit. It's shaved. Uh, but you have that, and then he even says she like. Even hey, when they can... make out, he looks like an elderly man. He looks a little like Obama. What? <laughs> he is Obama. She's making out with Obama. I don't like the guy who's working at the coffee shop. He looks like a dickbag with that really? goddamn that, that's mustache. That's what you're worried about? Well, that's that mustache, and he's got a pompadour. What the hell is he talking about? He's a hipster. Um, that's what yeah. happens. And it's Chiropteroptera. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that meant. I actually thought like, okay, I'm just gonna say this, and it's gonna make sense. Some kind of like, you know, yeah. uh, pun or whatever. I have no idea why this thing is called yeah, this. Yeah, and uh, I did like though. Uh, Barbara Stupid says, "Hey, shop. hey, can you um, can you hire my my friend, my roommate, Frankie Charles?" And he's like, "Whoa, I've already you know headhunted her. She says she's up for a career change." And then you find at the end. There she is. She does the link. You see the little neural implant in the back she's of her neck. She's got drones and that bat Kadera cycles. was doing, and she's got the drones doing all sorts of crazy things. And then she's like, this will be awesome. And you get the idea that she's good, but boy, she's got a mean look at the end. Seriously. And I think shit's going wrong. Even though I don't think of the two of them, uh, Kadir and her, I don't see why it would go wrong. Except that, of course, anytime you do something with something like that on your neck, shit goes wrong, Eric. Yeah, didn't and, you watch Spider-Man 2? Oh, Dr. Yeah. Octopus, yep. oh, shit. Yeah, I think that something's going to go bad, but it looks like next month is the wedding, and I think that's going to go bad. Nothing's going to go right, but I do like, I know you think it's bullshit. I like Luke being in this. I like that she calls out, uh, she wants a little Batwing action. Dude, I am okay with Luke being in the book, as long as we have a natural progression of how they become, yeah. you know, hey, I've seen you I don't fly know through I don't know what's bit. going behind the scenes. Maybe it's just because she, you know... Like an actor dates another actor. Um, they're both Bat family members. They know what's going on. They they know each other. They've been hanging. They've it's been Batwing. Hanging. It's not like it's fucking Nightwing. No, Nightwing's gone. She's given up on him. I don't know. It just is way too fast for me. And why, why you become so easy, Batgirl? Come on. <laughs> I actually, you know what? I gave it a 7.5 air. Really? What do you think of that? Yeah. I did. I yeah. like I liked the action. I, I hate actually Velvet liked, Tiger. I like Bengals art. I said Velvet Tiger to me is just a side note, even though she's supposed to be the main attraction. To me, it's all a side note. It's just to get everything. And this is the problem with the book, actually, while I'm saying that I don't mind it. <laughs> the problem with the book is Becker really, really needs a big villain. And they keep giving you there these are two issues, of issues, but they don't give them to you. They keep giving you these, like, made up, like, Livewire, to me, like we said, was great. High point that, of the series. They changed that, uh, that her origin to make it more of, like, a younger girl who was on yeah. YouTube and all that. I really Love liked it. that. And I wanted that to stay. Uh, Velvet Tiger was ridiculous. It just, like I said, it was a villain to bridge the gap. Uh, it's like, oh, we need a villain for these next couple issues that's going to bring these things together. Even Frankie's though the gonna story doesn't this. make sense, we need this. Yeah, well, that's what they Didn't like with. the character? The story did not make sense mm. to me. There was like, besides for you to say, oh, well, the motivation wasn't really there because she's crazy. I am tired of just, oh, yeah. they're crazy. Yeah. Bullshit. Give me a goddamn story that makes sense. Yeah, she just ended up crazy and this, uh, it, it was Jeremy, right? Then I say yeah. that I, I keep forgetting his name because they kept lie, making him like a big deal, and then you find out that his big deal was just he dated a crazy woman. And again, she and was a CEO. Things. He doesn't seem like somebody who'd be dating a CEO of a company either. No, he's just he's, a, he's, he's like a student teacher. Get yeah, the hell out of here! And the whole big out. thing is because he plagiarized his fucking master thesis. Yep, and that she's going to use that as blackmail on him to collect oh uh, people's biometrics. <laughs> it's all a bunch of hooey. Oh, you've convinced me. I say it's a five now. 
I did like the art. I like. I know. I do. I like the art as well. Yeah. I I like Bengals art. Uh, well, I don't like Luke Fox and both Bengals art, but besides yeah. that, I like the rest. Yeah. I would probably have given it a 5.5. 5.5. Yeah, I probably would have given it a little lower. I was in a good mood this morning when I did I just <laughs> reviewed that today. Uh, but we're going to move on to Ryan's other side segment, Eric. I have no idea what he's doing. because Excellent. He, well, I, I hadn't heard word from him all week. Right. And remember, there is a week he said when he was moving that he was not going to be able to do it. And we're bad friends and don't remember things. And I, well, I don't think he ever told me the week. He just said that it was coming up. I figured, okay. oh, it might be that. So I sent him a note and said, hey, is this that week you can't do it? And he wrote back that no. And, in fact, there won't be a missing month or week. He's oh. going to do it all, and he's gung-ho. He was awesome. trying to. He actually was more trying to figure out what to do. He couldn't figure out, and I think he ended up saying he was going to do Gail Simone's last uh, Red Sonja. All right. Uh, because he said that was pretty much the big deal of the week, and he gave me some ideas of a bunch of things where he wants us on his um, his podcast talking uh-huh. about things. He does not want us as a duo, Eric. <laughs> me and you uh, talking together too much nonsense. We are for him. banned. He wants individual ones, and I already nominated you for the first one. So there you go. You know what's happening? This is weird. This is I not have no DC. Idea. Um, Kyle Higgins is doing a new book. Uh-huh. Do you, have you heard of this? Uh, maybe he is a... doing a Power Rangers book. I just read about. It. I didn't read Isn't in depth. I saw it. Yes. Uh, and I said that you would be more. He's like, oh, I wanted to talk about that. And I said, you, could... Eric's your man. I know nothing about the Power Rangers at all. So but if that was what it... he really wanted to talk about, you're the better of the two. It's very odd because I am not a big Power Rangers fan. You know, it, you know about them. I know a lot yeah. about it. It's like a guilty pleasure yeah. of mine because I was a little old when that came out. Uh, like you know, I still watch it for here and there because yeah. I, you know, I like kid shows. Yeah. But uh, it was just the whole Godzilla feel, you know, yeah, that it was. like every episode they grow real big and have giant monsters have to yeah. fight giant now, robots. Again, I'm like, you, you know were what? too old. I was way too old. Oh, you were and way I still, too old. I got that vibe, and I actually, it kind of intrigued me. My one buddy who is like three months younger than me, right. fully into it. He, the guy who does martial arts. Brett. Oh, Brett. Yeah. yeah, he loves it. He used to love it, uh, especially like when it first came out. He was a big Amy Jo Johnson fan. See, I'm a big Jason David Frank fan. Yeah. I love watching him fight. Uh, I like. I saw him at the freaking uh, Wizard World oh, this Oh, really? Past year. Actually, I heard he's at Wawa tonight signing autographs. That guy's Shut at every, every freaking place. He's there. He's an awesome guy. How dare you? Yeah, him and freaking, uh, who was it, Frankie Munoz? Frankie Munoz. <laughs> yeah, everybody was lining up for him. But yeah, um, if we were gonna, if he insisted on doing that book, you definitely would be the guy to do it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then he was he was mentioning some other ones. Uh, there's a couple things that interest me. He was talking about that uh, Wonder Woman uh, Earth One. Um, a couple yeah, other things. That I don't want any be, part of that. Again, that would be more me. But he also said like that Superman uh, American Alien or was it American Alien or well, I you can't know recall. that one. That, yeah, I know uh, what you're saying. Uh, what's weird, I'm talking about this, and I don't know why I'm bringing it up now. it be more at the end. But uh, you realize that Telos comes out next week. I do. Not uh, next, not next. Actually, I'm wrong. Not next week, the week after. They're all coming up very soon. October, yes. Next week soon. is the end of September. The first week of October, we get a bunch of those new books, and Telos <laughs> is one of them. So maybe one. He also said maybe when the new Marvel number ones. Uh, that new round, maybe he'd have like maybe a Spider-Man. You would. I'd love a Spider-Man. Yeah, or if there's a Green Goblin. I don't know if they're all announced yet. I have no idea. Uh, we are not a Marvel podcast. Yeah, we don't even know everything's going on with DC apparently. Really? Who does know? They they release shit willy nilly. 
But yeah, willy nilly, willy nilly. Let's get on with Ryan's other side, and then we'll all know what he's talking about. Do it. Take it away, Ryan. Hello, Weird Science, and welcome back to the 32nd installment of The Other Side. I am, as always, your host, Ryan Brightest, Daycare Clark. This week, I'm switching things up a little bit, and I'm going to talk to you about Red Sonia, number 18, from Gail Simone, Walter Giovanni, Vinavius Andrade, and Jenny Frisson, through Dynamite Comics. Um... You may know, uh, I love everything Gail Simone does, so it should come as very little surprise that I have loved this book. I know I usually like to highlight new number ones, uh, and I may have even talked about Red Sonia on here before. Uh, after 32 weeks, it gets kind of hard to remember. Uh, but I thought that with this run ending, and there being a new, as-of-yet-unnamed creative team coming on board for the series after this, that I should talk about this book and recommend it to anyone who isn't already reading it. Uh, this book has great action in a very well-developed world of sword and sorcery, uh, and not to mention that the character of Red Sonia is both hot and violent. Uh, her character throughout the whole run of this book is a bawdy, drunken, lecherous mess, who also finds time to be a complete badass and fight off hordes of slobbering, idiotic men who just see a piece of meat and not the person who will ultimately be their grisly and dismembered end. Uh, the balance of sexy and savage in this series has always been at the forefront and is something that I really enjoy seeing so well executed in this book. Uh, I hope that the book has very high-quality creators coming on board to carry the torch after Gale and Walter leave, because they will need to, me to measure up to a very high bar. I would love to see Jenny Frisson, uh, who became the main cover artist, continue on with covers with this book when the new creative team Kate takes over, uh, because there's just something almost inquantifiable in her art. Uh, the beauty and depth of detail are just fantastic, and I love that she's done covers for all 18 issues of the series. Uh, I feel like it would be a nice bit of connective tissue for her to come back onto the book, plus her covers are just amazing and wonderful to look at, so there's that. Now this issue concludes the arc that had been building to a pretty massive battle, one I was assuming was going to be the end of the, the story here, everything we've been getting, uh, and one battle that went down with some massively over-the-top action. Uh, I loved seeing Sonya even sort of surprise herself by taking on the insurmountable sort of odds that she was, and that there was so much conflict between Sonya and what she felt was right to do, and the women of the library that she's protecting who wanted to fight alongside her, knowing that she was facing those kind of odds. Uh, I thought that uh, the end of this issue really felt like a nice, uh, very final chapter in the She-Devil's legacy, and it really let Gail go out on a high note. I like that Sonia was incorporating some of the story that she had read or Ben had read to her while she was in the library. I felt it gave the story a nice cyclical feel to it, letting something sort of come back and be a part of the, the final moments of the story. Um, much like how Sonia's friends and associates had all come back to her uh, to be at her side and aid uh, when she was, was injured and cursed and on death's door from the previous arc. Uh, 
Uh, now, this book is great and totally worth your time. Uh, all 18 issues of it were awesome, so definitely uh, go check it out. Um, I know the first two volumes uh, are already out in trade. I would assume it wouldn't be too long till this arc is out in trade. Uh, definitely worth checking in, uh, checking out at least some of that series uh, as well. Some other things I've been reading, I finished up the Victor Gishler uh, Deadpool work with a uh, Merc with a Mouth run this week, uh, which was interesting. Not exactly the kind of Deadpool I'm used to, uh, but was interesting and, and a fun read. Uh, I'm in the middle of reading the second volume of League of Extraordinary Gentlemen from Alan Moore. Uh, I've read bits and pieces of the other story. I think I've read the first volume plus Black Dossier and then the Centuries books, and I haven't read any of the, the more recent Nemo books, but I know those are coming out uh, in a collected edition that I definitely want to read when that is out. Um, also, uh, I'm going to go back and read all of the New 52 version of The Flash, uh, because I want to. I'm a bit of a glutton for punishment. I read, I think, the first 10, maybe 12 issues of that story. I think I maybe got to uh, the zero issue with that before I, I fell off. Um, I also uh, had gone to the library this week uh, and picked up uh, Batman Beyond 2.0's Mark of the Phantasm from Kyle Higgins, an interesting book. Again, uh, relating back to my childhood, the Mask of the Phantasm film, which I have on, on VHS, I really like. So seeing the uh, sort of follow-up to that story will be, will be fun. Uh, plus the most recent Catwoman, I think it was volume five, um, to read. Uh, trying to catch up on a lot of the DC books, I just don't have uh, time to try and read month to month anymore. Um, if you have any suggestions for anything that I should uh, talk about or review on my Other Side segment, you can reach out to me directly via Twitter at BDC Comics or email at brightestdaycare at gmail.com, uh, as well as I have pages on Facebook, Tumblr, and Google+. All of my written reviews are posted via my website, which is brightestdaycare.com. Uh, you can find me there. Every week I'm here talking about some non-DC Comics comic books. And uh, that is all for me this week. And until next week, I will see you on the other side. Her courage was forged out of fire. Her power, a gift of the gods. Her destiny, to become a glorious new hero. Red Sonia. All right, Eric, and that was The Other Side with Ryan Bratis, DK Clark. Oh, you're getting sexy on me, aren't you? That was my DJ voice. I like it. It's uh, Next I'll be, uh, next up is Creedence Clearwater Revival, followed by a rock block of Aerosmith. Oh, shit, real? I love no, me some Aerosmith. No, that sounds awful. Oh. Everybody's turning off that station. All right, we're going to get on with the getting on, Eric, with the rest getting of the on. books, uh, the next three. And we're going to start with you. It kind of is a, a tie-over to the other Gotham book tonight. And what is it? It is Gotham by Midnight number nine. Oh, Gotham by, by Midnight. Yes, Gotham by Midnight. Isn't that that book that Juan Ferreira wanted you to watch out for? He told me to wait for the bang, baby. Yeah, wait for the okay. bang. Okay. Gotham by Midnight number nine, written by Ray Fox with art by Juan Ferreira and Seda Temafante, who... 
I want to say Harry Belafonte, but no, it is Harry Seda Belafonte. Tem- Temafonte. The midnight shifts are screwed in this one, folks. Jim Corrigan and Lisa Drake are being interrogated by internal affairs while Dr. Tarr discovers the secret of the black flowers. Yes. Yes. yes while does. Dr. Tarr's epiphany doesn't really count as being screwed, Jim and Lisa's bit more than makes up for it when Lisa lets out one of her death screams and the specter actually blows up the IA officers interrogating Corrigan. If that wasn't enough, we then find out that the Spectre has never done anything for God, but has always been controlled by Corrigan himself. Holy fucking shit, this issue was epic, Jimbo. Yes, it was. Um, Juan Ferrero was right. He was so goddamn right. I am going to take that man at his word from now on. He is not a bullshitter, that man. Well, unfortunately, this book's ending, so who knows what his word will be (laughs) next. He is an awesome uh, cover artist, but I hope... I hope he's immediately on another book. They should, in my mind, have already signed him for something else already, knowing that this hope. book is ending. Metamorpho, Eric. Metamorpho. <laughs> Stop using know. Metamorpho. Maybe, I like Max Mason. I don't know who the artist is on Metamorpho. Neither do I. I don't know who the writer is either off the no, top of my head. I do not as well. We talked about it before. I know that, but yeah, that ended yeah. escaped my mind. I shouldn't bring things up that we don't know the info <laughs> for and make us look like a bunch of dummies. <laughs> All right, man. The, the freaking pacing of this book. It, it encourages you to bite your nails. I was telling you this at work. I was biting my. I'm, I don't bite my nails, but if I did, that's mm-hmm. how it was. Yeah. You've got to buy the ticket for the seat, but you're only going to need the edge. Ooh, hoo, hoo. Ooh, what do you have? Yeah. Reviewer 101. Yeah, I agree. Um, just going back and forth between the two of them getting interrogated was awesome. Uh, it was so intense. Yeah. Uh, again, <laughs> first off, and it is um, uh, Lisa, right? That's Lisa Drake. Name, Lisa Drake. First off, I said it in the other issues, too. They should first say, they go in and say, listen, you know that we have some sort of dress code here in this precinct here. You leave she, her alone. She, again, they wanted to prove that they're bad. I know that you're not supposed to go by people's <laughs> way they dress. You motherfucker, boy, judging books by the covers. I'm telling you, she shows up for work like the way, she just looks bad. Um, yeah, she's... She had a rough night. What do you want? She had a rough life. Um, you know what I like the best about this issue? What's that? And I'm not just gonna say I like the art. I love where they are interrogating Jim Corrigan, and they're going back to all the times that shit went wrong, Yeah. and then in his eyes you see what happened. That was uh, so... I'm telling you, I want for, like, so no, people... I don't even know how to say this right. Ben Templesmith really created something with the series when he started out as the artist. Yeah. And when we got Juan Ferrer taken over after issue six, I want to believe we saw it's like a bridge Yeah, where he still like, you know, he mirrored Temple Smith's yep. style a bit. And each issue though, the art keeps getting better and better. I wish the series was not canceled. Cause I want to see how much more he could actually yeah. do. Cause he still does have that kind of feel of yeah. Temple Smith where it's a little, not abstract, but it's more of like a, I don't know. I, I I can't even explain. Like you're saying, like when Temple Smith did it, I was not a big fan. Everybody went gaga. I wasn't it a fan either. Because I thought it set a mood pretty well. It but was great. That. It was very moody. I don't think it told a story well. This art, Juan Ferrer's art, does both. It really sets a tone. It it sets this book apart from the other books just by the way it looks. And boy, it, it gets bad. And and when <laughs> it gets bad, it gets mean, even you, better. I'm saying, you mean bad like Michael Jackson bad, right? I'm saying bad like Michael Jackson. I'm saying 90s bad, Eric, because Ooh. boy, like I said, when you see when they're talking like, oh, and then there was that guy who uh, strangled, mugged and strangled a couple of terror, uh, tourists. And then we found him. His hands were missing and he bled out. And you see him in a point of view. 
in ripping the that eyes, guy's yeah. goddamn hands off, and he's thinking back. And you even see in that, you see Jim Corrigan it, it, sitting there against the uh, a wall, the wall. Yeah. and you see the, what the uh, the uh, what's it called the uh, specter's Spectre. doing, and then that's right away. It's a hint that. Yeah, he he's in control. No, of man, I didn't, I didn't get any hits. I'm saying now that you look back, that's oh, what yeah, it's you, showing you the whole time. This is definitely time. a book you can read more than once and check out little yeah. things they put fact, out through. In fact, you're you're looking at, and when they're showing it at first, you're thinking in your mind like either he's thinking back at what happened and like, oh my god, I you know I wasn't in control or whatever. Yeah. Or even maybe at the least, he's like, yeah, this is probably what happened. But at the end, when the ending hits, you realize that he's just thinking back at what he wanted. And what he did, and it's crazy. And in fact, at one point, you even have uh, where the Spectre just has what looks like, you know, a trillion souls in his hand. It's just freaking sad. And yeah, Jim Corrigan's not a good dude. Like I said, the Game Changer ending of this issue really threw me for a loop because where do we go from the Spectre from here? Yeah, I again, uh, we just found out the book was canceled a little I know. bit. Uh, they didn't. They knew ahead of time. It just wasn't announced hope, because, because so. again, when does does DC announce them? No, it's the solicits. So we only found out when they solicited the last issue. So yeah, they they've known and they were told that, and this is the up the ante to finish it out. And boy, it ups the ante. Yeah, and, but I'm saying I like the idea of the up in the ante because you know we have the Spectre. He's pretty much a one trick pony. Wrath yeah. of God, sinners you die. Yep. But. What does that mean for everything else that we've seen from the Spectre so far? We know that the Phantom Stranger fucked over Corrigan and ultimately created the Spectre, yeah. which, you know, you know, you think the presence or God, you know, created him, made Corrigan into this wrath entity. Yeah. I don't know how this is going to work for continuity. Yeah, I think that it's one of those where it'll just be wiped clean again. And again, really? even so, you had that whole part. Now it kind of makes sense why Batwing never came into this book like we wanted to out of Batman right. Eternal. Because uh, Jim Corrigan was in that. And if Batwing was here, then you'd have a lot of issues. Um, this, I think, is just ending up. What is, what is it going to be? 12 issues total? Is that um, how it ends it nine, up? Something like that? Ten. I think it's only going to be 11. Okay, well, I think it's just a little 11-issue 11 11 story that's, like, that. like I said, it's going to be wiped clean. And you'll, if you, do you think we're going to get the Spectre anytime soon anyway? We don't have any, maybe a dark universe if yeah, that ever comes if out. If that ever comes out, I don't think it will. And if no, it does, that'd be great if it, it was. And maybe they will go a little bit with, like, hey, he's a little more in control than You than can't do know. this to us in this end of the series, though. It's so I fucked know. up. But I, I actually— I need what, answers, Jim. I need what, my continuity. Yes. And what is the—what um, are they? The black—what uh, did they call Black them? flowers? Black flowers. I actually—I thought that was nonsense. All up until now, I love the fact that as they are interrogating Jim Corrigan, those flowers are on the outside of that door. It's really and bad. You're like holy shit, shit is about to go wrong. Yeah, all of a sudden, and it's like the big thing. Hey, I realize what these black flowers are. They're not this. They're a sign, and they're telling us. Boy, it was good when when those things are starting, and you have the guy outside trying to get in, and even with um with Lisa, Lisa Drake. Uh, yeah. Once they start, they're really doing, and they start talking, and I, is it that Corrigan's getting more upset that sets her off? No, or the thing is, is there, it there's she's nothing... upset and that... No, Lisa has no control over this. That's it what is... I'm saying. What do you think sets it off, though? Do you think that the it does The scream get... is just a premonition that somebody is about to die. Yeah, so that's, yeah, that's what she's... she... There's no setting off Lisa. It just but, happens. So, well, again, though, the premonition of somebody dying is set off by Jim yes. Corrigan getting, getting so more and more upset, and I love the knows... idea... That the freaking AI agents... God damn, I always do the AI. 
Uh, yes, internal, internal affairs. affairs. IA, goddamn. IA. IA agents had the word Spectre from Agent Rook's notes when he was like, you know, checking them out over mm-hmm. Precinct 13. Yeah. And they start saying, are you, are you a metahuman? And is the Spectre something that you go under when you try to take out these yeah, criminals that yeah. you can't get evidence on or take to court? And then we find them all grizzly. And like, they keep you, look, you don't understand. I'm not in control. And yeah. like, well, how are you not in control? And they just keep prodding him. And it's up. Yep, like, and he's like, it's not me. That wasn't me. The pacing just getting, and is again, so intense. You've already said it. This pacing is so yeah, goddamn intense. I mean, even talking about it, it is so great until at the end, the Spectre comes out, blows the motherfuckers oh up. Oh, my God. And t- turns around and says, like, like, Corrigan's are like, why did you do that? They're not sinners. Because you wanted it. It's always been you, Corrigan. Yep. You're the one who, like, gets me yeah. to do shit. Yep. And then we're just left. The pacing just stops. And we're left silent. Where Jim Corrigan is in a fucking small room, splattered with blood. He's oh covered in blood. And they're trying to break the door down. It just stops so cold. And we're just left with that. And yep. it's just, like, all in th- like. It just leaves you in all the whole goddamn. And again, moment, yeah. uh, because of how Corrigan reacts, it's it's kind of a it's a surprise to him. Hell yeah, man! Yeah, he's gone on, and it's one of those things. He's done awful, awful things, again to bad people. The, these guys, these people weren't bad, as far as we know. No, no. Um, and again, it's like you get the idea that he suppressed any of this. That like he, in his mind. He has kind of gone on by saying, listen, that was, oh, my God, I, I just ripped guys' hands up. They were bad. That's what God wanted. Yeah, and then the, you get, God nope, just judged them. It and wasn't that's me. Not, that's not the case anymore. And it, it's, I'm telling you, when the specter fully comes out and just destroys those God, two, I love that. it's one of the best panels I've ever seen. <laughs> it really was. And when he Triple said the boom, Juan when Ferreira. he says the boom, it's definitely that, that page. Pencils, and again, inks, and boy, freaking colors. And again, I like as you said, the pacing. It's it's the pacing, and it also goes just by Corrigan. When it first shows up, he's, I know how this works. Uh, which one? Oh, I you, love that as which well. Which one of you is supposed to give me the drink of water? No, who's the bad <laughs> cop? Who's the good cop? And then when they start pushing him, number one, he realizes, holy shit. And again, I'm telling you, he knows all along. He is surprised when the specter tells him that, but he know he has to get out of there. Because he knows what's going to happen. They're pushing him too much. And he is going to kill these people. And he knows it deep down. And like he said, you got to let me out of here. Uh, because he knows they're going to so die. It's almost like a Hulk moment, you know? Yeah. And he knows. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. And again, I love where the uh, the other uh, police officers like, what the hell is this? And it's those the flowers growing on that. The, yeah. Growing up. The vines growing up that door. And it's just, holy shit. It all came down and came in. Yeah, I don't know where you go from here. We still have a couple <laughs> issues. He is left sitting in a room, just complete blood. <clears throat> now there are no again, left, just splattered blood. Here's the other thing. I wonder what they're going to do when they see the uh, video, because all that's being videotaped. And I wonder what it's going to show. Is it going to show him just standing there and those people blowing up? Is it going to actually show the specter? Uh, that looks, is a good point. You I'm know what? I never the, once thought about that. And I'm that. looking at the very end. There are eyeballs <laughs> sitting there. But yeah, I wonder what it's going to show. And That's if it a great shows, point. If it shows them just blowing up and he's just sitting there because it doesn't look like he moves. No. It, he may, they may have the reaction where he goes backwards. Um, but yeah, they really can't arrest him if he physically didn't do well, it. I'm saying they keep, they keep pushing this metahuman aspect in the interrogation where they believe he has a hidden power. Mm-hmm. And while technically he does, he has a goddamn wrath yeah. of God inside of him that may or may not anymore be godly. But yeah. um, 
can you, I don't know. I think you can still try him because there's a whole big thing. Like, yeah, is Argus, Argus going to be called yeah. in because they're going to have to uh, deal with this shit? It says face the music. So I think so, shit's going to go wrong. Uh, out of nowhere, do you think somebody shows up to get him out of there? I don't the, know. At the, end of the, at the end of the series, last issue, Corgan v. Gotham. Yes. Courtroom drama. Oh, I actually, I I and, really thought that at one point he, he the Spectre was going to judge Gotham. And it would go well, that down was, the line. That, that, was, been that was back so a few issues ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the best part is I actually wanted to put this in my review. I thought about it. The, like, I reviewed this on Thursday. I read it Wednesday night, and I'm like, okay, I knew, like, I wanted to talk about Ghostbusters 2. Because if you remember the scene, the courtroom scene, scene of Ghostbusters 2, when the judge keeps yelling at yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. And then the pink slime keeps bubbling up until eventually yep. it explodes into two ghosts. Yeah. That's exactly what this reminded me of. When they kept poking and prodding that motherfucker. Hey, Spectre this, Spectre that. You killed it. Boom! Boom! Yeah, it gets him. What happened if uh, out of nowhere the Spectre goes to judge Batman, and because Bruce has been changed and hasn't been Batman, he, he survives? Well, it's not even that anymore because it's not about judging folks. I know, I know. Well, maybe Jim Corrigan always hated Batman. Well, Batman was. <laughs> I in would that just, ha- I would just love to have him. You know, just how they show he's a, a new spirit. Or a new just, spirit. Well, uh, Bruce, because of the oh, yes. and stuff, I'm saying. That kind of like a neat, hollow, like that Green Arrow neat, was like, when he came yeah, back from the dead. That would have been kind of a neat twist. But, man, yeah. he's, eh, all it's going to be, like you said, he's people are going to be pissed. I would say that at the end, do you think he just kind of gets locked up in Argus then? Until they need him again in, in a book? I, the Spectre is the most powerful thing in the goddamn universe. You cannot lock him up. I don't know. Maybe if you... Uh, keep Corrigan from, you know, if Corrigan's in a coma, does that keep the Spectre from ever being able to uh, be, uh, it's come a, it's out? A, I'm telling you, it's a game changer. It's a whole new ball game. I don't know how anything works anymore, and I'm actually a little upset about that just because I like my continuity, and right now, I don't have it. Yeah. But, no, I'm sorry, I could suck this, uh, this fucking book's dick all goddamn night. It yeah. was awesome. If you have not read Gotham by Midnight, go get it. Yeah, that's just really good. I, again, do you think people just grabbing this issue will like it, or do you think they'd have to read all the issues? No, absolutely not. You can just get this issue. Yeah, if you're a Spectre fan especially. Seriously. Um, yeah. If you're or a you Spectre like fan, blood. I don't even know why you're not getting this book. Yeah, yeah. Nine out of ten. Yeah, I would have probably given it a nine-five, uh, maybe a nine-eight. Well, some of the um, the reason I went nine because I'm telling you I love the book. I never yeah. will give anything a ten, but there was some of the dialogue in the beginning felt a little weird, like it wasn't written properly. Yeah. It just sound robotic. Yeah, I liked it. I liked the whole. Like I said, I liked how cool he was at the beginning. Yeah, no, and I'm then saying, he started like, breaking apart with him and uh, Lisa Drake. I, I, you know, she's tight lipped. I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I like that. And different and approaches, to, approaches yep. to freaking yeah, taking on like this it. interrogation. And then when shit went wrong, it went wrong with both of them. Oh my god! And then yeah, then shit went real wrong. But yeah, probably a 9.5 to me. I really, right. really liked it. Uh, I'm going to move on, though. My next book is The Flash, number 44, written by Robert Venditti and Van Chanson, art by Brett Booth, Norm Ratman, Andrew Dahlhouse, and Pat Brousseau, who called me out, so now I have to put his name because he's the letterer, Eric. <laughs> Professor Zoom continues trying to break Barry Allen. If it continues under, and it continues under the Pacific Ocean, and heats up in the streets of Central City. This issue may be set up heavy, but seeing the new rogues, New Rogues, Eric. I'm pushing that name. I know you are. Attack the Flash and realizing what Zoom's plan is pretty damn cool. Well, I wish Barry would do more than just try to run real fast. (laughs) Fans who want Wally West to step up may get their wish real soon. I love Brett Boussard as usual. I'm really interested in seeing how Barry gets out of this trouble without destroying Central City. Yeah, uh, this was a lot of setup. 
Yes, it was. This issue was full setup, and I will tell you, the Wally West setup was very forced. I do not. I'm telling uh, you, for the fact of the matter is, why is he wearing that T-shirt? I don't know. Uh, again, he, he does not like the Flash. We had this whole thing where well, he was spray painted. Again, you have that, and then you also have the very forced uh, history lesson of the two, Barry and Wally, where they go and talk about the spray painting. Oh, God, I hate that. And, yeah, I did not like that. I did like the beginning. I like where Flash is under where we left him. He's under the Pacific Ocean. He kind of goes. Aquaman does not save him. No, he thankfully. doesn't. He just he uses what we thought. He's going to yes. use the vortexes of his speed force. I like to say it is. And he goes. But I really like they have a rundown of what's happening to him. And it's like, oh, he's going to get bone-crushing pressure. And now he's depleting his body of oxygen. And it ends up being Zoom talking about it. Yes. And I really like that because, again, Zoom has been very calculating. He's been very calm. He is a badass in the way where he doesn't want to kill Barry. He wants to ruin the Flash. It's <laughs> not just Barry. He wants to destroy the mythos of the Flash or the, the, hero, wor- right the hero worship of the Flash. And I really really like that. I also like it in this issue was the only time I've ever seen somebody use uh, rolled up plans as a weapon, Eric. <laughs> Do you remember that? He hits Henry over the head with his yep. plans, knocks him out. But I so told when we, you, we got introduced so in the beginning when uh, Zoom is narrating what Bob yes. Barry's going to do. We get one of those things that we always love where it goes through each of the new rogues and yep. tells them yeah. your name. I was just going to say that they have the page where you get everybody and I'm telling you I even mentioned in my review, I really like this. And you know why you need things like this sometimes? I forgot Selkirk was with them. So did I, I completely, completely. I completely forgot he was with them. If it wasn't for this page, I would have been like, what? He's Selkirk? Now, I, I forgot all about that. That one girl, or woman, whatever you want to go, uh, we, her name was H-Block before, right? Uh, she H-Block was kind of like a... Um, a nickname they had for her. Oh, her name is Block. In yeah, this. she started going with Block. A couple okay, I just wanted ago. to make sure that I didn't make that up. No, it was H Block <laughs> at one point. And okay. It, it kind of changed gradually. Um, but yeah, you haven't even had that uh, Magali. You haven't had her in a while that manipulates time. And yeah, the funny I, need a, thing I need is, a different name for her. Well, because the I... funny thing with her is she was basically a means to an end to get them all there, yep. and she really hasn't done anything. No. <laughs> She's just sitting there. She kind of, Maybe uh, Zoom has been doing her. He's been nailing her because they, they have just, been together a long they time. They just hang out. So, um, but, oh, you've been uh, with your wife a long time. Do you still do it? No. I'm married. <laughs> uh, we have kids, Eric. That, that's gone. My purpose is served with uh, spawning out five kids. Uh, again, Block has been the main attraction. Yeah, Block really. Block has been doing it all. And uh, Roscoe. And Roscoe. But again, you get this and you get, and uh, I like that uh, the folded man is Zolani. Like, okay, he's Zolani. my favorite. Um, the other thing is so great because really, if this was reality and I'm Zoom, I'm like, okay, we got to ruin this flash. Fuck this. Uh, folded man, take him to the moon. Because <laughs> folded man could basically just kill him at any time. Folded Anytime. man is so overpowered. Uh, but I love them. I really like them. Uh, but again, I love that page. Um, where you go from that, like I said, it looks like uh, Selkirk is involved in making a, uh, a, a device a, a device for him. So now you have why he would be there. Um, looks like that uh, Zoom How did has they the... ever get out of the Savage Land? I, he did. He ended up taking him out at the end. I do remember when Selkirk left. He left with Barry, got uh-huh. sent back, and then uh, Zoom was there. Yeah. And I believe they just figured it out. 
we'll deal with that. Uh, but yeah, you get the whole thing. In Scene the, missing. The funny thing is, you, the whole thing with this, Flash's main thing is who killed Nora. And they just keep throwing it at you. That I Zoom did. Nora. And Mwah. they just keep saying it. I have a feeling he didn't. I have really? a feeling there's something else going on. Uh, why would they keep mentioning it? We know we know what they're they're saying, but we'll see. Um, it's so funny to me. We got all this shit with the rogues. The rogues are gonna take down the freaking like the memory of the Flash, turn him into a monster, yeah, they, and then kill him, demonize he, the motherfucker. Yes, they want to demonize him so that when he goes down, there he's not gonna be a martyr, and they're gonna want another Flash. And I'm all for setting up things in the future, but like. What is up with having Pied Piper and David Singh to have a goddamn fight? I I just think that it's in there. I actually liked it. I didn't mind it. It serves uh, no purpose. What I don't like is he's making cookies with rats on his shoulder, Eric. I would not eat those cookies. I don't even know if those are chocolate chips. Uh, but yeah, you have Singh and uh, and Pied Piper, and I like the I like the way this was set up, where you think that they're uh, having a fight about being a gay couple. Yeah. And in fact, they're having a fight about being a detective or a captain and uh, a supervillain. Always goes back to the gay thing with you, doesn't it, Barry? Well, that's what it's supposed to be. And Barry really like Barry was a good guy. He's like, hey, I don't care if you get gay. That's not what this is all about. Well, it's weird because like, for what it's worth, it's cool with me. You yeah. and Hartley, I know you're trying to hide it. That's your gay. Yeah. I love hey, who I am. I love who I am. He's it's all, the fact I'm, that he's an old supervillain. Yeah. I can't be I can't be dating an old yeah. supervillain. No, Please no. You can't do that. Goddamn hate monger. Always making yeah. about being gay. Yeah, but he's gay. Uh, but yeah, then you go and you get Wally and Barry. And again, it's like, okay, we haven't had Wally around with Barry. So we better remind people that you used to hate the Flash. And you even spray painted things. <laughs> kind of like this thing right here on the wall that we're in front of. Does Barry, only, does Barry only own a pink shirt? He loves that pink shirt. Jesus he hasn't Christ. worn that in a while. I'm well, the, best, the best part is he's wearing this shirt, and this is all I imagine him in anymore because it's what I think yeah, of because yeah. it always seems to be going on. And he has to say how uh, during the spray painting fiasco, uh, Wally ruined his favorite shirt. I'm yep. like, is that why we have this shirt now? Because you yep. don't have your favorite shirt? He doesn't have the favorite shirt. He's like, hey, yeah, there you go. And look, there's still people uh, who hate the Flash. <laughs> it's not just you, buddy. And then we yeah. get a little safety lesson about working on cars. Yep. And also the... Fucking nonsense, man. The thing is, for example, this engine block is made from magnesium. That isn't something that's going to come to play with this uh, device that... Uh, what's his name? Selkirk is making, will it? It burns hot enough that people can't put it out. You just got to let it do its thing. Yeah. Why do we never see that dude's face? <clears throat> I don't know. But now I have a really bad tickle in my throat. <clears> throat> oh, uh, tickle. But yeah, that's a lot of force set up here. But it all leads up to downtown Central City. Julie uh, Brown? Roscoe. Downtown Julie Brown shows up. That's Block, actually, yes. played by downtown Julie Brown. And Roscoe's there. They're there to yell about the Flash. They yell out to the city, which I actually liked. Yeah, I like that, too. Um, calling him out. Yep, calling him out. Flash goes out. Pretty badass when he shows up. Yeah. And then they lay... Again, they'll... Barry, and they mentioned on the site, I wish I remembered it was... Um, I, yeah, I forget uh, as well. Yeah. Oh, shoot. I wish I remembered said, what happened? I think it might have been Jack. Okay. Jack Satterling. Maybe. I don't want to offend people. Yeah. Uh, ends up, and it's true, Barry used to be able to think as well as just run fast, so he'd always have a plan. He'd think things ahead of time. He There's Block. It was he Jack. All, it was Jack. I thought yeah. it was. Um, just ends up punching... Uh, H-Puck. So that does it. Basically crumples up his hand. 
So that doesn't work. His head is so destroyed. Oh, it's destroyed. But he heals faster. I don't give a he, shit. The you bones see him in the next destroyed. thing. Is, bones do yeah, not everything heal is destroyed. And then uh, Roscoe's there. I don't really know why Roscoe's there, just to cause trouble. Because the vortex, it seems, I guess the combo of her freezing everything around him and, and him doing this vortex creates a like a bubble around the uh, Central no, City Police. She, she That was not even Roscoe. The thing she did is that she stopped the atoms yeah. in the air around so, him. So why is Roscoe there? I have no idea. All he did was like just he, make a blue circle around to make the action look that cooler. and actually like tips over some Cars. Uh, vehicles and yeah. stuff. Uh, maybe he's just there for to get Barry there, but yeah, she does most of that. They set up She's this a thing badass. where she sets up this dome, and they know what Barry's going to do because he's a real dummy anymore, and he just tries to uh, vibrate his molecules to get the hell out of it, which sets off a spark, they say. I still don't understand what's really going on, but in the process, it looks like Wally has got the speed force. Yeah, he got hit by a blast of the speed force. Yeah, he got hit. It comes out of his eyes and his mouth. He has definitely got the speed force. His eyes. He vomits out a shit ton of speed force. He does. He looks like he's solar flaring, Eric. Every time now, I've seen like five other comics where I'm like, he's solar flaring. It happened in the uh, Lost Army. I imagine, though, the freaking DCs are like, look. Flash is already fast. We can't give him this brain thing because Midnighter does that. Yeah, we yeah. can't. Gi- we can't give Flash Midnighter powers. That's bullshit. It was so much fun when Bucciolato was on this. Yeah, it was uh, because of the whole deal with. It. Like I said, he'd plan out shit and do it. So then, what he does, he's like, okay, Plan B, run real fast again. <laughs> hits oh the thing and, and shit's going wrong. He hits it. It's increasing the thing. It's sending lightning all over. He is going to destroy the city, and obviously, this is part of. Uh, Zoom's plan. Yeah. If he destroys the city, he's done. You, you know, they're already people are already calling him out, and spray painting shit on the wall. He's in big trouble. I don't know uh, how he's going to get out of it, except that Wally's going to save the day. I said it on the site. I think that Wally is going to realize he has speed force now. And again, I bet you it starts off with him thinking really fast, probably uh, like Barry should be. Uh, but again, maybe you'd say, listen, Barry is under a lot of stress. I don't think his Speed Force is the broke way to save this. His girlfriend broke up with him, Eric. No, I think that he's going to be able to go and do some stuff. They're going to stop Selkirk. I probably convince Selkirk that what he's doing is is wrong. Because, boy, Selkirk at the beginning does not look well. No, he looks he like he's looks, dying. He looks like he's like Stephen Hawking in, in that chair. He's drooling all over himself. But, yeah, I think Selkirk is going to come to his senses and realize what he's doing is wrong. Uh, and you you almost get the idea, too, that how I thought that it was all going to go down because Zoom has just convinced these people that ba- they've never really seen Barry. For they hundreds think, of years, he's They think that, that Barry is just a bad dude. Yeah. And really, I, I kept thinking that something was going to happen where they would somebody would realize, no, he's not bad. Zoom is. Maybe it's... Uh, What's her name that does the time and she'll make well, Zoom? Lock? Oh, yeah. no. I, like I said, I don't know her name. I'd like to say her name is Mogwai. Mogwai. I can get down on that. <laughs> you like that? You just don't feed her after midnight, Eric. No. Uh, I love the art in this issue. I love the art in, in all the, the Flash issues. I love the I love art Brett as well, Pitt. but even somebody else commented on the site, 
I do not like the new Flash costume. Uh, There's yeah. too much going on with the freaking well, like the lightning. It's bolts. with the lightning and stuff like that. I don't mind it. I like that they get the you know you have the idea that it's the Speed Force kind of flying off him. I don't. It, mind. I'm no. I'm saying though that is not part of the costume though. I like to see that happen when he runs. We don't need it when he's standing still. Yeah, that Speed Force is always affecting him. It's usually when he's doing <laughs> not something. Not his mind, apparently. It, I'm telling you, it's usually when he's doing something with a lot of action. Because I'm even looking at it now when he punches Block. And he goes to, like, shake his hand off. There's no electricity off him. And then he moves. Electricity gets punched. And then he slouches over. No electricity. So it's like one of those awful T-shirts with the battery so it has lights on it. And it says uh, New Year's Eve 2008 on it for the rest of your life. When he shakes off the hand bit, though, you see all the shit, like the yellow on his suit. Yeah, I see the yellow, but it's actually just the yellow part of a suit. It's yeah, but not there's the a electricity. Lot, I'm saying, though, there's a lot more of it now in the new Flash since well, they came is. back okay. in I June. I don't just, like that. I thought you just meant the speed force coming no, off No, no, I love that. Yeah, you don't like the yellow on it? No, there's too much it. going on. I just want the red suit. Well, I like it. I don't mind it. I, actually, if I was going to complain about anything, it would be his mask. His mask is a little, like, with all... There's too much yellow on that, maybe. But, yeah, uh, I like it. I love uh, uh, Block's... Car- uh, model the character model of block i love that visor. i hate that visor mask. i love it i, hate I think it. it's cool i think it looks badass she probably smokes with her leg up <laughs> stops all the molecules in there it. is no way that barry's hand is healing i'm looking at it right now it looks like his hand was crumpled inside of his wrist and into his forearm Again, though is that only is that the only reason why they show him underwater at the beginning to stress that he has super fast healing because he does say that is oh, that no. the only reason they do that is to show that when, <laughs> oh, yeah, he has no bones left in that arm that are bones ever going to grow back. Uh, uh, brick don't hit back. <laughs> H-block don't hit back. You don't need to. H-block don't hit back. Hit H-block right there. No, bottom H-block. Oh, jeez. Barry doesn't know the dim mock. Oh, oh, God, yes. that is so painful. Ah, uh, yes, yeah. It, is, it, it, is it looks nasty. like he doesn't have his hand all the way to his suit. He's just flapping it around. And that, it's, it's just weird. an empty glove. I didn't see this at the end. H-Buck goes, you break my record. I break your friend. No, Wally. <laughs> I don't know. Does Barry even... Do you think Wally's a friend? Barry doesn't have any friends anymore. I don't know. He's kind of like a big brother. Yeah, yes, he is. Uh, but, yeah, unfortunately, it looks like the guy who was going to help uh, Wally out for that work uh, study program is dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he failed. That is a <laughs> failure in my point. But there you go. You step. But he did learn before his death. He learned that magnesium uh, blocks do burn uh, pretty fast. Yes. Yes, they do. And that is a hint, Eric. That's going to tell us the, how it's going to end somehow. It, it better because there's no reason to have that in the book. Is somebody else? Is it going to be that machine, or maybe he gets the idea of that of how to um, get rid of uh, block that eventually she'll burn out, Eric. No, no, I think it's just going to be the way because, like, Barry can't affect the machine, and every time he tries to go after it, it expands the explosion. So they just have to wait it out. So, so he's going to have three like, issues a co- of them just standing there. He's going to have a coffee can full of magnesium. He's going to sit it on top, and it's going to burn through the thing until it shuts down. Ooh, wee. That might be. But would you give this book? I gave this book an eight three out of ten. Eight point three out of ten because I love the art. I love I the do, art. I do like the idea that Wally has finally gotten that speed force powers, Eric. He's gonna get on with it and he's gonna be Kid Flash. I don't know what he's gonna be. He's <laughs> not gonna be Kid Flash. He's just I think that he is going to save the day. And I, I'm telling you, I really do like Zoom. I like that page where you get everybody, and I love Block. So I know yeah. that you will go. Uh, 
I'm guessing you're going to say it's a six, and I'm going to slap your face. I'm going to say it's a seven. Ooh, a seven. So you liked it a little better than I know. I, I enjoyed the book. It enough. is very it's set just... up heavy. And again, you can say, "Oh, Jim, you love the Flash, and you always..." Uh, well, that might be true. I, I love the Flash love as well. I love it. Uh, like you said, I even like with uh, Sing and uh, Pied Piper, even though it was way Nonsense. out of nowhere. But maybe that leads to something too. It's all set up. But I liked it. I like the next book too. So do I. And you so do I. know what it is. <laughs> I'm just trying to get to it. That would Help be me out here, brother. What is it? That's Sinestro number 15. So I got it. I was trying to make you stall a little bit, not oh, say what it was. Then what? Sinestro number 15, written okay. by Colin Bunn with art by Ethan Van Skyler, Jason Wright, and Dave Sharp. Or Sharpie. Not quite sure yet, but I'll go with Sharp. Sharpie. Sharp. <laughs> it's Sharp. I know. That E just, come on, man. Butchers. Keep... We are the butchers of... <laughs> I'm going to be like Velvet Tiger, just pull some cleavers out of nowhere. Yep. Cleavers. Hey, and Jim. A... Jim. Yeah. They're in my butthole. Sinestro continues, continues his conquest over the other lanterns in this issue as he has Lobo kidnapped St. Walker. Yeah, kids, it's kidnapping time. Yep. St. Walker gets to live a little bit longer, but I don't know if he'll want to live because Sinestro wants to tap into his blue lantern power and use him to charge up and heal his core as they police the universe. Too bad that with no Green Lanterns running around anymore, he's not able to do the things that he once did. And now Sinestro will poke, prod, and experiment on our favorite Blue Lantern until he figures out how to use those powers. That's what I got. Okay. You had a weird (laughs) ending there. I know. I had Um, something. It did not make sense. I'm like, okay, that's a good place. Yes, I did. All right. Um... I'll tell you, I like Ethan Van Skyver's art. He was a little off at one point because I think he was drawing this when some sweaty motherfucker came to shake his you hand. You son out. of a bitch. And that was you. Now, actually, I love the art except for one panel. I was well, just paging through it. You know what panel I don't like? No. When the, uh, out of nowhere, Lobo looks like he's a goddamn hunchback. Do you remember that one? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I'm like, what is going on, Lobo? It's like a but Wolverine pose he's pulling. It's, oh my, it, it's a little off. But I do, I, I like this issue. I love Lobo in it, and I was upset because it's weird. I'm reading this issue, and I'm so into Lobo at the beginning, and then all of a sudden, Lobo's gone. Gone. Just gone. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, what the hell's going on? And I'm like, oh, yeah, this isn't Lobo's book. This is Sinestro, (laughs) but uh, I wanted more Lobo. So did I. I really did, and at the point, he just disappears. Um, He went to go bang with a drag. And I know that you had told me at work, you're like, oh, and then the yellow ring goes on Lobo, and he cuts it off, and it's kind of the same thing he did in his book when he bit off the uh, red lantern ring. Um, what I did no, love... No, no, it wasn't the red. It oh, was, no, uh, it wasn't. It was the... the it was, indigo uh, tribe. Yeah, indigo. You're right. Um, what I did like, though, about this a lot was it was their sixth attempt to make him a yellow lantern. <laughs> I thought that was great. I liked that the fact that everywhere he goes, he's just these yellow lantern rings keep going to him. I thought it was great. I this liked... should be almost to the point where it's almost like when Kyle was mastering all the ones and became a white lantern. At this point, Lobo can be a fucking white lantern. Yeah. He has every component. And how awesome would it be? Is all this that uh, Sinestro's been doing is he just wants that White Lantern deal and that ring that's out there ends up on him and then whatever hell breaks loose or whatever. I would have loved that. You know like the rest of us that will never come to play ever again. I know. No. That, that is white just lantern loose ring, out there That in the world. White Lantern ring will go to Kyle to end the Mega Man in issue number 12 now. And then there'll be a fan outcry and we'll get to issue 18. 
No, we won't. No. No, we won't. Um, yeah, I I like this issue, though. Again, it's a Sinestro issue, and the, yeah. the star to me is definitely Lobo by far. Well, I'm saying, like, awesome. like you're talking about Flash, this is a setup issue. And yeah, normally, I, like, pish posh a setup issue, uh, especially because this one has lasted a couple issues now. Like, yeah. I'm saying... I like the fact, though, because Sinestro is planning something so big around. He's going to be policing the universe. If yep. we had that in one issue, the setup to that, I would cry foul because there's no way. Come on. We got the fucking Manhunters going on now. We have him taking out all the Lantern Corps. We have him freaking uh, recruiting. We got a lot of shit going on on now. And I like the fact that we're taking our sl- slow. You know, like uh, I got a second date and shit like that. You're yeah, trying to get yeah. the second base. Yep. Yeah, I... Uh... Again, I like the whole thing. Uh, the Sinestro's plans kind of spelled out a little more. Uh, like I said, it, freaking Saint Walker is gonna wish he was dead. Yeah. And Sinestro's kind of talking to him about it, like, hey, and he's like, yeah, you know what, you are pretty good, but you know, the Green Lanterns are around, and Sinestro's not taking that. He, Sinestro knows what Saint Walker is gonna say and do. Yeah. He's, he doesn't. He doesn't care. He is going to make sure that he finds out what they have to do to get those blue it's Motherfucking lanterns. Sinestro. He's going to do whatever he can. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what did you think about uh, Lobo and uh, what's her name? Lissa Drax. Yeah, Lissa Drax. Uh, do you think that she is interested in him to take out Sinestro like some people claim on the site? No, absolutely Or do you not. think she's just intrigued by him? I think Lissa Drax is going to fuck Lobo and then write his story in, on her, in bodily juices on her body. Oh, really? That's um, what you think's gonna happen. I That's really well. do. I don't think anything's gonna come. We had out. this bit before where the whole thing we dealt with for a while, which was a really boring story, was the traitor amongst the Yellow Lantern Corps, and it was Lissa Drax because she she got tired of Sinestro going through all the Corrigarians and all this other shit because he has a bigger purpose. He's fulfilling that purpose now. There is no way that Lissa wants him dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, uh, I like that at points uh, when uh, Lobo shows up and. He's just calling everyone is mine, or I fucking them. He's like, listen, I can tell you're getting in my head trying to get all sexy with me. Yeah, he's badass. Jeez, I'm telling you, if this was the Lobo that they would have started out, if Cullen Bum would have started out his uh, run of Lobo with this Lobo, even if it was this story, say this just started would've out Would have been awesome. Lobo, Boy, that I would think that there'd be a lot more fans. Because anybody you, was... who was like, I don't like the new look. At least you're getting a badass Lobo. But Lobo was a whiny bitch when this fucking when, when Cullen Bunn started the regular series, and I love Lobo in this. I only started reading the book for the podcast when we decided that we're going to read every every book for yeah, like you, yeah. you know we, so we originally didn't about it. we originally didn't do that, but mm. it didn't make sense, so we started yeah. reading. I hated the Lobo book. That Lobo annual that got us into this story, I loved. I yeah. want to see more of this Lobo. I am so angry that now that I've started reading, it's canceled. Well, again. This is the thing. At one point, they tried to shove Lobo in uh, Stormwatch. Right. And it made me laugh because the whole time he just That's said, the old Lobo. I'm not supposed yeah. to. Yeah. I'm not supposed to be here. And then mm-hmm. the people in Stormwatch, like Apollo, you're not supposed to be here. And it, it made me think that it was the. Uh, they were forced to do it. And the writers editorial were just decision. Like, yeah. The writers were just like, I don't want him. But I don't know if this is where Lobo should be as a guest star in others' books where he can be like this and be a badass. And maybe maybe it's that he I don't know. When the when the books when Lobo first started, I don't know why I'm talking a lot about the Lobo solo book. <laughs> but when it first started, you had this crazy team 
that they made him be a part of, and it was like right. a sexy lady. That it made no sense. Lobo doesn't need a team, but I'm telling you, showing up like this, where he can just go all out badass, is awesome. I kind of want Sinestro to put him on retainer as his own personal body, like I bounty would love hunter that. or whatever. It would be great if he just, you know, you don't see him all the time, but yeah. he, they pull him out for a couple issues now and again. It'd be great. Cause, I just yeah. don't want him to go away at this point. Well, what I like about it with him and Sinestro, and back to this book, is I like the fact that there's Sinestro. Sinestro is going to police the universe. He's like, Lobo doesn't care. No. He's like, fuck you. You try to give me another yellow ring, I'm going to fucking kill you, you I'm asshole. I'm going to ask you some fist questions. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, I'm going to freaking press the <laughs> flesh with you, baby. Uh, yeah. Midnight, I'm, what are you doing here? Yeah, really. Uh, I like that, like, again, you go and it kind of ties into the whole thing where you get that panel where he's looking at all the different lanterns and all that. Yeah. And, yeah I, A lot I, of I, people have been complaining about Colin Bunn ruining the lantern course throughout this universe. Yeah, yeah. And I'm... I don't know. I might get spat on or stoned for saying this, but I dig everything that he's doing with the series and Lobo right now. These lanterns have not been played yeah. with by any writer in so long now. I was just going to say, it, people are like, he ruined the Red Lantern Corps. What's the Red Lantern Corps doing? Nothing. It's Nothing. been canceled. So if if they kill people, they can always bring it. Nobody's ever exactly. dead. Exactly. So if they wanted to, and if it's going to happen, if they're going to have a Red Lantern Corps, a Red Lantern book ever again. Eric, it's happening after a reboot, and it'll be just back to what they want. Uh, whatever Red Lanterns that the new ed- say, writers, last... they'll bring whatever they want back. Well, in the last Lobo book, he killed Monk and he killed Rancor. And Rancor, and... I don't think, is ever coming back anyway. Well, Are you with me? People a fit about Rancor. So yeah. Rancor has not been interesting since Red no. Lanterns first started. That's what I'm saying. If they reboot Red Lanterns, Rancor's not in it. No. I don't think he would have been. And He's Monk, not that interesting. Monk hasn't done anything yeah. since the beginning of New Guardians. Yeah. Uh, again, this No is... one's playing with these characters. No. He's using these characters as cannon fodder so he can get renewed again, interest it's... in the Lantern titles. Again, I bet you that the same people who are complaining, oh, Rancor, I bet you they're the same people that when Red Lantern started, like, Rancor? What the hell is this? We don't need this character. Well, he was it's... our human character. Yeah, to try I know to get he us was. The that, and I'm and sure that they... came in way yeah. better. I'm sure that people were like, I don't even like this character. But now it's because people just don't like change and they don't like... Oh, I know. That, well, again, they don't like, especially because that was in Lobo's book. Right. Like, Look at this new Lobo and they're going to let him do this. This book is going to be killed. Canceled. This book sucks. And yeah, if it was the if it was Hal Jordan killing him, they would have thought it was the greatest thing ever. But, but God damn it, it was Lobo, Lobo. I'm oh, telling you, I love everything. I love yeah, I love everything that Colin Bunn has been doing with the core so yeah. far because I'm saying we haven't seen the Indigo tribe in a long time. Like the last thing we saw of Indigo one, she betrayed everybody in Godhead yeah. and haven't seen her since. Yeah, and, and that's I, even in a Lantern book, you know, like yeah. Where and all I'll, the cores working together. I'll tell you, this person, and it was guy on our site, was complaining a lot. And if he listens to this, I'm telling you, I can almost guarantee you that that guy was never reading Lobo until he found out, oh, they're going to be doing this core stuff and jumps in. Believe me, the, the shit that's going on in this book and Lobo with Lobo, yeah. best goddamn Lobo we've seen. So yep. I don't care how you get there and what you're doing to get that way. Well, I say, love it's it. It's not only that. It's the fact that you're getting these characters doing something. Other yeah. than this, you know, yeah, they might have died. We might not see them again, but it's a comic book. They can always come back. And again, but you're Saint not Walker, having them anywhere else. St. Walker's a, a very popular. People why, love him. Nobody else is playing why, with him. But that's why he didn't die, this issue. But yeah, he's going to be pretty much tortured, it looks like. Yeah. Um, he's going to come walking out of a room. They're like, they didn't need him to ask me any questions. They didn't. <laughs> <laughs> And then out of nowhere, freaking Lando comes out, and then he almost gets strangled, which he should have been. Chewie should have broke his fucking neck there. 
and that is not racist. God damn it, he sold it. I'm saying not a lot goes on in this book, though, but I loved everything that we did get. It's just that there was no real action. We have Lobo playing with a bunch of savages on a fucking desert planet that makes Tatooine look like a vacation spot. Yeah, really. And then, you know, uh, Sinestro just telling Satan Walker how, look, you, you're going to do this for us, you're going to do this for us, and we're going to police the universe, but we're going to also inspire hope. We're not all just going to use fear. Yeah, he, he goes and gives them food and water down on that yep. planet with his man, his golden manhunters. His golden manhunters showing up. I really like them now, yeah, I though. Do, but, uh, I do, too. I like that they open the box and there's like... It's not even like little provisions. Was there's, like a ham? There's a ham. <laughs> there's like three hams, uh, a thing of cheese, some grapes... And it's some empty bottles, it looks like, but I'm, I'm assuming it's water. Okay, because I yeah. couldn't remember that. I was going to get the book up. I'm telling but you. It's in my mind, it like, was just food, but all yeah. they really need is water. Yeah, I think there's <laughs> a little bit of water. But again, it's like instead of going and giving them bread or like some, you know, easy <coughs> things some, or like uh, crazy space food, like <laughs> bars and things, you have a ham, uh, three hams, what looks to be maybe a melon or a bowling ball. I don't know, and it's like in this box, everybody's happy. Those I was... people are so starving, they're going to eat that ham and just throw it up here. There's no <laughs> way they're going to be able to take it down. I was a little upset, though, on the cover because I was really digging that Sinestro Rising we were getting before of that last issue. Yeah, yeah, same And here. I thought this would be a part of the story arc, calling Sinestro Rising. And I think it was just a... Uh, a miss uh deal i think it is i obviously lobo's there yeah um but maybe they're just gonna put that on the lobo books i don't know it was weird i do like the cover though i love the cover yeah. i love i love ethan van scarver's art yeah. if you wish like uh, i think it was the last issue of green lantern he did yeah yeah i did not care for his art in that i'm telling okay. you i love ethan van scarver on lantern books did not like yeah. that though oh, uh, here everything is great yeah except yeah. for uh, that hunchback thing. I, no, no, no. I, I know you're doing it. It's the cords on freaking St. Walker's face. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, we talked about that. You hate that so yeah, much, and yeah. I actually don't care for it that looks much. Like I like a, it when it's just lines. looks like an old football. <laughs> freaking cords on his face. The one thing, though, I would guess you're you're doing a, a, you're drawing a uh, comic. You're doing an issue, and you always want to have some crazy thing where you're going to be able to sign later, and boy, I'm sure he's going to be... Uh, uh, parading out that Lobo as the uh, Yellow Lantern. Right. That one full page at the, uh, it's the, in the, I can't think now, the credits page. Yes. Where, yeah, I think he's going to have that for signings. Boy, that, <laughs> that was badass. I just made me think, though, when I saw him at Wizard yeah, World. that's what he was doing. He was having people from the Green Lantern, right? Yeah, I'm saying it was all from uh, the, the three pages that he did from uh, Green, Green Lantern, Lantern number 20. 20. And I freaking, I walk up there. With my Green yeah, Lantern. He's selling these, right? No, he's selling the prints. Yeah, he's selling these. the prints. But I said, uh, I, I'm telling you, I don't have my glasses on. I can't see. I walk up with my Green Lantern number 20, and I hit Hey, Ethan, can you sign this for me? And I introduced myself, well, because he already did those five questions with us. Yeah. And I was like, can I get a photo and stuff like that? And I was like, yeah, I really love you know your work in this book, even though it's you only had three pages. like, yeah. That's what I'm selling right here. Yeah, he's like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God, I'm such you a piece of shit. You get one freebie, you son of a bitch. <laughs> At least he gave it to you. I'm like that goddamn comic store. You have to yeah. spend $15. Freaking nonsense. I'm, but no, I'm I love his art in this book, Something Fierce. Yeah, I do too. I really love it. Uh, all of it. I really like it at the end. Boy, those things that they're going to use to kind of rip apart St. Walker are not uh, pretty. A lot of it's crazy shit bad. going on. Yeah. I hope we see every single thing of it. I bet 7.5 out of 10. Yeah, I probably would have given it a 7, 
It's just looks like I love the book. There's not a lot going on except for, you know, some little bit of exposition. And since we've been dealing with the setup for so long now, you know, the only action we really get is Lobo beating up on some savages. Yeah, yeah, really. Uh, but we're going to move on, Eric. And the next part is the scourge of everyone who likes a long podcast. Uh, and that is the Flash Reviews. Flash! All right, my first book is the book I always start with, Injustice Year 4, and this is issue number 21. I've been saying that the mysterious villain behind Ares' plan was Darkseid all along, and of course, Eric, I am always right, and I was right again. Anti-monitor? Nope, Darkseid. Unfortunately, the reveal was so lackluster and (laughs) underwhelming that this whole issue suffered because of it. Uh, It leads to Superman and Darkseid fighting it out while Zeus attacks the world religions on Earth. The whole issue felt rushed and forced and ended with Batman and Wonder Woman going off to save Superman. It was another year of the gods issue, and it was another disappointment. I gave it a 5 out of 10. Boo, you're 4. Yeah. My next issue, though, is uh, improves uh, those scores a little. Batman Arkham Knight number 32. I don't know if I can support this book any more than I have been, Eric. It is the best Batman book out today, and if you don't believe me, you suck. Calendar Man has been great, and while his plan doesn't quite work out, it's not because of Batman, it's because of Scarecrow. Yep, Dr. Crane is in the house and convinces Julian Day that there is so much more they can do uh, to Batman if they team up and just take their time. Just relax. Calendar Man agrees, and I can't wait to see what Scarecrow has in store for Batman and Gotham. Peter Tomasi's story and Igor's art kick ass once again, and I gave this issue an 8.8 out of 10. Would you call the header of this for the review? I called this one Fright Night. You see, but he put a K in Night, so it's really, it's night. really clever. You, and get you know it? what? I yeah. was really excited about that. Because <laughs> it it's a scarecrow issue. Right? Fright <laughs> Night. I love that so much. Fright Night. You sent me that. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. I was so excited about that. Next, we got He-Man, The Eternity War, number 10. Now that Hordak is dead and Skeletor is taking control of Castle Grayskull, the twists keep coming as we find out that King Adam has been King Hiss for a while now, and that the at the thought dead the thought of dead I can't even talk no more. <laughs> I ruined the whole thing. Oh, and the thought and the thought dead man at arms is now a soldier of Skeletor known as War Wraith. Really? The series, yeah, and he's really badass. A new character. Nice. The series continues to be great. The art is fantastic, and it throws so much nostalgia at you. You with every issue. <laughs> What? It throws so much nostalgia at you every issue, Jim. Oh, God. Okay. I thought you were going to say, like, it throws so much nostalgia at you, you can't wait for every issue. I gave an 8 out of 10. I'm telling you, after reading this, though, I ended up looking at a lot of commercials of the toys I, I had when I was a kid. When we were at work, you said, I don't know this. I really like the He-Man, but it seems like a commercial for toys. Yeah, and I'm like, I love these toys when I was a kid. I might want to get like recollect these things. Really? I don't know. That much. You're going to go back and recollect those. Uh, the hell with the Maginex, you're back to He-Man. No, who said I had to stop do one for another? Do they have an Imaginex uh, He-Man line? No, they do not have That'd an Imaginex. That'd be pretty cool. No, it would not. Nobody gives yes, a shit about He-Man anymore. Would. Uh, you and three other people might buy them. I don't know. What's, uh, what's this uh, book sell? Like 10,000 now? Uh, 11 or 12, yeah. yeah. It got up to, at the most, it was about 19, I think, when this uh, that sounds about right. started. And then it, it went down. And we both agree that when this Eternity War is over, so will be the book. And do you know, do you know offhand how long this this eternity war is i do not it's it's lasted an eternity already here <laughs> it seems to me we keep having to hear about it once a month and i you, I you want to hear more it. about hordak and skeletor hordak hordak that's what i used to call this girl that i don't even want to get into that Eric. 
No, you did not. You called her gaping vagina, and you know it. That is true. I do know that my kids call uh, my mother-in-law Skeletor. That is awesome. <laughs> they do. Uh, they do know what Skeletor is. I don't really know they even know that Skeletor is from He-Man. They just have seen the look of Skeletor, and yeah, my wife's uh, mother is a little thin. And looks a little like Skeletor. Why would Pop Pop Jean marry Skeletor, I Daddy? No, Pop Pop Jean might be Hordak. <laughs> Who knows? But yeah, Eric, that that, that is an odd ending. <laughs> odd ending to what we like to call the Flash reviews. Eric, you are just a man. Just a man. Just a man. And we're going to continue on and finish up with Still the last two I put two my books. dick between my oh, legs say Christ. I'm a pretty girl. You're a pretty girl. Pretty uh, we girl. have two more books, and they're both mine, because I had more books than you, which we'll find out later is going to really reverse next week. <laughs> but we're going to start out uh, this last bit with Deathstroke number 10, written by Tony S. Daniel and James Bonney, art by Tyler Kirkham, R.F. Peranto, and David Sharp. While I have enjoyed the God-killer arc to the point of looking the other way when it comes to its shortcomings, I can't look past this issue. The ending of the story was so anticlimactic to the point that I was angered by it. Deathstroke does indeed kill a god, Lapidus, while Wonder Woman and Superman... A fucking titan. Yeah, well, a titan, but you know. That's a god in my mind. Uh, While Wonder Woman and Superman are relegated to almost guest stars. Almost, I'm saying, because they really didn't do much. Then Asbestos reads. Nobody did much. I know. Then Asbestos reads Slade the fine print on this hit, and it seems that he must sacrifice his life because of what he did. Instead, Deathstroke goes crazy, rips out his eye, and the issue and arc end. What the fuck? That's in my notes, Eric. What the <laughs> fuck? I have a uh, three exclamation points and three uh, question marks. I love Tyler. Man, you Kirkham. mean business? Yeah, I know. I love Tyler Kirkham's art. But the way it ended, I can no longer recommend this arc to anyone, not even Eric. But I like this book. Yeah, I really did. And me and you talk about this. This is a book that kind of sneaks up on us each month. And when it yeah. did, we'd go, oh, man, I'm re- I really like Deathstroke. And I don't know if we were trying to convince ourselves. Again, <laughs> it kind of seems that way. I'm now telling this. you, this when, the way this ended, it made me really question everything I thought that I liked about this book. Because, boy. I think this, we just really like looking at the pictures. I, I do. Um <laughs> And, again, I like the idea of Deathstroke. I like a book where I don't have to think any bit. It's just kicking ass and taking names there. So what I like about Red Hood Arsenal. Yeah. uh, It's a lot of what I said, why I like Lobo recently. Exactly. Um, Now, you had told me before we just started up again that you hated the fact that they have to give you a background to start the issue, and I agree. They always do this. Every issue we've had this. I don't know how many people are jumping in each issue, but somehow they think there must be a lot. Because they catch you up, uh, then you get a pretty and it's cool. Terrible. Ass, you get a pretty cool ass page after that, where you have all the you know the major players. You have yeah, yeah. Deathstroke, you have Lapidus, you have Superman and Wonder Woman. Right after that, uh, Superman just goes nuts. He's like, "Fuck it, I'm ending this now. The hell with you, Deathstroke. I don't care whose name's on the book. I'm going after you." And I'll tell you, I like it. Because it's the classic Superman, none of these jeans and freaking t-shirt, <laughs> and he is vulnerable to magic. And yeah. I thought that was awesome. I'm like, all right, that's Superman, right? 
Hell yeah. That's the Superman you love. You always yell about him and magic. And I they, do. They get away from that. They haven't really, really dealt with that much in the new 52, if mm-hmm. I'm correct. Well, um, they dealt with it a bit. You know, we have Shazam and him fighting when yeah. the uh, Trinity War was That's going on true. a little bit. But, uh, you know, it's like we don't deal with it now because he is vulnerable to everything until he's not. Yeah, but even like uh, in action comics when I read with uh, Greg Pak when he took over and stuff like that, uh, they didn't really deal with that much with the magic thing. So I really like that. I like that callback. Magic's hard um, to write in my mind. Yeah, yeah. Well, then out of nowhere, not out of nowhere, all of a sudden it's like, they get this unknown plan. Like, when did they plan what they're doing? You no, know what I mean? they just kind of do it. They just kind of go. Wonder Woman goes off to fight the Onyx army with the Amazons. And yep. Superman just flies in a volcano. And i got to stop a volcano, kids. And I'm like, why? Again, I see it is kind of erupting, so he goes off. But it's still weird, really. The volcano erupting... It's a good thing Superman showed up last it's issue, just, huh? Again, it, yeah, that's not forced. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he goes and he makes all Scientologists and goes flying in that goddamn volcano. Where, Seriously. Yeah, so then Deathstroke... There's your aliens and your volcanoes, yeah. you and crazy then, people. Yeah, and then uh, Deathstroke's like, and this guy's mine. And it, of course, it's Lapidus. And I really like... Um, it's at that point look. right there where the where the art just really p- picks it yeah. up a notch oh, out of nowhere. Saying, it looks right like a different there. artist. Yeah, um, I love the way Wonder Woman looks. And so do I. Like I said, it's it's a lot like David Finch's Wonder Woman, and I love it. Um, but yet, nothing with her. We've had her nope. dealing with him all this time. They went to hell together. Yeah, hell we had back. an annual, yeah. Yeah, and then she's just nothing in this issue. She's just fighting Onyx <laughs> Army. And the um, best part is, we have all of this. Superman goes off to do a volcano. Yep. Wonder Woman is going to go with her sisters to fight the Onyx Army. And Destro calls Lapidus' sister a whore and kills yeah, him. The yeah, end. Uh, yeah, basically, because at the, it was a weird call out two issues ago, I think it was, uh, when Lapidus came up. It was the cliffhanger, was I, think two, I think it was two issues ago. Well, I thought it was the last yeah. issue. No, I think he's had that stupid ass. He's called for his sister a while back, like, I'm going to get my sister, and then came up from under the island. Yeah. I believe it was two. And because I, even if I'm wrong, whatever you get the okay. sister thing, and I said I think that the uh, the spear is his sister. and I was like no, I said to you, and I'm like no. I don't know, they they haven't really said anything. Well, you you find out that the spear is a vessel <laughs> the for Lapidus. I was gonna say stay. I know you were piece of shit. Uh, is there as a vessel to hold Lapidus' sister's spirit? Yep. And really, there is no reason for it, Eric, except that what you said is for Deathstroke to call her a whore, and that's legitimately in there, Eric. I'm not making that up. He actually <laughs> goes, who's that? Sister, mother, whore? What? And then he, uh, Lapidus just freaks out. Don't you speak her name. Which name? Whore? <laughs> ah! And then they start fighting, and then immediately Deathstroke breaks the spear, which uh, Lapidus then tells you his sister's done. <laughs> Yeah, it's gone. What the fuck just happened? I don't know. <laughs> Nothing. And, and you know then, what happened with Lapidus? Nothing. Yeah, and then they yell at each other a lot, and then Lapidus basically says, okay, you killed my sister, I'm going to kill your kids. And then Deathstroke's you like... break my sister, uh, I break your friend. You break my sister, I break your kids. And <laughs> then out of nowhere, he uses the dim mock, Eric, because out of nowhere, he just ends it then and runs him through. Yep. Uh, out of all this time, all it took for him is to call... Lapidus' sister a whore and confront him mano a mano. Mano uh, Hey, everybody's got their weaknesses, man. Again, though, it, it was... His it is just, a sword to the heart, apparently. It just ends. 
It just ends. <laughs> the, the, it, you know, the God Killer sword. It's done. It pierced the Titan's chest, Eric. And then what happened is the Onyx army disintegrates, and Superman has plugged up the volcano. I'm telling you, this is so much Mummy Returns. Yeah, I said this when the series started. Lapidus is the Scorpion King, yeah. and the freaking Onyx army are just the army of the undead. He's the rock? He's the rock. He's the rock. He's the awful CGI rock. And yeah. when they freaking kill him, there goes all the freaking yep. Onyx, Onyx Army. They Army just disintegrate. Falls apart. Uh, for some reason, it seems big for Deathstroke to grab the heart out of uh, Lapidus. And then Hephaestus shows up, basically tells him, huh, I didn't think you succeed. And then Destra, who ordered this hit? Now, after all this, again, I just get the hell out. But he's like, Seriously. who ordered it? And Hephaestus tells him, it was Apollo. That's it the best part. because Apollo set this up for when he died. So is even bored with the story. He even has sigh. Huh. It was Apollo. It was Apollo. And again, this comes off like a real dick. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he's like, yeah, it was Apollo. In case he died, he set this up. It's like almost like a will where you have to stay at the uh, haunted house yeah. overnight. And then you get the the, the house. Uh, yeah, he it, set it up. You. He set it up. We thought it was just his thing, you know, you know, kind of his last wishes. But it turned out he wanted to burn the Parthenon yeah, down. That, well, that was his last wishes. He thought, again, we know that it was a setup to free Lapidus. That, yes. that was the whole thing. And I guess, you know, in Apollo's mind, I, I don't know. I, I it The plan could have went a little better. You know what I mean? You give it to Deathstroke. Why not give it to somebody else that isn't going to get the job done? I don't know. And it seemed oh, like the job about any seemed like at the job at the end just wasn't that hard anyway. No. Um, call yeah. him a whore. Call his sister a whore and stab him. The Why end. even include the God? I guess you needed the God Killer Sword to yeah, free him. Yeah, you need the God him. Killer Sword. You needed to free him. Um, but yeah, at the end, he's like, eh. And then I love the, the fact they're saying this. And then Deathstroke's line is Apollo set up a doomsday machine. Like, that just doesn't seem like something somebody would say. I'd be like, that fucking bastard. But then it's like, in a matter of speaking. And then Asbestos reads him the fine print, I said, where it's basically you kill a titan, things have to even up, somebody's got to die. This is some bullshit. He just saved all the gods. Yeah, he saved them all. And the entire world. Yeah. And now, like, okay. You didn't read the fine print. Now that you killed a titan, you got to kill one of your kids. Yeah, huh? or, well, it's first he's got to die, and he's like, no, I'm, I'm refusing. Okay, then we got to kill one of your kids. Where, what is this fine print? Why can't you kill, like, some Amazon that's just sitting there? Or go kill some guy in the middle of Metropolis. It, it has, it, it just is ridiculous. Why does, the, why does one of the gods take a hit for the team? Yeah, uh, yeah. Really? This mortal has done the unthinkable, killed a titan, saved the goddamn Parthenon, and now you need him to die and or kill his like, kids. It's basically... Fuck you. Yeah, he was given this this contract. To me, that was a not honorable thing, but he, he did what he was supposed to do. He did his job. And so they're like, no. And then, so Deathstroke figures out a plan. He's like, no, you no, know no. what? You know what's going to happen? Usually when I've run into this where a god says I have to sacrifice myself or my kids, what what I usually do is I think back to Hammurabi and say, it's usually an eye for an eye, Eric. So he rips out his fucking eye and says, take it or leave it. Makes no sense. I really want to come back to this issue and Hephaestus or any other god say, yeah, we're going to leave it because an eye is not equivalent to a person. Yeah, that's not equivalent. We're going to kill your kids now. And yes, you don't have your eye. Boom. Uh, I, I, really like got theory, used to, I really got used to him having yeah. two eyes. And all these times where he almost lost his eye, like I said, it reminded me Talked about me how of, he could, couldn't fight with two yeah, eyes. It reminded me of Hot Tub Time Machine, 
with uh, Crispin Glover, where exactly. you're, you're, you keep waiting for him to lose that arm. Every time there was something, he almost would lose his eye, and we're like, oh, I thought he was going to lose it. And then we <laughs> thought that it was just going to happen so crazy. Uh, it was. It did happen crazy. But did you not expect him to rip it out. You have a theory that this book is ending soon. And they have to get Deathstroke back to what he was so that the next time he shows up, he's what he always was. Yeah, we're I back have to a, the freaking standard. Yeah, I have a feeling if you are correct. Well, first off, I'll say I think you are correct because this book, all it started out with, um, with what's his name, uh, Tony S. Daniel writing and the, the art. Yes. And I said the art was awesome. Still is. So good. The story has been a little off. The st- and I've said all in my reviews, if they could get the story up to the caliber of the art, boy, we're going to have a kick-ass book. Uh, out of nowhere, not only is Tony S. Daniel not doing the art, but he's got a, a James Bonney on the story with him. Yes. And I actually think that it's the beginning either of a new creative team. Maybe James Bonney will stay on. Maybe they'll and Kirky. have Kirky or somebody. Because I love but, Kirky's art. Yeah, I love Tyler Kirkham. But uh, they've had a couple different artists. And I think you're right. I think the book's going to be canceled at some point soon. And if that is the case, we're going to see him start to age. Oh, yeah. He has and to go back to old they'll man. Mention that, and they'll mention that uh, like the process that made him young is wearing off. It's, it's degrading. You know what's going to happen next issue? The gods are going to decide that's not enough. We're going to also going yeah. to have to take most of your youth we're away from you. We're going to take your youth. Like, you did us a favor, yes, so we're not going to kill you. We'll take your eyes and blood sacrifice, but we're going to have to take most of your, like, life force. Now, and here, I mean, the next issue starts off uh, an arc of him going back and fighting the Suicide Squad, which he was a part of when that new yeah. Suicide Squad came. Uh, so there's a history there, but again, to me, that's another story that we've been there, been there, been done there, that done there. that, baby. Yeah, it really, ha- it really this seems is, that way. It's a very lackluster ending, and yeah, then going it, back it to the really Suicide sucks. Squad at this point, it is not interesting. No, it isn't, and we really were looking forward to this as like a guilty pleasure. Yeah, uh, we really enjoyed it for what it ended up, but not here. Uh, I can't. Come on, the, Slade Wilson, the fucking Deathstroke, the Terminator, taking on a goddamn Titan. Yeah, God, and we Amazing. said it'd be great for him to keep the God Killer sword. And again, to me, Deathstroke isn't a guy who he's not like me who likes to cheat and do things. <laughs> to me, Deathstroke is one of those guys that say he has the God Killer sword and he goes to just fight uh, who's Harley. In the Suicide Squad, he's not going to use that sword. No. He is a guy, you know, he has a uh, assassin's honor. I, I like uh, to I think like it's like, you didn't watch John Wick, though, but I like uh, John oh, Wick. Oh, I did. The, I've did seen you? it now, yeah. Okay. I would like to imagine he freaking takes a sword and puts it underneath his basement floor, and he, yeah. he has to need, he has to break the floor yeah. open to get yeah. it. Yeah, if he needs it, then I would like that. And then you open up that, say, out of nowhere, the new gods get involved, and they want, yeah. and they get him, and now he's there, and you can use that. I, I, you cannot, you don't have to overuse it. No, but no, Asbestos takes it; it's gone. I it really got a device for this story. I really got to go back and read the original Deathstroke series of the New Fifty Two because I, when Kyle that series Hayden started, out. I'm saying when that's he had nth metal armor. Yeah, yeah. And I want to know what happened because I yeah. only read the uh, Hawkman crossover, so that okay, series. Yeah. And I didn't read anything else, so I want to know how we got from yeah. there to here. Yeah, I, if there's any continuity well, at all. Uh, I guess there was a little bit how it started. There was a couple uh, callbacks. Uh, was there? Because I didn't read the beginning of, of this. How series. he ended up getting younger and how he was fixed and stuff like that. But uh, it, with the sword, back to the sword. I actually wouldn't even mind it that the God Killer sword is one of those things where if you do kill a god or a titan, 
Um, it actually, that's the purpose of that particular sword, and it just and disappears. Disappears, yeah. Or that'd be cool. Lapidus' soul goes in, whatever it would be. Uh, just as Festus just kind of. That's I don't mine know. now. You would that's... have to tell me that it it, uh, it just disappears and ends up in Asfestus' hand because I don't think that Destruct's handing it over. No, it just that's Indian given Asfestus. Yeah, Come it on. just it just was weird. Uh, yeah, I gave it I gave it a five point five out of ten, uh, mainly because I liked the art as much as I did, and I did like the beginning. I liked when until and now this is the very beginning and in between what you didn't like those couple pages where Superman attacks they kind of go and. Until the point where, uh, like when uh, Deathstroke and Lapidus were first fighting and yell, I like that. Yeah, And then too. it just, it went off the rails. Once the sister was involved and then it just ended. It or stupid. not involved, kind yeah, of really, involved, whatever. I don't know. It, it was so stupid to have that even in there. Made no sense. I would have given it a six. Yeah, yeah. All right. The I, art actually, is amazing. Yeah, I love the art. Um, and we're going to go on to the last book, last book of the night, Justice Oops. League 3001, number four. Written by J.M. DeMatteis and Keith Giffen. Art by Scott Collins, Hi-Fi, and Rob Lee. While this is nothing but a side story taking place between the year 3000 and 3001, I still enjoyed it. We get some good character development when Terry Flash is sent to the planet Nirvana to research a distress signal. What she finds is a lot of snow, some piranha bears, and Mirror Master. The former rogue steals the show and helps Terry realize her potential. The two are great together, and while the issue does nothing much for the ongoing story, I had some fun reading it. Scott Collins does a great job jumping in on art, and this issue has me charged up to get back to the regular story. Now, I know you didn't like it. I I, I liked it enough only because up until this point, uh, Terry, as the Flash, has, has been worthless. She is annoying. Her big thing is her talking, talking fast. Talking fast, she yeah. Does, she does it at the beginning. Which I hate trying to read. I, I hate it, too. That's why I don't mind this issue because it, it kind of bridges a gap where I'm not even saying between the year 3000 and 3001 because no. it's weird because she starts out 3001 as it's freaking annoying as well. Um, but I like the idea that it's going to change her into something a little better. Uh, something where she is a little more confident. She's always complaining that she doesn't know what to do, all <laughs> this. Um, again, it doesn't really make sense in the continuity because she kind of was that at the beginning of 3001 as well. Right. But I'm hoping that this gets a little more boost. Um, the one thing I didn't like, I said that in my beginning of my review, that the one thing I don't like about this book anymore, which I love the book. I'm still a big fan. But what I don't like is it's getting overcrowded. And I really, if they were going to do a side story or something like this, I wish it was something that was going to thin out the herd because they have really tried. They, it's just desperation. They've been trying to get anybody involved that they can. Uh, like, get, hey, we need more yeah. fans. Let's get Supergirl. Hey, we need this. We got, and it's ridiculous, though. Again, I say this, but I want more Mirror Master. He's I know. not really in the regular deal. He's part of the As- Justice League, but he's trying not to be. Uh, but, man, he was good in this. I really Really like Mirror Master. That's the I only thing like... I get from this book, though, is that okay, so we need to find out how Flash got better at her powers. Yeah. And what happened to Mirror Master? Yeah, yeah. So it sets that up, and I, I even though I even like the part where Mirror Master, I don't know why he doesn't want to call out Lois, because he knows, you know, a lot of what's going on. I don't think he knows fully that she has disguised herself. No, as absolutely not. But he does know more, and he just doesn't want to say it. I wish he's not he a would. snitch, man. Snitches get stitches. Yeah, really. Um, 
But yeah, this whole story is wrapped around that uh, Wonder Woman went out to get drunk and Terry ends up showing up uninvited to tell her the story. And I do like the fact that points where she's telling the story and what you're seeing is not what she's telling. She's trying to make herself seem cool and she isn't. Uh, but besides that, it, this is really a unnecessary book. It is this seriously issue is unnecessary. so unnecessary. Uh, but again, I said I had fun reading it. This I, is almost like the fact, though. Like um, there was a book uh, I did a couple of months, like a couple of months ago or weeks ago. I don't even remember anymore. Where we had this great cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Like last last month's uh, Justice League 3001, we saw that there was another Batman fighting crime. Well, if you want to not even go back months, this is kind of what you were saying about We Are Robin this week. Where you had that great thing with uh, uh, shoulder pads uh, yeah, dying, and then you get a side story. I, it, I know. So that was a continuation, though. Yeah. This doesn't continue where we left off oh, in the it last doesn't. issue it's at all. It's out of nowhere. And again, I, and it's I a think side I, story. It, it might even be Batman 44 for all I know. It might, yeah, yeah. In my review, I even said that uh, obviously something had gone down where they had to do the. This doesn't seem like this would have been a normal, like, okay, we're just going to do this. There's Howard Porter's off. Uh, I don't know. I'm guessing that it's for good only because he's going to be in the Superman. And uh, maybe that's what happened. Maybe that's in the middle he got called over to Superman and they're like, uh-oh, we're not done this. And uh, we have, yeah, I don't know. It, that, I like that Howard doesn't really Porter. make sense. I like Howard Porter enough, but I do not want him on Superman. Yeah, I, I love Howard Porter's art in this. And John this, Romita Jr.'s art has just been yeah, coming along yeah. with Superman too. Well, this book, it really fits. with the, yeah. And he does the cover. Yes. If you look at the cover and you're like, oh, yeah, that's that's his deal. And uh, though Scott Collins, maybe people will like it more because I do like the art in the book. So do I. I do like it. It's, it's, a, little more, it's a little more cartoony. But, boy, I, I do like Mirror Master a lot. I like <laughs> Flash. I even like the part where they're kind of in the dark and you see like an outline. You see the uh, Terry's goggles. Well, it's like they that. had a cool panel in the beginning where it was you saw Batman talking to Ariel yeah, yeah, about yeah. why they said, and, and you don't see his the, face. Yeah, he's kind of in and the I shadow. really like that. I'm like, oh my god, is that actually that Batman? Yeah. And then and it came out. Okay, actually, it's yeah, style. I thought that it was something crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, I, I really there's not a lot to talk about. I like that if you're gonna get Flash, uh, inspired to become something better, it's funny that it's Mirror Master. Yeah, it is to fun. do that, I like their interaction. I like the fact that Terry is just a good person and tries to save Mirror Master, and then he just blows her off. He leaves <laughs> her hanging and leaves. And I also love the fact, it, again, this is a lot of slapstick humor in this. There's, you know, uh, Mirror Master's talking about rug burn or uh, friction burn. Yeah. He's all upset. And then, then you have a goofy freaking piranha bears. Like just piranha goofy. bears, man. They're just goofy. And uh, I don't know. They actually reminded me of uh, some of the character designs and art in Action Comics when uh, Greg Pak uh, took over. And I, I, I don't know. I, I just don't understand why they're here. Mirror Master's been here for months by yeah. himself, says there's not another living thing. You think he would have come across some piranha bears in his time yeah. here? Yeah, I know. I, I Again, you mentioned that. I like the fact that— It doesn't that, even matter with I this know. book. It you know? It's just goofy. It's just goofy fun. It's going to be a six-issue mini. Yeah, I like the fact that Mirror Master is on that planet just to collect his thoughts— yeah, and he just and hide from, from Lois because she's a he's goddamn hiding, maniac. Yep, he's hiding from Lois. He wants to get away, and he's trying to adjust. He's like, "Hey, I'm new to this century, and I want to, you know, whatever." Or he's like, "I, you know, he's still trying to adjust." Yeah, I like that she calls him Mister Mirror the entire that time. Laugh, that got a little bit old, though. I know, but it made me laugh. Um, and then, like we said, he ends up leaving, but then she gets away and is pissed. 
And then Ariel, who is actually Lois, is like, hey, what happened? I don't want to talk about it. But what I really liked was the ending where she's telling all about uh, Mirror Master, which he said, please do not tell anybody. Don't do this. And she's just spilling the beans, and it doesn't matter because Wonder Woman's passed out. I thought that was hilarious, and that's it. And there really wasn't much to the situation. And I'm really upset because then we have next Batman, Batman versus, versus Batman. Batman. And yeah, it's a question mark yeah. because who knows? But uh, that's yeah. what I wanted for this issue, though, because that was such a great cliffhanger last yeah. time. No, yeah, we want to know who this Batman is. Number one, that's I wanted to be I that great big fat guy in the Blue Beetle costume. Oh, be hilarious that it's him. Uh, yeah, I gave this issue an eight out of ten, and I'm telling you. I went about it as a, what it was, a side story. Yeah, I know. That, Sometimes it's hard to do, like, review yeah. books to this, like, to, uh, to the same standards as everybody else because of what they are. Yeah, well, and again, you know what this issue kind of reminded me of was that um, Batman Superman, uh, I guess it was issue 10, where Jeff Lemire came on and they did that uh, Amazing Journey our amazing voyage one where uh oh yeah the adam had, yeah and had to go into the it was batman's body they went yeah into, right it was superman and adam go i thought and i really liked it though it made it it was just fun yeah i had fun reading this and again if it does something for the flash character that gets her a little better also like you said it gets rid of mirror master mirror master and maybe mirror master will come back and help them no i'm saying it doesn't get rid of him it actually breaks because no. we haven't seen him since the first well, like saying, i think but it, it, it it explains why he's not around, and it'll Agreed. explain that when they go to do the Injustice League, if he is not part of it, maybe he's going to be forced to be. But if he isn't part of it, we have an explanation, and we're we like, okay, Mirror Master is going to save the day. In That's the what end. I think. I would love him to. I really like him in this. He is actually a, a decent enough guy. He's done being a bad guy. Yeah. He's been there, done that. Yeah, he don't want to know more. Yeah, new century, he, new life. He just wants to relax and stay away. But yeah, I like the art. I thought Scott Collins did a great job. And if he is going forward on this book, I'm fine with it. I love uh, Howard Porter is one of my favorite artists. But yeah, I, I know. Will, I will go with that. I'm I'm interested in seeing what Howard Porter does with Superman. Do you know when he takes over Superman? No. Okay, because when he does, you're going to have Superman again. (laughs) I think it's like around the December, November, December type deal. All right. Um, I would even say December, because I think that was one of the things that came out when those solicits hit. Oh, yeah. That was kind of like pushed to the side, but I I may be thinking November. But yeah, that's it, Eric. That is the podcast. uh... That's all the books, except Harley and Power Girl, which I was told not to review. Reggie did and hated it more than I did. That was actually a funny thing, too. Yeah. I'm like, hey, Reggie, can you do ba- uh, Power Girl, uh, Harley Power Girl? Because Jimmy Palmiotti does not want me. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's well aware of that. Read it and gave it a four. Four you out of ten. Every right? issue a 4.5. 4. decided not to do and the book. I didn't even it a mean four. That, it's so weird that I never even realized that until you told me that. And I'm like, maybe that's what he's mad that I just, <laughs> like, he thinks it's a generic review that I yeah. hate. He hated it more than me, he said. Said it's a bunch of freaking lame dick jokes. And oh, I know. That's why I, st- I, I read the first issue. And I'm like, nope, I'm done. Yeah, it, it didn't make sense. And he, I said to him, well, do you get the idea it doesn't come out of the the part that it says it did from the regular Harley Power Girl uh, from the main book? And he didn't read that. So no. he's like, I'm just going in with, you know, trying to have some fun. He did not have fun. All right. I'm going to say that it's time for us to do our pick of the week. And I'm giving it to Grayson. And I'm sure you are not. I don't know. I think uh, I gave Gotham by Midnight yeah, a 9. Gave, yeah, you gave I that I said better. I would give Grayson 8.5 probably. Yep. Uh, 
Personally, I think I like Gotham by Midnight more, but yeah. Grayson means a whole lot more. It does, but it's you know it's what you want for the week. You told everybody to go get that Gotham by Midnight, so I, I think that I is agree. Your pick I'm of the saying, week. Though, I'm going to say that's like pick of the week, but make sure you pick up Grayson as well. Yeah, they were good, and in fact, I know that we're talking. And I'm looking back at the scores. I had some down ones, but this is actually I had a better week than I've had in a while. Yeah, where even the books that I didn't like, like I think Deathstroke might have been my least. And right. that was, you know, that wasn't a three. I gave it a 5.5, I guess. And, yeah, I well, even like We Are Robin more than you did with your agreed. three. All hey, right. I came back and said I might have been a little too harsh. Yeah. But that's only after, you know, you talk it through with somebody. Yeah, yeah. Well, that should not be the way the it podcast. is. We have the podcast for ourselves, Eric. I know. Not for these people. There's people uh, listening? These people. Next week, guess what we have? What do we got, baby? Books. And here's the books. And again, I said I said it earlier. I have two books. I have two reviews I hate you next so week. Much. Oh, I'm gonna kick back and relax. When was your last review? I think Thursday we saw you on the site. Haven't seen you since. I was playing I was with gonna, my Imaginex last send night. Out a, a missing persons. I yes. hadn't sat down to play with my Imaginex in a long time. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna take a me day. All right, a me day. It's yeah. like my cheat year. All <laughs> right, we start off next week. We have Aquaman number forty-four. I like the last issue more than the rest. Again, isn't this one of the ones that came up before? It I did remember, last yeah, week. Last week of Aquaman, and they changed everything on us. Everything yeah. got switched up. Because I remember saying, you like it a little more now, and it's getting better, and now I have to say it again. You looking forward to that, Aquaman number 44? To a degree. All right. We have Batman Annual number four. Not looking forward to doing another Batman. Batman Annual number four. That's when all shit hits the fan again. We also have... Batman Arkham Knight Annual Number One, and I put that because I don't know if that's a annual to go with the Genesis book that only has two issues, or if this is an Arkham Knight Annual Number One that goes with my weekly. Digital I'm saying it's going book. through weekly digital. It is a print book. That is weird. Uh, it is a you know it's a big oversized annual. I have so no like idea. Pages? I have no I no, I'm saying this is like forty pages. This Holy is a shit. legitimate annual. This isn't digital. So I don't know. So I'm gonna count that as my third book. Okay. Uh, when I get it, I'll see what's going on. If it has anything to do with the Genesis, uh, Reggie will be doing that. <laughs> if it actually has to do with my deal, I will do it. We also have Grayson annual number two. Uh, which I'm looking forward to, which I... Oh, yeah, man. The solicit is great. Uh, Dick going off to talk to Superman about everything that's going down and finding out that he's got his own problems. Eric, he's got real-life problems. Uh, that sounds Superman. like nonsense. I don't care no more. Uh, it's an annual, <laughs> which joking. makes me laugh because Grayson's at issue 12 and we have two annuals. There's books that, <laughs> that you know, three years in, they have one annual. Uh, speaking of annuals, Eric, we have Green Lantern annual number four. And this is an origin to the Renegade story. And I actually am very intrigued to read this because it's supposed to spell out when the core is actually after him. Because that was one of the things. The core oh, was yeah. going to go after him, and then all of a sudden, nothing. And I assume that right after that, two days later, they got sucked away to the Lost Army book. That's not the case. This anyway, is a, I, don't I look forward to it. I just hate reviewing annuals. I know. Well, this is uh, also going to explain how he got Darlene, yep. the ship. And also his hairdo. I'm sure it's going to be fun. I'll be it really into it. It says that in the solicit that we find out about his hairdo. Uh, whew, I almost coughed. The next book <laughs> is the big book of the week for you, Justice League 44. Is that the big book or is Batman Annual? Uh, no. 
Justice League 44. And okay, I look forward to Justice League. to me always kind of get, uh, you know, the backseat to something like this. Justice right. League 44. Seems like a long time since the last uh, Justice League. About a month Doesn't and a week. It? Yeah, it seems very long. It seems longer to me. Uh, we also got new Suicide Squad annual number one, which I'm looking forward to. And if I'm right, this will set up the new team. We'll see. Which I'm and, looking forward to. And then you'll get Superman number 44, Eric, and that'll finish the final truth chapter. Uh, and I'm sure we'll be as disappointed. And somehow it will not end in the Fortress of Solitude, but with Wrath, Vandal Savage, and Mr. I'm gonna Bend. I'm going to punch you right in the Was face. Was it if Mr. That Bend? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, that better not happen. Right in I'll, the face. I'll punch myself in the face. How about don't that? Don't do that. Don't do that. I you might. look retarded. I might. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll find that out. And again, I at the most, I'll have three reviews, at the least two. It's fine with me. I'll, I got five. I'll have those done by Saturday. Yeah. I might take a whole week off. Do it uh, up, brother. On the site coming up, I know we had mentioned we kind of down. We're getting a little back, right? We're a little getting bit. The, we're getting our groove back, just like Stella. I don't know. I got a bunch of freaking uh, bombshells to do on a Batman 66. Oh, yeah, that I, I actually, tomorrow, which would be Sunday when this goes up, I have some Wonder Woman 77 to catch up with, and I'm going to watch a lot of football. Yeah, I want to take and a nap edit this podcast. Point. It takes a lot to edit this stupid thing, especially when my kids keep interrupting me. God like, edit a lot. I'm saying we don't take, like, we don't edit things out, really. It doesn't matter. It's still, I, I listen through. I get rid of your freaking belches and your farts. I have freaking, those? Every two minutes. Oh, my no, bad. I have to splice them my, all together. Something's I, throwing my body. I have to get some, uh, you know, some segue music and stuff like that. It still oh, takes you. a while, uh, but I'll be doing that. And yeah, uh, I hope to get back to just for the hell of it Monday. On Monday, I don't know what I'll do, but if anybody's, I do too. Puppet Master came out. out last week. Oh yeah, yeah. Are you going to do that? I hope so. Okay. Yeah, I might do uh, either another Rick and Morty or get back to the Bill and Ted. Uh, go to issue two of that i did the first issue i really liked it i'm a big bill and ted fan but yet that does not make my top five 80s eric i know it was questionable though at one it point. was on it almost made it but it, it skipped off actually blood sport took the number five spot from it took it away from peewee and bill and ted yeah Pee-wee, i mentioned this week that i really would like peewee to be on that list but i i can't really take anything off it um i'll give you a little hint eric one of my ones is big we said that earlier. I know. Uh, and another one is Bloodsport. And we know that your number five was Gremlins. Correct. Yes. Uh, we'll get to that someday. We did not do that last It's just funny. I talked to my friends at the housewarming party today. Yeah? Two of them just watched Gremlins in the past week. Really? Yeah, out of nowhere. Hadn't seen it in like fucking That's 20 years. Crazy. But yeah, we'll, we'll get back to that. We're going to do that eventually. I know I, I had big plans for that going up this week. This past week, going up on our uh, feed. But we're tired. I know. We were. I said, but I'm tired. I had a bad week of work. We're walking was, all day. I've been sick. I've been working all day. I saw you. You were standing up against a post. I suppose I'm Imaginex. <laughs> I'm outdoors, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, now we're getting goofy. But yeah, yes, we'll we end this. Uh, I hope everybody enjoyed it. Again, if you want to come to our site, it's weirdsciencedccomicsblog.blogspot.com. Email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. And that's about it. What about Facebook, Eric? You they can ready find to us give on that? Facebook. That's it. They can find us on Facebook. I don't they know. Can find like us on Facebook. Facebook forward slash Just Weird go. Science DC. The, the book I'm pretty face. sure that's it. 
find us on your cue pads. I don't know. Somebody was very disappointed that you weren't on Facebook because they wanted to talk to you about something with Flash. Uh, and I was Paul. like, I will relay the message. Yep, and you gave me the message, and I messaged him back on the site. Did I you? Am not on, yeah. I, okay. He had mentioned kind of the same thing on the site, and I think he got mad. I actually forgot to. It was Paul from San Antonio. I oh, actually, was it? Okay. Yeah, I actually uh, thought of what I was going to say to him, and I completely forgot about it. So say you never got back to no, me. But, yeah, no, I got back to him then. I agree. He said that the Flash was a shout out to an old Flash story right. from before, where he's underwater. And I, I said yes, I think it is, and I think that's all Brett Booth's doing. He is a huge, like historical Flash guy. He and loves, dinosaurs. He loves everything about Flash, and he'll call your ass out if you don't draw those dinosaurs right. <laughs> and but what did he say? You can look up any picture. You can go on Wikipedia. He got so mad. I do. I want to know what he was yelling about. So do I. Somebody had a comic that involved dinosaurs. And boy, he was not happy with it. <laughs> and he came out, and I mean, he was vicious with it. Guy is a crazy guy. He is a passionate fella. And I love him. I love his art. All right, Eric. Uh, that's it. The hell with this podcast. I'm going to bed. Well. First, I'm going to make a sandwich. All right. Thanks. Ham and cheese. Ham and Ham cheese sandwich cheese. for me. All right. What do we say? Everybody have a great week, and we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Jack the tube, baby. That's the clean tube. Oh, there it is.